ancient land of China, schools and the martial arts were a way of life, but none were as lethal as the one we are about to reveal. Five deadly venoms. A secret society, each man unknown to the other, identified only by a mass, representing one of nature's deadly assassins, the centipede, the snake, the scorpion, the lizard, and the toad. Five deadly venoms, five masters in the martial arts, each man pitted against the other in savage combat, and each trained in their own vicious method of killing. They practiced a special kind of kung fu, killing by instinct, with machine-like precision, lightning speed, and ruthless power, as ferocious and deadly as the venomous creatures from which it took its name, and whose stings were always fatal. Kill or be killed. Five deadly venoms. No mercy asked, none given, in a kung fu epic as brutal as nature itself. Five deadly venoms, survival of the fittest and kung fu action at its very best in the most spectacular martial arts program of the year. Five deadly venoms, five stinging ways to die. Pick your poison, you'll be stung to your seats. Don't miss Five Deadly Venoms, a Shaw Brothers presentation. Theirs was a mission of certain death. Outnumbered and unarmed, they must get to the tyrant that enslaves their people. No weapon, no matter how lethal, can match their Kung Fu. Alexander Fusheng stars as the young martial arts expert pitted against a murderous warlord with a deadly Kung Fu skill. They live to fight and fight to live in a whirlwind of Kung Fu action. Four men sworn to battle to the death against these lawless legions of the damned. The Four Assassins.
five men of destiny await the ultimate challenge. Death and destruction were the Manchu order. They murdered their way to victory. Nothing could stop them until they met the five masters of death. Five new men of destiny. Five new deadly ministers of kung fu justice. Five new kung fu killing techniques. The whipping triple jointed stick, an avenging reaper of justice. The piercing pole, driving its way to victory. The deadly tiger stork, no one escapes. The crushing crossed fists, pounding up revenge on Manchu murderers. See the five kung fu masters of death defeat the Manchu warlords. See the five masters of death. When you're the best, you do things with style. J.J. McQuaid is the best. He's a lone wolf lawman in the Lone Star State. Even a wolf has his weaknesses. And a powerful enemy. The final showdown belongs to McQuaid. Lone Wolf McQuaid, starring Chuck Norris, David Carradine, Barbara Carrera, and Leon Isaac Kennedy. Or forgive them, because they killed his wife, they raped his daughter. And they deserve to die. So he's doing it again. His way. Charles Bronson. He's the best there is at getting even. Goodbye. Death Wish 2. Rated R. Now playing at the Sacramento Drive-In, Dome 24, Birdcage Walk, and the State in Woodland. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. The all-new process that puts you in the picture. Whether you want to be there or not. It will scare you. Count on it. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. Rated R. Now playing in Sacramento. Check newspapers for theaters and showtime. This is the movie that Rex Reed called the most horrifying motion picture I have ever seen. This film is positively ruthless in its attempt to drive you right out of your mind. Sally, I hear something. Stop! Stop! The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. From New Line Cinema. Rated R. There are killers on the loose, dressed like cops, and they always use a magnet. There's only one cop around who can crack this case. They call him Dirty Harry. In 24 hours, Harry stops a robbery, covers a stakeout, and prevents a hijacking. Clint Eastwood is back, and this time his world is dirtier than ever. 
Magnum Force, rated R. Opening Christmas Day at selected theaters around the country.
知道你还是会喜欢我的。Pleasure doing business with you. I 本来想推荐你上去，但你上头唔批准。点解？呢个人你应该好熟嘅。我听日要走。后日去台湾嗰单嘢，咪带埋阿成咯，俾个机会啲后生仔啊嘛。一朝做贼，想做好人不容易。
我已经冇咗个细佬，我唔想连你呢个朋友都冇埋。阿杰，我再叫我做阿杰，叫阿 Sir。而家大把世界，有好多旧客要靠豪哥你拉翻嚟噶。我哥系产值唔系我啊！呢度已经唔系我同你嘅世界。你一喐手，即刻转翻转头。Delta Force gets the word. It's a go. Take them down. They're not after adventure or glory. They're fighting to save American lives. You take one of us, you gotta take us all. Chuck Norris, Lee Marvin, the Delta Force, rated R, starts Friday, February 14th at theaters everywhere. Chuck Norris returns in Missing in Action 2: The Beginning. American MIAs imprisoned and tortured. He's a soldier they couldn't hold. None of you have ever escaped, and none of you will. We're going in. He's breaking out, leading his men, and fighting back. An American hero story continues. Chuck Norris, missing in action two, the beginning. Opens Friday, March 1st, at a theater near you. Charles Bronson. Wish three. First, they took the streets. Then they took it all. But their next target may be their last victim. Charles Bronson, where there is no justice, there can only be vengeance. Charles Bronson, Death Wish Three. Now playing. Consult your listings. Starts Friday at the Sacramento Drive-In. Forty. One of the ten best films of the year. A high-octane mixture of outlandishly stylized camp and outrageously sensational shootouts. <laughs> Outrageously exhilarating, guaranteed to tingle the most jaded moviegoer's palate.
film concocted with nitroglycerin, the combined energy of the Road Warrior, Robocop, and the Terminator. The killer is great cinema. Killer, a thriller comedy that will leave you breathless. Director of Top Gun and Beverly Hills Cop 2 comes a movie that will leave you breathless. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, Christopher Walken, in a Tony Scott film that critics are calling a Bonnie and Clyde for the 90s. True Romance, rated R, starts Friday, September 10th at a theater near you. Follow my instructions and we all walk away clean. Domino, you're with me on the side. Shepard, you cover the rear. All we want is the money. This is an inside job. Ten million in cash. Let's go home right now. I've seen you two. We're celebrity hostages. <laughs> wow. Oh, thank God. Domino, where you are. Now playing. Dogs. Before Pulp Fiction. The original Men in Black shook the world of action cinema in the original A Better Tomorrow. Proudly presents the explosive bullet ridden sequel, A Better Tomorrow 2. Hong Kong action mavericks John Woo and Troy Hark take the heroic bloodshed genre to the next level and beyond in a violent symphony of destruction that is often imitated but never better. Chow Yun Fat, Leslie Chung, and T Long. Better tomorrow, too.
He practiced the lizard style. Chameleon. The lizard is a very agile and nimble style that enables a man to climb like a lizard. David Rockefeller's money couldn't save him. Despite all of the hard work he did for Satan. But he's behind the latest accusations. If you disagree, then you must be a Russian agent. <laughs> That's a bunch of gobbledygook. Peddling that has got to be spooks. There's not an angle I couldn't possibly juice. And if it's coming out of my mouth, it's got to be truth. Let's keep it all cerebral. If I run for mayor, I won't be mayor. I leave it to the people. Consider this a shot across the bow. The sheeple are awake and we gon' shake them up now. Make them well aware you are extreme liars. You create smoke, then you're like a screen fire. Like we can't see who living. It shows like a Saturday Night Live skit. Okay, I get it. None of these federal projectors ever want to speak even though i come and visit them like once a week not a single thing i say is tongue-in-cheek the nypd just sprung a leak not one of these pedal protectors they want to speak even though i come and visit them like once a week not a single thing i say is tongue-in-cheek the nypd just sprung a leak bastard you did it again you a real hard bastard when will it end i must say bastard
All right, welcome to the show. I am the Hard Bastard, and we're going to start out here with uh, more uh, strikes against the Houthis. This was initially, I think, sent in last night by uh, Gunfox, uh, but it, it, it's happening so frequently with these strikes that it's easy to uh, lose track. So this is the; these are the latest ones. The United States and United Kingdom launched a new round of strikes against the Houthi terrorists in Yemen in response to more than 30 attacks the group has carried out against cargo ships and chemical tankers. Near the Arabian Peninsula over the last few months, the new round of strikes were carried out with support from Australia, Bahrain, Canada, Denmark, the Netherlands, and New Zealand, according to the Department of Defense. The statement didn't specify what type of support the aforementioned countries provided. The Pentagon, which described the strikes as proportionate and necessary, said that it hit 36 Houthi targets across 13 locations. The strike specifically targeted sites associated with the Houthis, deeply buried weapons storage facilities, missile systems and launchers, uh, air defense systems and radars. The Biden regime said its sole goal was to de-escalate tensions. Yeah, it's, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. De-escalate by bombing. Amazing. So we'll see. Uh, it does look like that there's a good chance here that Biden is switching his strategy for the election to World War III rather than lawfare against Trump because the lawfare doesn't seem to be working out, at least so far. All right, here we go. Mike Johnson announces a clean, standalone Israel aid package. Oy vey. The GOP-led House will take up a clean, standalone bill to send more aid to Israel this week. Uh, the new measure is a departure from legislation passed by the House in early November with the help of a small group of Democrats who broke ranks. Um, Israel has been fighting Hamas in the Gaza Strip since early October. Amazing. Not surprising. We'll see if they do the same thing with Ukraine. Uh, Joe Biden, for the second year in a row, is ducking the CBS sit-down interview. The pedophile-in-chief will duck out of the traditional pre-Super Bowl interview for the second year in a row. Entertainment site Variety reported after negotiations with the White House regarding the traditional pre-game sit-down interview, CBS News confirmed that Biden would not be taking part ahead of the Super Bowl. Um, Biden has declined to take part in a pre-game Super Bowl interview, marking the second consecutive year he has chosen to do so, even though the conversation might reach millions in an election year. So uh, this could be a couple things. This could be because he can't talk and he's got dementia at a level that just makes it impossible. You saw he was giving a speech the other day to women and he was like something about messing with, it, you know, teach Donald Trump not to mess with women. And that blah, 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 like, which just it makes no sense. There's just total gibberish. He can't talk. And um, so you have that. Now, on the other hand, um, could be also partially a deliberate strategy to not compete just like it would be a deliberate strategy to sabotage your voter base because you have something up your sleeve for the election i don't know we'll see but it's uh it's, it's interesting uh with trump leading in the polls joe biden begins to pander joe biden simply can't believe donald trump is actually poised to win the 24 election 
But here's the reality in the polling data. Donald Trump is poised to win the 2024 election. Trump has a lead over Biden. Every poll except for one in the last couple months has Trump up solidly. If Trump wins the popular vote for the first time since a Republican won the popular vote in 2004, he's going to win the election. That would be a hell of a thing because they always use that. They pretend that that's the metric. Man, that would be... uh, that's amazing. I think they would either blame Russia again or they would just say it's voter fraud and you know they're going to do exactly what they've been demonizing uh, Trump supporters for doing this whole time. Uh, of course, in their instance, it'll be made up, where in our instance, we have actual evidence. Um, continuing with the article, it's that simple. He came close to winning the election in 2020, even though he lost the popular vote by 7 million votes. All right, Daily Wire, come on, stop being retarded. Uh, Biden won through a whole bunch of uh, ballot fraud and gay ops, but whatever. Are they, uh, hold on a second, they're not giving us the whole article here? No, I'm not logging in. Fuck this shit. Anyway, if Trump wins the popular vote, uh, or blah, blah, blah. Trump is leading big in states that he lost last time, particularly in states like Georgia. He's running dead even in Wisconsin. He's running well ahead in Michigan and Ohio the latter of which used to be a swing state. A new CNN poll shows Biden's job approval rating is standing at 38%. He's underwater with everyone. Now we got John Nolte from Breitbart. NBC poll. Trump opens 2024 as frontrunner against Biden. Fresh polling from the far left NBC News shows former President Trump with a sizable lead over his fraudulency, Joe Biden. Nationally, Trump leads Biden by a stunning, in this poll, See the closing paragraph. Five points, 47 to 42%. That's a nine-point swing in Trump's direction since July of last year when Biden was up four. With a 5.25-point margin of error, the shift in the poll of 1,000 registered voters between January 26th to 30th comes down to only one thing. Biden presiding, excuse me, presiding over the worst first-term presidency since Jimmy Carter. Currently, Biden's job approval rating is only 37%. His disapproval rating is a full 60%. Both numbers represent his worst showing in the poll and put him minus 23 points underwater. In January of last year, he was down only four points with a 46.50 approved disapproved rating. Currently, only 35% of Hispanics, 29% of young people, and 27% of independents approve of the job that Biden's doing. For contrast, in the same poll in early 2020, Trump had an approval rating of 46% and still lost. No president in history of this poll has seen their approval rating dip to 37% since George W. Bush during the collapse of his second term. In a potential 2024 rematch, only 75% of black voters support Biden. This should be at least 10 points points higher, while 16% support Trump. In 2020, Trump won 8% of the black vote. Incredibly, Trump tops Biden with the Hispanic vote, 42 to 41%. In 2020, Biden beat Trump with Hispanics by 34 points. Even more jaw-dropping, Trump ties Biden with young people. At 42% in 2020, Biden won uh, young people by 24 points. After three brutal years of Biden's failed presidency, only 22% say the country is on the right track, while 77% say the wrong track. Here is Biden's approval-disapproval numbers uh, on specific issues. Economy, 36-61. Only 24% believe the economy will improve in the next year. Oh, but I thought everyone was saying, oh, the economy's better and people are realizing it's a lag. There's a lag. (laughs) 
Foreign Policy 3460, Israel, uh, Israel's War with Hamas 2960. On the general question of favorability, only 36% view Biden favorably, while 54% view him unfavorably. That puts him under water at minus 18 points. Trump's favorable slash unfavorable rating of 38.52 was four net points healthier at minus 14 points. And then we come to the most devastating numbers for Hunter's dad. The question of who will do a better job of handling the issues voters care most about. Please tell me whether you think Trump or Biden would be better is the question. Here's the answer. Border, Trump's up 35. Economy, Trump's up 22. Uh, Being competent and effective, Trump up 16. Improving America's standing in the world, Trump up 11. Having the necessary physical and mental health, Trump up 23. Dealing with crime and violence, Trump up 21. Talk about the media fail of all fails. Even on the stupid, media-manufactured issue of protecting democracy that's been wielded by billion-dollar corporations against Trump for three years, the Donald is down only two points, 43 to 41%. Biden also tops Trump on baby killing, uh, 44 to 32%, and treating illegals humanely, 48 to 31%. Even if Biden's corrupt Justice Department manages to win a phony conviction against Trump, Hunter's dad only pulls ahead two points. And I doubt that once new media relays the facts of that phony conviction, those numbers will stand. Throughout all of 2020, not one NBC News poll and there were around a dozen, put Trump any closer to Biden uh, than six points down. NBC's final 2020 poll showed Trump down 10 points. He lost, allegedly, of course, by four and a half. So they got big problems. They got big problems. Uh, It's certainly not time to celebrate, but it is looking good. The problem is, I suspect that these people will do anything that they can including atrocities to stop him. And I hope I'm wrong about that. Now, I'd said before, see, see, Trump does have some good people around him. I wish he had more good people around him. I wish everyone around him was fantastic. But this is smart. I said this a while ago because you saw all these videos coming out. You got Newsmax, different people. They're rolling into the Bronx and they're asking people, what do you think of Donald Trump? And they're like, yeah, we like Trump. Fuck Joe Biden. Okay, paraphrasing. So I said, well, he should do a rally. And he's going to the South Bronx to do a rally. The media is going to flip it. This is fantastic. Yeah, go into Democrat strongholds and hold a rally. Absolutely fantastic. Trump says he will hold campaign rallies at Madison Square Garden in the South Bronx. Holy shit, this is fantastic. On Sunday, former President Trump floated the idea of doing a rally in the Bronx and Madison Square Garden, because he thinks New York and other traditionally blue states can be flipped to vote for him. Yet go after the votes anywhere you can get them. In an interview on Fox News Sunday Morning Futures, host Maria Bartiramo mentioned a rumor he was going to do a rally in the South Bronx. He says, I think I'll do that, Trump responded. Do it. Don't let anyone talk you out of it. I think KRS-One is not going to be happy, but that's okay. Fuck him. Uh, He says, I think I'll do one maybe at Madison Square Garden, too. New York has changed a lot in the last two years. We have migrants all over the street. They're living on Madison Avenue. Nobody can believe what has happened to New York. The people of New York are angry, uh, the former president added. 
I think we're going to give New York a heavy shot. They're very unhappy in New York. Trump went on to add he thinks multiple other states can be flipped, such as New Jersey, Virginia, New Mexico, and Minnesota. Absolutely. He's virtually tied with Joe Biden in Minnesota. That should not be happening. So, yeah, definitely go to Minnesota. Before suggesting he's not sure that everything can't be flipped, the former president's statements come just days after it was revealed that New York City is set to distribute $53 million worth of prepaid debit cards to illegals uh, to help them buy food. Rapper 50 Cent suggested that maybe Trump is the answer. Man, what a... This is a hell of a thing. So now you got total fucking delusion Jim Clyburn. Biden has not lost any support among African Americans. <laughs> Lunatic Democrat AIDS commie representative James Clyburn said Sunday on the uh, Pony Face show on CNN that Joe Biden has not lost any support among African Americans. Anchor Pony Face said, President Biden picked up his first official primary win last night in South Carolina. What did we learn about his strength with the key part of his base? Here with me is Jim Clyburn of South Carolina. Thank you for being here. The Biden campaign, with your help, went into South Carolina last night, hoping for a show of force in a state where there's, of course, a large black vote. A show of force against who? There's, they won't even let people compete against Biden. What are you talking about? A show of force against what, Cenk Uger? I mean, what are you talking about? There's been some concern about whether he has maintained his uh, standing with the black voters. Based on what you saw last night, what's the answer? Clyburn says, thank you for having me. I think the answer is an emphatic yes. The best illustration, he got 96% of the vote in the primary, but his largest percentage, over 97%, was in the town of Orangeburg, where there's two HBCUs and a community college. He's got the largest percentage of the whole state. By the way, they're not talking about how they had like an all-time low turnout. Uh, he says, that demonstrates to me what, what I've been saying all the time, that Joe Biden has not lost any support among African-Americans. None. He's lost no support. Hilarious. You can go out and talk to 10 people, publish the comments of one, and maybe give off a different thought. He has not lost support among African-Americans. Good. Keep telling yourself that, fucker. And now we got this. Rich Barris, the best pollster in the game. Highly respected pollster. Rich Barris believes Trump supporters should be over the moon happy right now. Now, I, I, I'm the type, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. But when I saw this article, I was like, well, you know, we're, we're covering it. Barris is, is the man. And um, uh, I will say I am much, I, I'm cautious. I'm cautiously optimistic. I think we got a long road ahead and it's very possible that they steal it. So um, with that said, though, things are going pretty well. Uh, the polling, I mean, could the polling be better? I mean, this is pretty much optimal for polling, okay? Pretty much almost every poll is optimal, almost. And on top of that, the lawfare doesn't seem to be working. And even if it did work, people just don't buy it. So it, it's just really, this is looking pretty good so far. But like I said, um, even if he wins the election, then we gotta get through the period of post-election up to the inauguration where I can't imagine what the fuck they're going to do during that time. That's going to be insane. And I hope I'm wrong about that, but, you know, this is what they do. AIDS commies are crazy, and they do all sorts of shit. They're probably going to try to burn down the country on the back of some fucking nog who overdoses like he did, like they did in 2020. Anyway, Trump fans should be on cloud nine at the moment. 
their guy is not just leading the primary, he's dominating it, leaving all his rivals, eating his dust. And that's not all. He's also taking the seven swing states by storm, easily beating Biden in each one. Wisconsin, he's up five. Pennsylvania, he's up three. Nevada, he's up eight. Georgia, he's up eight. Michigan, he's up five. North Carolina, he's up ten. Nikki Haley, big teeth Nikki, is lagging almost 30 points behind Trump in South Carolina, her own turf, where she's not all that popular. Her plunge in popularity can be chalked up to her, to her penchant for stabbing her friends and allies in the back. Big teeth Nikki might uh, spin in that South Carolina Republicans aren't fans because she's a woman facing off against the good old boys club, driven by jealousy. No, it's because you suck as a candidate and your teeth are too big. That's your problem. But the real story digs into something much deeper and more globalist than identity politics. U.S. Uh, politics is a whirlwind right now. Rich Barris, a top-tier pollster, believes that Trump supporters have every reason to be over the moon. The Biden regime's attempt to destroy Trump with their sham trials and political attacks is falling flat and failing at nearly every turn. Barris hits, hit the nail on the head. Trump's foes can't make any accusation stick. First off, we're hearing Big Fanny might be in hot water over her fling with a married man she not only hired but also showered with in a, an obscene amount of cash before treating herself to swanky vacations and other high-end perks on the taxpayer dime. And now um, crackhead Jack Smith's day just got worse. One of his key cases has been yanked from the court schedule with no return date in sight. Yeah, there were some, uh, like uh, Andrew Weissman, uh, some of these fuckers on MSNBC threatening the uh, appellate uh, uh, judges, which is like amazing. You know, if Trump criticizes a judge in any way, they're like, oh, it's an act of terrorism. But this motherfucker is like uh, inciting violence against them. Uh, anyway, whatever. However, good, the good news is no one can afford to get too comfortable. That's true. There's a tough fight ahead, but as things stand, Trump is uh, suffering, or excuse me, he's surfing a massive wave of American support. The good folks across the nation haven't forgotten what he's done for them, especially as they're currently dealing with the Biden regime's nightmare. The contrast between the two men, uh, the contrast couldn't be starker. Yeah, it, it's really... Uh, I, I hesitate to say, but if you start getting normies and you start bringing in black people from the Bronx, you have a, a, a bit of an uprising, I believe. And, uh, what, you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta wait and see, though. You got to wait and see. You got this, this guy. Now, remember, Killer Mike during um, 2016 was all, or no, excuse me, during 2020, he was all up Biden's ass. He'd go on the Joy Reid show and, you know, suck her dick and... But now he goes on the Bill Maher show, and Bill Maher tries to get him to endorse Biden, and he won't do it. Rapper Killer Mike refuses to endorse Biden over Trump. And look, I don't give a fuck about Snoop Dogg and Killer Mike. I don't even give a fuck about KRS-One, and I think he's one of the all-time greats. doesn't matter. Because a lot of these people either, I mean, I don't think they were ever conservatives, but they, some of them became AIDS commie leftists. So fuck them. You know, what they did before was good. Uh, but now, you know, they're AIDS, and it is what it is. Now, if they're going to stop being AIDS and they want to get based, I fully support that. But when is that going to happen? That never happens. Almost never. That almost never happens. Anyway, you know, once AIDS, always AIDS, it seems to be. But the reason I cover this is these people have influence. 
And when you get people with a lot of influence who are like, yeah, I just can't endorse Biden. Well, that's not good for Biden. This is not good. This is not good. Um, the rapper Killer Mike appeared on the Bill Maher show and he refused to endorse Joe Biden over Trump in an interview. When Maher pressed the rapper to endorse a vote for Biden, Killer Mike refused. Michael Render, better known as Killer Mike, was repeatedly pressed by Maher to say that he would vote for Biden when it came to election time. All right, well, let me uh, put the speakers on. We'll just go to the video. All right, let's uh, have a look here. Okay. What are your feelings on the election coming up? I mean, Biden and Trump, are you as depressed about that as most people my, as a choice? My, my feeling is pick your policy, not your person. Find out this is, this is not the Dallas Cowboys versus your favorite team. This is, this is the policies that will affect our generations for the next 20, 30, 40 years to come. So close your eyes, listen to the policies that are being pushed, and, and pay attention even to the people who don't have a chance of winning because they're going to say policies you may want to push. And I would say do that, but make it policy-based. So, policy so that means, therefore... That means I'm, I'm for black people and happy Black History Month. But you're not, you're not saying one candidate over the other? Hey, man, my nigga, you ain't gonna get me in no trouble tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my, 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 no, my, no, that's your job with me, to my, get me in trouble. My grandfather gave me some stellar advice sometimes. He said, son, sometimes well, you just gotta know to stay out of white folk business. And, well, <laughs> how dare you? This, this time, I'm gonna keep my mouth closed. I, I still like the policy that the old man had that I was supporting. I would encourage people to find who's supporting that policy. And, and see what but happens. you can't get yourself to say vote for Biden over Trump. You you want me to list it now? So now, now I'm, we I'm gotta, just saying that can, that can he get like... himself to apologize for the crime bill? Can he get can he get himself oh. to get his head out of his oh. ass and say black people you you are black regardless? I need you to tell me what I need to do. Can he pick a coalition of former people who are affected by drug laws, street gangs, recidivism and crime and say, I need you as a board to advise me how to fix federal prisons? If he can do that, absolutely I can. So my challenge is out. All right. Okay, so he's not going to do that. They they, they don't care. Uh, they're going to tell you to fuck off. They'll probably... I wouldn't be surprised if the FBI raided Killer Mike's uh, mansion or wherever he lives. Uh, after that. But uh, yeah, not good for Biden. And I've, I've said this before. I don't care why. I don't care if it's... if it, Look, if you're black and you have a bunch of black issues that you care about, good. You know, I don't know. Just don't leave me out of it. I leave you out of my shit. I'm not all up in your face like, listen, black guy, you better fucking give a shit about... It. No, we don't owe each other anything. Okay, so you got a whole bunch of stuff, black issues you care about. Great. Have fun. I hope you, f you figure it out. Okay? Um... So if those are the reasons that you're not voting for Biden, great, okay? If there are other reasons, or I, I don't care what it is, uh, just know they're lying, they hate you, and they want to kill you just like they want to kill the rest of us, okay? And what you do with that and where that puts you on the political spectrum, that is completely your call. Just know they're lying, and when they pretend to help you, they're actually trying to destroy you. Now this, Tucker Carlson is just going for the maybe top three all-time eye pokes this is like this is this is going to be fascinating 
He's in Russia. Obviously, that means he's going to be interviewing Putin, right? And if you're Putin, you obviously take the interview because Putin likes to poke eyes too. Now, I don't like Putin, but I don't think that Joe Biden can talk any shit about Putin because they're very similar in their tactics. You know, maybe um, I, I don't really. I don't know. Like, what's the diff? Real, let's, let's be real here. What's the difference between a person who criticizes Putin who ends up chopped up in a suitcase? And a, and a veteran who criticizes Biden that ends up being murdered by the FBI for memes on the internet. Like, what's the difference? It's, that's the same shit. That's the same shit. So Biden has no room to talk about uh, Putin. And uh, fuck Biden and fuck Putin is my uh, personal opinion. But um, journalists should obviously be able to interview people like Vladimir Putin. He is a, a leader of a country, of Russia. And they're a sovereign country. You don't have to like, you know, what they do. And uh, so Tucker Carlson rolls over there to uh, likely interview him. And, of course, people are freaking out. They're like, oh, he needs to be banned from the country. That was Bill Crystal, Idiot Bill Crystal. American journalist and commentator Tucker Carlson was spotted at the play Spartacus at the Bolshoi Theater on Saturday. People online are now speculating he's there to interview Putin. Why else would he be there? I mean, come on. Pictures published by the Russian news agency MASH on its Telegram feed revealed the sighting of the well-known journalist. The photos were also posted to Twitter. Um, in reaction to the photos, some Twitter users speculated he'd be interviewing Putin. One replied, maybe he's finally going to do the Putin interview. He was told not to. That'd be intense. Yeah. Abject rebellion. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, another person said um, that's going to be the highest hit count for any interview in history, probably if it materializes. Yeah. And see, I like the fact that it's something that the regime doesn't like. It's something the censors don't like. And um, and when, when you do something that the regime doesn't like and it gets a lot of views, it makes it very difficult for them to stop it. So it's kind of like a power dynamic. There's like a power dynamic here. Yep. That's, that's the phone. It's fine. There's a power dynamic here that um, if you pull it off successfully, you can make the regime <clears throat> excuse me, look weaker. And it's there's only like a handful of people that can do shit like that, right? Tucker Carlson, Elon Musk, Donald Trump. You know, there's not many people that can do something like that. I like the fact that Tucker Carlson is taking his platform and just constantly poking the eye of the regime. It's absolutely amazing. All right. Oh, good. The phone didn't crack. That's fantastic. These fucking phones, man. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, dropping them on the ground is not helpful. That's my fault. But uh, they seem to crack easy. But this one's fine. Okay. This was uh, very refreshing. J.D. Vance. I don't know a lot about J.D. Vance. He seems decent. He comes on... Uh, one of these homosexual shows, and uh, and he just starts uh, saying really good things about uh, the 2020 election. That's just highly unusual for a politician. Congress should have fought over the multiple slates of electors in 2020. Yes, that's fantastic. That's exactly right. Senator J.D. Vance from Ohio on Sunday went on This Week and he said if he had been vice president in 2020, he would have accepted multiple slates of electors because the U.S. Congress should have fought over it. Now, uh, great. If you're angling for the vice president job, uh, okay, good. 
that's uh, I, I'm on board with that. I'll take J.D. Vance. I, it's not my number one uh, choice, but he would definitely be better than like a Tim Scott or someone. Um, so you got this AIDS commie, uh, George Stephanopoulos. He says, "You actually, why don't we just go to the video here? Um, we'll see uh, what he said, but uh, very good. One second. Oh, is this not a... Is that actually not a play button? Oh, okay, let's see if it's done. Why wouldn't you just put it... That's not really... Is that just a picture? What is that? That's... Oh, you know what? It's probably the uh, browser. Let me put this in uh, Brave. I would think it would probably work in Brave. Let's see here. All right. Yeah, I think... Yeah, okay. Here we go. Or maybe not. Okay, can't stomach Trump. I think that he's noxious and is leading the white working class to a very dark place. He's leading our political discourse. Oh, it's 11 minutes? All right, we'll just do the quotes. Anyway, so Stephanopoulos said, uh, you've mentioned as a possible vice president for Trump. Uh, have you been, had you had been the vice president on January 6th? Would you have certified the election results? Vance said, oh, George, this is such a ridiculous question in part because the law has changed here. We, of course, had a major legal change in the Electoral Count Act. H. Kami Stephanopoulos says, well, I didn't ask you about going forward. I asked what you would have done. I asked you what you would have done. Vance says, George, here's what I think. Here's what I think happened in 2020. I know you guys are obsessed with talking about this. I have to make a point here. You constantly say, people like me, why do you talk about January 6th? Why do you talk about the election of 2020? And then you ask about this multiple times during a six-minute interview. But look, you ask the question, I'll answer it. Do I think there were problems in 2020? Yes, I do. Do I think it was a problem that big technology companies working with the intelligence services censored the presidential campaign of Donald Trump? Yes, I do. I think it's a problem that Pennsylvania changed its balloting rules in the middle of the election season in a way that even some courts in Pennsylvania have said was illegal. Great point. He says, yes, I think those were problems. George, I think there's a political solution to those problems, so litigating which slate of electors was legitimate, I think, is fundamentally the political solution to the problems that existed in 2020. It is a reasonable debate to have, and I find it weird, George, that people like you obsess with what I call what happened in 2020. You're so incurious about what happened in 2020, which is why so many people mistrust our elections in the country. We've got to do better, George. It's not being incurious. They're deliberately covering up, uh, it up. They know it was a steal. They're, they're covering it up. They were all in on it. The media's in on it. They knew what they were doing. If any of these moves had been done against Democrats, like going around the state legislature to change the laws, they would have been screaming about it. So anyway, it's hilarious. So then AIDS commie, Stephanopoulos, he says, I'm not the least bit incurious. In fact, you laid out a litany there, but you didn't answer the question. I asked, would you have certified the election results had you been vice president? Motherfucker, he, he answered your question. Vance says, if I had been vice president, I would have told the states like Pennsylvania, Georgia, and so many others that we needed to have multiple slates of electors, and I think the U.S. Congress should have fought over it from there. That is the legitimate way to deal with an election that a lot of folks, including me, think had a lot of problems in 2020. I think that's what we should have done. Yeah, that is literally how it works. 
What J.D. Vance is outlining here is exactly how it works if there are disputes like there was in 2020. And the lunatics pretend that it's terrorism and the overthrowing of democracy. Insane. AIDS commie Stephanopoulos says, so it's very clear you would have done what Trump asked you to do, not what Vice President Mike Pence did. You said that's about the past, but of course, Donald Trump. Vance says, no, George, it's not. No, George, it's not about that. Stephanopoulos says, well, that's what you just said. Vance says, George, it's not about what Donald Trump asked someone to do. It's about what do we do when you have a problem like what happened in 2020? How do you respond to it? How does the political system respond to it? You can't have a media apparatus that looks, for example, at the intelligence services working with technology companies to censor Americans and say, well, we just can't deal with this. There's no solution to this problem. And by the way, George, I don't want to talk about this stuff because I think what happened in 2020 is far less important than, than what's happened since 2020. The wide open southern border, the fentanyl crisis plaguing our communities, the inflation crisis that's making it hard for Americans to afford a good middle class lifestyle. We need to litigate the 2024 for election about those issues. You guys are obsessed with talking about 2020. I'm happy to answer the questions, but I think it's a disservice to the American people that you're so preoccupied with it. Then the faggot responded, well, it's President Trump who's preoccupied with it too. He's the one who talked about pardoning those who participated in the riots. And you did just answer the question. You would refuse to uh, recertify the election. Anyway, so uh, really unusual for a member of Congress to go on one of these shows and uh, <laughs> even understand how it works. That's like, wow, great. Good, J.D. Vance. So if he's angling for the VP, okay. That sounds good. We'll see. You know, like I said, I like Carrie Lake. I think Carrie Lake is fantastic. I go Carrie Lake, Tucker Carlson, and then uh, I guess J.D. Vance is three. Vivek, I don't know. I think I go Vance over Vivek, although I don't trust any of them. Vivek is good with what he says. He's really good with what he says. But uh, I don't know. I think I go Vance over Vivek, but whatever. Okay, let's see. Where did we uh, go next? Um, Biden's border policy is a middle finger to Americans. Police say that at least 12 illegal aliens pummeled two NYPD cops outside a taxpayer-funded shelter in Times Square on January 27th. Among five arrested, four were released without bail. Three hours later, unrepentant Zerg Johan Boda waved his middle fingers as he left the court. The New York Post reports that a church-affiliated NGO put these four suspects on a California-bound bus, three time zones from Justice, Gavin Newsom, the AIDS commie governor, likely will welcome them with open arms and fresh freebies rather than thank you for having us. The illegal's message to America is fuck you. <clears throat> Why aren't they in jail right now? New York City Police Benevolent Association President Patrick Henry demanded Thursday they brutally attacked a New York City police officer and a lieutenant. Our criminal justice system is upside down. It fails every day. The incident encapsulates life under the Joe Biden Democrats, BINO, B-I-N-O, a border in name only, rampant illegal immigration, disdain for law enforcement, far left prosecutors who lionize criminals, push over judges with bleeding hearts, illegal aliens, fueled by entitlement rather than gratitude and an ever expanding sense of chaos. The American people did not vote for this, nor did they ask for the crime explosion that Biden and his border hating Democrats have detonated. 
This blast of lawlessness begins at the border where everyone who has arrived without a passport has violated 8 U.S. Code 1325 improper entry by alien. To be clear, every illegal alien becomes a criminal the millisecond he touch American soil. For that alone, all 8.8 million illegals, it's probably 30, it's probably 30, but anyway, uh, whom Biden waved in should be booted immediately. Thank you. I agree completely. Donald J. Trump promised mass deportations are his most tantalizing pledge. Once these people go home, they can apply for visas. Wait, no, 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 no. If you break into the country, you are banned for life. You can't come in legally. I'm not, I'm not hearing this. I'm not hearing this. See, this is going to be the problem if Trump gets in and they start deporting people. This is going to be the problem. Republicans are not going to have the stomach for it. Democrats are going to get a picture of a crying baby, and that's going to be the end of it. And I hope I'm wrong about that, but I, I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to play up a Holocaust 2.0 narrative. They might even go as far as illegally giving citizenship, like through the president, you know, Biden, uh, um, the illegitimate president. And then they're going to be like, oh, you're deporting citizens. Ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. And um, so, yeah, no, uh, they're, they're not getting in line. Okay, you're gone. You're gone. You can't come back. Amazing. Like someone breaks into your house and you're like, well, you know, if you just, if you ring the bell, we can have dinner. You can come in and have dinner. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh my God. Crazy, man. Tens of millions have entered America lawfully and then peacefully and patiently earned work permits, green cards, and citizenship. Goody grabbing illegal aliens insult these legal immigrants. The Biden Democrat tsunami of lawbreakers needs to wash back out and do things the right way. Right, but letting them in, if, you, if you're going to argue that it's disrespectful to the people coming in legally, which, which is true, if you're going to take that angle, then it's disrespectful to let the illegals that tried to jump the line back in. Fuck that shit. You get the fuck out of here. From the border, illegal alien criminals march north. Immigration and Customs Enforcement recently arrested 171 illegal aliens in 25 cities. These were accused or convicted of horrible, almost unspeakable crimes like assault against children, including sexual assault and murder. Um, child pornographers, uh, uh, child fuckers. I mean, what's well, the same thing? Yep, they let them in. They let them in. To avoid further preventable carnage, the U.S. House voted 274 to 150 on Thursday to deport illegals who drive under the influence. All 215 Republicans present backed the proposal, as did 59 Democrats. But 150 Democrats, including Hakeem Jeffries of New York and Nancy Pelosi, voted to keep illegal alien drunk drivers cruising through America. Biden and his co-conspirators welcomed this massive foreign invasion as future Democrats of America. If the path to the Democrats' new margin of victory involves a simultaneous collapse in U.S. laws and public safety, then those cracked eggs will compose their winning electoral omelet. However, those illegals might vote. If they're not removed first, they might not outweigh the backlash that has erupted among American citizens left to right who are disgusted with the Biden Democrats' evil, twisted, dangerous, and too often deadly scheme to maintain power and control by any means necessary. That's why they have to be deported. You've got to deport all of them. Um, this is just par for the course for Democrats. Washington State paid out $340 million in COVID relief to illegal immigrants. Of course, they're just giving illegals all of our shit. It's amazing. 
A new report has revealed that $340 million was diverted to illegal immigrants from COVID relief funds in Washington state, some being paid in checks of $1,000. The report from the Economic Policy Innovation Center points to cash that flowed from the coronavirus state and local fiscal recovery fund, which received $4.4 billion from the American Rescue Plan Act and ended up being sent to a program that would send checks to a thousand, of $1,000 to illegals in the state. The total chunk carved out for the foreign nationals was $340 million. The funding was approved by state lawmakers in 2021 and provided another round of funding for undocumented Washingtonians, according to the report. It states, as in past rounds, this iteration of the Immigrant Relief Fund required targeted community engagement. And blah, 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 blah. The report clarifies how the $340 million ended up being funneled to the program for illegals. Um, there's still $120 million not spent from the fund. State lawmakers have also had a history of spending the funds on non-citizens in other ways as well. In 2020, the state had a skyrocketing number of over 1 million unemployment claims. Later, at least 100 million of COVID aid went to waste in a Nigerian scam. Unemployment claims in the state were far ahead of any other state, according to data at the time. Amazing. They, they just, uh, again, they hate us and they want us dead and they're acting accordingly. They're governing accordingly. So now we have a lunatic in the UK who says that dead people should be allowed to change their gender. A British politician with the UK's left-wing Labour Party has sparked controversy after calling on the law to be amended to allow for dead people to have their legal name and gender change. Well, if they're going to be voting for leftists while they're dead, they might as well become trannies. In a written question to Parliament last month, Charlotte Nichols, who represents the region of Warrington North, asked if the Gender Recognition Act could be changed to allow trannies who are dead to be legally remembered by the gender they live by. Nichols' question comes after the tragic suicide of a tranny who was born female but identified as a boy. Um... Though Summer was both biologically and legally female, the coroner marks her, uh, excuse me, marked her sex as male when recording her death in accordance with her self-declared identity. The case was the first of its kind. Last year, almost 14,000 campaigners asked the government to amend the Gender Recognition Act uh, to allow for dead trannies to change their gender. While the UK Equalities Minister had already shot down Nichols' proposal, it's not the first time she has attracted backlash for pushing a radical tranny agenda. In 2022, Nichols labeled backlash to tranny swimmer Leah Thomas lazy transphobia, arguing that males should be allowed to compete in women's sports. So, uh, lunatic, utter lunatic. All right, let's see here. Uh, this is interesting. A plant-based restaurant is being review-bombed by AIDS commies after introducing meat to the menu in an effort to avoid bankruptcy. A vegan restaurant in the UK has added meat to their menu in an effort to avoid bankruptcy after their plant-based menu failed to bring in any customers. Yeah, who wants to eat that fucking bullshit? Nomas Gastrobar opened its doors in 2021 and uh, they sought to offer locally sourced homemade and organic food in a cozy setting. But while the quaint establishment attempted to offer competitive drink prices and daily specials, they, they have been struggling to bring in diners interested in their plant-based dishes. 
Speaking to local press, the owner revealed that too many customers would come to the restaurant only to leave once they read the vegan-only menu. Yeah, no one wants this shit, dude. No one wants this shit. If you personally want to be vegan, I don't give a shit. Eat what you want. I don't care. But this whole, like, enforcing it on everyone else, that's preposterous. Go fuck yourself. Meat is awesome. While they attempted to hold fast as long as they could, the owners decided a radical change was needed. They decided to introduce meat to the menu. In a statement released on Instagram, the owner, who is vegan himself, explains the struggles his business had faced despite making every effort to remain plant-based. Um, the st- uh, despite having struggled for years in an effort to offer a plant-only menu, vegans were outraged for uh, the restaurant changing their offerings. The restaurant was review-bombed with one-star reviews from rabid homosexuals uh, and hateful messages rolling in targeting the owners. While many of the one-star reviews were detected as malicious by Google and deleted, one read, deserves zero stars, zero ethics, and lapping up media attention by becoming involved in animal exploitation and cruelty. We gotta eat, bitch. We gotta eat, okay? It would be optimal if the animal death is humane. Uh, It is what it is. What are you gonna do? Uh, that's better if you said, hey, if you had the choice, would you rather go the humane route? Sure, absolutely. In their statement, the restaurant said it was astonishing how many cruel comments they had received over the course of 24 hours. Well, you're on the side of the commies. This is your side. This is your ideology, and this is, this is what you get. He says, we found it pretty astonishing, some of the nastiness in the comments. We've made this choice out of a place of survival for our family-run business and seeing people who are meant to love all beings being awful to each other has really been upsetting. Well, listen, here's the deal. You're in a cult and maybe this will wake you up to the fact that you're in a cult and and uh, maybe you'll uh, you'll wake the fuck up. That'd be great. That would be great. We'll see. We'll see. Um, this is horrible. Uh, big mistake by the parents and... Uh, not surprising though parents turn to the cops to help their autistic teen but instead of helping they entrapped and arrested him yeah don't don't call don't call the cops don't call the cops an incident unfolding in australia will leave you gobsmacked i'm not this is par for the course it involves an autistic teenager whose parents were desperately trying to cope with their son's interest in questionable content on youtube in a move, they'd soon... Re- Why don't you try talking to them about it? That's a that's a, an amazing concept. Why don't you try talking about the content? Anyway, instead you called the cops. In a move they'd soon regret, they turned to the police for assistance, never anticipating that the authorities would not only not offer help, but instead entrap and arrest their son. Um... The parents of an autistic child with an IQ of 71 sought help of police because they were concerned by what he was watching on YouTube. The cops spent a year covertly feeding the 13-year-old radicalization content, and then they charged him. We're seeing the same types of scenarios unfold right here in the U.S. Just look at the FBI's involvement in the Whitmer kidnapping sham and the entrapment events of January 6th. Revolver extensively covered both instances. Um, in truth, it's easier to avoid a bear trap in the woods than dodge these well-crafted Fed setups, yet the only reason this particular story is gaining traction in the left-leaning media is because it involves radical Islamic terrorism. Had the teen been labeled a right-winger, they'd be cheering the bust and ignoring the tactics that were used. Exactly. That's exactly correct. Um, 
counterterrorism police encouraged an autistic 13-year-old uh, in his fixation of Islamic State uh, of the Islamic State in an undercover operation after his parents sought help from the authorities. The boy was later charged with terror offenses after an undercover officer fed his fixation and doomed the rehabilitation efforts Tom, Thomas and his parents had engaged in. Thomas spent three months in custody before he was granted bail. In October of 2022, they probably tortured the kid in, in jail. That's generally what they do. Um, parents, this seems like it shouldn't have been said, or it shouldn't have to be said, but don't turn to the cops for help with your kids. Go to a church or a mental hospital or anything but the government. The Guardian piece continues. Thomas, an NDIS recipient with an IQ of 71, was first reported to police by Victoria's Department of Health and Human Services and then by his parents because of his fixation, fixation with the Islamic State, which included him accepting extremist material online and making threats to other students. On October 17th of 2021, or April, uh, parents went on uh, to a police station and asked for help because Thomas was watching Islamic State-related videos on his computer and had asked his mother to buy bomb-making ingredients such as sulfur and acetone. Thomas was investigated and charged with two terror offenses. Um, the authorities were bound and determined to throw the book at this poor mixed-up kid. The Guardian continues, the court granted a permanent stay on the charges in October last year. Uh, a copy of the decision has only recently been published. The community uh, would not expect law enforcement officers to encourage a 13 or 14 year old child towards racial hatred, distrust of police and violent extremism, encouraging the child's fixation on ISIS. The community would not expect law enforcement to use the guise of a rehabilitation service to entice the parents of a troubled child to engage in the process that results in the potential harm of the child. The conduct engaged by the JCTT and the AFP falls so profoundly short of the minimum standards expected of law enforcement officers that to refuse this stay application would be to contone and encourage further instances of such conduct. Um, Fleming found that JCTT also deliberately delayed charging Thomas with offenses until after he turned 14, as it made it harder for him to use the defense of dull incapax, which refers to the concept that a child is not criminally responsible for their actions. Police also inappropriately searched Thomas's property shortly before he was charged. Um, there was a deliberate, invasive, and inappropriate search of the bedroom without lawful excuse. Sadly, these parents, without realizing it, handed their child over to the government on a silver platter. They're doing this with the tranny shit. They're doing it with this kind of shit. Um, yeah, this is what they're doing. The government is here to destroy you, okay? Understand what the fucking score is. The government's job is to kill you, okay? That's it. Now, you could argue, oh, it's hyperbolic. Hey, if I see evidence to the contrary, I'll, I'll talk about it and I'll say, hey, look, I was wrong. The government's good. I didn't realize. Well, I, what a big misunderstanding. I can't believe that I thought those horrible things of our wonderful government. But uh, I've seen enough where that's my call. Okay, you don't have to agree. That's fine. But that's, I've seen enough. That's my call. That's what I think they're doing. And it's not just in America, it's in Western countries. I don't know why, I don't know what the fuck happened, but the governments of the West have been taken over by fucking lunatics that want to destroy their citizens. They do it in multiple ways. This is one of the ways they do it. They do it through the COVID vaccine and all this ridiculous shit. And uh, 
you know, uh, uh, coercing kids into being uh, mutilated. Uh, uh, how about Maid? Do you like Maid? You know Maid's coming. Maid is coming. It's already in, in Canada. Um, it's so insane that they are having trouble rolling it out. Um, but they're going to do it. They're determined. You know, they're waiting before they start killing the kids with MAID. Medically, uh, what is it? MAID stands for um, like something like uh, medically assisted, uh, medical assistance in death or something like that, where they're taking something that, you know, on its face, you know, uh, uh, theoretically or whatever, I don't have a problem with assisted suicide as long as as it's being done in a way where it's like clearly a person who's like suffering and about to die. But now they're opening it up to, to as many people as possible. And they're going to use coercion into trying to kill as many people as possible. And they've already been doing that in Canada. For example, you have uh, uh, veterans that call up uh, the equivalent of like whatever the VA in Canada is. And they ask to have like uh, uh, one of those, uh, uh, I don't know, what do you call them? The seats that like, you know, you sit on it and you, if you can't go up the steps, you have a disability or whatever. You sit on the chair and it, it just glides up the stairs. This woman, she wanted to uh, get one of those. She calls up the VA in Canada. She says, hey, can I get one of those? And they're like, have you considered killing yourself? Have you considered maid? Uh, there, are, there are stories where you got a guy, he was poor, he had a back injury, and they were coercing him and encouraging him to kill himself. It's one thing if you got a person who's in pain who calls up whatever, the hotline, and it's like, yeah, I, I need to kill myself. I, this is unbearable. That's not what's happening. What's happening is people who are looking for help in other ways who don't want to kill themselves are being coerced into killing themselves by the government. And uh, make no mistake, this is coming to America, and it's going to be another way that commies kill people. So anyway, like I said, I would love for it to be the case that I'm, you know, maybe just uh, because of the type of news I cover, maybe I'm just seeing things in a very negative way and, and that I'm wrong. That would be great if I'm wrong. But ultimately, that's what I think is happening right now. So, we'll see. Um, After Thomas' parents spoke to Victoria Police, Fleming found the decision was made by the force to manage Thomas therapeutically. His parents provided Victoria Police access to Thomas, their home, his phone, his mother's phone, and to personal information about his school and psychologists. Less than a month after Victoria Police started working with Thomas, a case manager was told by a psychologist who was working with them that Thomas, Thomas's verbalizations need to be considered within the, context, within the context of autism spectrum disorder and possible cognitive impairment. One of the key diagnostic criteria for ASD is highly restricted, fixated interests that are abnormal in intensity or focus. It suggested that ISIS represents a circumscribed interest in intense, narrowing, preoccupying interest that provides intense focus, social uh, identity for him, a topic to be researched as well as a topic of conversation that brings him attention. A police officer who performed a report based on information downloaded from Thomas's phone found that he appeared fascinated with China and symbols of the Chinese Communist Party and that there was no religious images or verses in the Quran present. Victoria Police also arranged for an imam to meet regularly with Thomas to discuss Islam and answer questions. But three months after his parents went to police, the JCTT started an operation targeting Thomas. This should never happen in a so-called free society. However, these days, Australia is far from free. However, we shouldn't be too quick to pat ourselves on the back either because we're not exactly free either. Under the Biden regime, the DOJ and FBI have gone rogue, setting their sights on everyday Americans from concerned parents to Catholics and treating them as if they're domestic terrorists. 
Indeed, our FBI even went undercover within the Catholic Church to target Americans. When the U.S. government and those worldwide become too greedy and powerful and remain unchecked, this is what happens. The dynamic flips. Instead of the government being accountable to the people, as it should, citizens end up fearing their own government. This unnatural change disrupts the balance of our republic and will lead to the end of any freedom we thought we had. To fix the nation and restore order, we must bring these rogue departments to heal. Yeah, and that's not easy. That is not easy. That's a fucked up story. Now, this is, uh, I don't know, what the hell. The dystopian contra... No, I was going to say contraception. Contraption is coming to your U.S. apartment building. You will own nothing and be happy. The left's fixation on climate change is all about power and control, dictating what people can do and micromanaging every aspect of their lives, from their diet to their living conditions and daily routines. Speaking of living conditions, you've probably heard about these pods they're trying to glamorize, right? Imagine spending your life in something the size of a walk-in closet. How miserable, but the left paints it as some sort of green utopia. The World Economic Forum website calls their pods creative and stylish and is pushing them in, as a way to curb homelessness. But you know, their broader plan is likely to have everyone living in one of these dystopian rooms. Here's an example. That's a goddamn nightmare. Fuck this shit. Fuck that. The agenda of the globalist green communist movement is pretty straightforward. Squeeze peasants into the tiniest living spaces, uh, spaces imaginable. Strip them of their ownership. Dictate their diets, uh, uh, bugs and plants. And limit their travel to where a bike or their own two feet can carry them. Truthfully, that's a page straight out of the oppressed people of North Korea. And they are willing to die trying to escape that lifestyle. Yet leftists seem to welcome this government-dictated existence where they're instructed on how to live by wealthy elites who refuse to play by the same rules. It's either cult-like devotion, Stockholm Syndrome, or outright ignorance. Perhaps it's a combination of all three. There's a eerie vibe when people born into a supposed free country actually relish the notion of having basic necessities issued or rented to them, either because their pod is too cramped or because the government thinks they won't use the items responsibly enough on their own. This brings us the latest dystopian gadget likely coming to a U.S. apartment complex near you. Forget owning a printer, a vacuum, or headphones, or any other daily necessity. Now you'll get to track down or trek down to a glorified vending machine and rent whatever device you need imagine renting a vacuum and spreading around someone else's skin flakes hair and dust all over your tiny pod for 65 cents a minute Nora bin laden shared this disturbingly perky dystopian clip let's have a look at this uh, lunatic that Nora bin laden uh tweeted about Imagine you move into a new apartment building and this is what you see in the lobby. You don't have to buy your own vacuum, printer, or folding chairs because the building has it for you here. Tulu has come up with this concept which is really basic, but like, I don't know why it's taken us this long to get here. And it's basically, they call it a smart rental store. And so as you can see here, like there's vacuums, these are like the robot floor cleaners, and then there's the printer. So like, I live in a small New York City apartment. I need to print things but I don't have space for a whole printer. Okay, so you live in a small New York apartment, and so this is going to be for city people, because rural people aren't going to do any of this shit. So there's an obvious question here. 
And uh, it is, what are you going to do when it's looted by the niggers? <laughs> so instead, imagine if this was in my lobby, then everyone in the building could just use this one printer. There's an app, you can go in and like, I guess, pick whatever you want to use. And no, my building doesn't have it, but yes, I was curious. So I downloaded the app and said I just lived in a different building. And these are all your options. I think this one hits home the most because I am so desperate to print. You could send it to that printer and pay 60 cents and just have it be done with it. You don't have to buy the ink. You don't have to store the printer and you don't have to buy a printer in the first place. I really wish Tulu was in my building. Yeah, fuck this. Um, I mean, look, if there's... I, I don't mind if people are doing, like, rental shit. Uh, by the way, have you ever bought a printer that worked well for a long period of time? In my life, that I have never... I, I've never seen that. I don't know what... Every fucking printer that I buy, it doesn't matter if it's a cheap one or an expensive one, is a piece of fucking shit. It, it stops working pretty quickly... Or, like, after, like, a week, you know, you put a stack of paper. It's supposed to be simple, right? You put a stack of paper in the fucking paper slot, and you hit print, and then it's supposed to print. After a week, all of a sudden, it's not grabbing the paper out of the slot. No matter if I have a big stack in there, a small stack, or even one, the fuck is wrong? Can you make a goddamn printer that works? Hewlett-Packard or Epson or all you motherfuckers? I think it's all a scam to try to get you to keep buying new printers and ink fucking assholes anyway that's a side thing so anyway um yeah how uh, you're in new york city that they, they they allow violent criminals on the street and they like to loot so they're going to just loot your rental area so then you're going to have nothing amazing anyway you know maybe maybe i'm wrong about that maybe am i being too harsh maybe i'm being too harsh i don't know but that's my question that's at least a question that came to my mind maybe you have a different question and that's okay <clears throat> Watching a clip like this, you got to wonder about the mindset of some of these wackos. What is it about mindless liberalism that has people cheerfully walking the plank, grinning all the way? It's a repeat of the COVID vaccine scenario. Well, it's it's really... So, okay. One of the most powerful um, things inside white people is uh, is uh, white guilt and... Uh, and they've 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 really done a good job of uh, getting white people to, especially white liberals, to go along with insanity, all so they can feel like they're one of the good whites. That's really the core of liberalism. That's like the core of liberalism. Going to sleep at night knowing you're one of the good whites. Okay. Now the globo homos have managed to use that same type of tactic when it comes to climate change. So now. A liberal can go to sleep knowing, well, not only are you one of the good whites, but you're also a person that really cares about the environment. And so that's how they do it. It's really, it's using this kind of narcissism. Uh, and what's funny about it, and that's why liberals get what they deserve, because they don't really help anybody. You know, it's one thing, if you're really, like if you, if you, let's say you're like, you know, I don't know, let's say you're a rich person and you're like, yeah, it's fucked up. You got poor people in this area. I'm going to help them. And then, you, I don't know, you donate or you help out at a soup kitchen or you do like Big Brother stuff. You know, you're helping the youth, whatever. Fine. Those are good things to do. Uh, but usually the people that are doing those things don't say anything. They just do them. But anyway, um, you know, it's one thing if you really like, we're like working and getting shit done. You know, like the lawnmower guy. 
or or the guy in Atlanta, okay, uh, the guy helping the. If that guy goes to sleep at night, going, man, we had, a, you know, I feel good, I'm doing a lot, helping people, and he goes, I have no problem with that. That's good, but that's not white liberals that aren't helping anybody. They're not help. They think they're helping black people by having a conversation about them while they're drinking Starbucks with their friends. You know, like completely clueless, thinking, oh, we're so good. You know, maybe they they wear like an Af looks like some sort of African garb. You know, on Wednesday. You know, Karen walked around with like some sort of, what do they call them, dashikis or whatever. And uh, I don't know what a dashiki is. It's something. Is it? I don't even know if it's African. Could be, could be Islamic. I don't know. Whatever the fuck. Okay. Whatever minority group they're virtue signaling about that week, that's what they'll do. It's ridiculous. But when they do it, it's not cultural appropriation. It's just, uh, it's also tiresome, really. It's also tiresome. But anyway... Let's uh, move on here. This is insane, and I expect this. Similar shit has happened in America, uh, not necessarily because of a person's view of trannies, but a person talking shit to an athlete. Newcastle United fan banned from matches until 2026 because of his views of trannies. A fan has reportedly been banned by the Newcastle United for from going to matches at their stadium due to alleged posts that she published on her social media that criticized trannies, with one of her posts asserting, transgender women aren't real women, which, well, they're not, unquote. Yeah, that's, that's true. They're not women. They're men. Transgender women are men. Transgender women is not a real thing. It's a made-up commie concept, like hate speech and assault weapons. Um, the English Premier League is being hit with accusations of deploying Stasi tactics following a dossier. A total of 11 pages focusing on her posts on social media. This is in addition to... this is they're, this, Look how they're treating a customer. This is insane. This is in addition to other intel, uh, allegedly on Lindsay Smith, who is a supporter of the Magpies. It's being reported that the information was being used to ban her from going to games until 2026. And on top of that... They gave everything to police in an alleged attempt to have her arrested. This is insane. Smith reportedly a lesbian through criticism at trannies due to their movement, wiping out women's rights. She's alleging the report from the Premier League also featured life details, including her residence, work address, and even where she walks her dog. This is insane. These people should be arrested and uh, fired, obviously, from their jobs. Smith was informed by the Newcastle United she was in violation of her membership her of a, because of her alleged social media posts supposedly violating the organization's equality and diversity policies. One of her posts says, uh, it's like you're trying to be, it's like you're trying to trans the gay away. You're a young woman who likes sport. You've been born in the wrong body. You're a young woman who likes makeup and dressing up. You've been born, or excuse me, you're a young man who likes makeup and dressing up. You've been born in the wrong body. Make it make sense. Well, they're trying to destroy you. That's, they're trying to destroy as many people as possible. And, uh, yeah. So, anyway, there you go. Banned. That's crazy. I, I imagine it'll happen in America. Something similar has happened in America where, like, if a person talks shit. Because a, uh, a lot of the athletes nowadays are total fucking pussies. And so when a uh, fan talks shit, they have a meltdown and they call for them to be banned from the arena instead of doing what a man does, like a Michael Jordan, for example, 
who would either completely ignore the shit talking or use it to just, you know, perform at an insane level and then make everyone go, holy shit, look what happened. Michael Jordan dropped 55 points. But those days are long gone. Uh, it's just, uh, I'm not saying every athlete in the four major sports is a pussy, but most of them are. Most of them are. It's sad to see. It's sad to see. Maybe it's not most. Half? I don't want to be unreasonable in my assessment. How about half? It's got to be at least half. Anyway, it's just, uh, it's really unfortunate. Now we have this fucking bullshit called Woke Kindergarten. It's total AIDS. An elementary school in California paid an organization called Woke Kindergarten a quarter of a million dollars to train teachers to confront white supremacy and racism in the classroom. Woke Kindergarten has been giving teachers at Glassbrook Elementary School in Hayward training sessions for two years and is funded through a federal program for assisting low-performing schools Test scores for students at the school have fallen under the program. Well, because they're not there to raise test scores. They're there to create terrorists. That's why they're there. They're, they're there to create commie terrorists. Um, well, kindergarten is founded on the idea of the abolitionist education. Zeus Leonardo, an AIDS commie, um, who is a professor at California Berkeley, the idea is to make politics part of the framework of teaching. Several teachers at the school questioned the decision, saying the program is rooted in left-wing politics and activism. One teacher, Tiger Craven Neely, said he supports talking about racism in the classroom, but was confused about one of the objectives set by the training to disrupt whiteness in the school. He also questioned a trainer who used the phrase, the so-called United States. Questioning the idea of disrupting whiteness got Craven nearly temporarily banned from training sessions. What does that mean? I just want to know, what does it mean for a third grade classroom? It means killing white people eventually. That's what that means. Okay. And, you know, you know, it's interesting. I realize that there might be people that listen to this who might not be where I am. That's completely fine. I welcome that. And the reason I bring this up, I was watching, uh, what's the name of that channel? The Black Dudes... I forget, it's a family. And they're like just kind of waking up. And so what they do, and I don't think this is how they started their channel, but what they do is they just throw up political videos and they give their opinions. They seem honest in my view. Uh, and they're like probably at the beginning of this journey, okay? And, and everyone goes to a different place. Some people, they keep traveling down the road you know, they're like, all right, so this thing turned out to not be true. Well, what about this next thing? And what about this next thing? And eventually you start going down the road. And it's like, wow, everything is bullshit. Okay, interesting. Not, not from the standpoint of like, oh, the world is over and we should all kill ourselves. I'm not, ta I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the narratives that you've been sold. There are, there, there are, it's not the end of the world here that everything turned out to be a lie. It's just a figuring things out and then rebuilding um, and we're in a very interesting time. So th th those guys are an interesting channel because they, um, they seem honest and, uh, and um, they're just, they're like trying to figure shit out. But it does seem like that they understand that they're being lied to. And so it's fascinating to watch people kind of like, you know, navigate all this. You know, people are at different different you know spots. Um, but I do think that uh, ultimately, 
uh, th this kind of shit, this woke uh, kindergarten, and it's one small example of this, is, uh, is done to try to uh, destroy the country. And these people who specifically are very anti-white, what they call anti-colonizer, these are people who, at least many of them, uh, believe that it would be okay to kill white people when the time comes. Um, you can't abolish whiteness without getting rid of white people. So it's very genocidal. This is a very genocidal thing. You could compare this to other times in history where this has happened. And uh, it's the same thing. It's just a little different. It's, it, it's done in, you know, America is a unique country. So things are going to be different. They might be slower. It might be done in a way, you know, commies are very clever with their word usage. They pretend, you know, they've completely captured the idea of treating people equally. And they've redefined it now to specifically uh, uh, um, uh, discriminate against whites, uh, sometimes Asians, depending on, you know, whether they have use for Asians or they don't, you know, if they don't, if the Asians are getting in the way. For example, in the, there's this really prestigious high school, I think it's in San Francisco, this was a few years ago, and um, the AIDS commies wanted to go in there because AIDS commies hate merit. They hate merit, okay? And uh, so they wanted to get rid of uh, any merit-based program in this very prestigious school. And it just so happens in this school, there's a lot of Asians that were doing very well. And so from, from that standpoint, the Asians were a problem. So they would tell the agents that they, excuse me, the Asians, they, you're, you're engaging in Asian supremacy, kind of like white supremacy. Uh, on the other hand, if they can use Asians as, as a shield, you know, when you had the whole thing where you had a bunch of uh, criminal blacks um, attacking Asians, and, and they, were they were like, whoa, uh, stop Asian hate, and they were blaming Trump supporters, even though Trump supporters were not doing any of that. So then they were using the Asians, pretending that they like the Asians. Oh, the Asians, we have to protect the Asians from the Trump supporters. No, you have to protect the, the Asians from the basketball Americans. Anyway, back to the article. Um... What does that mean? Uh, the guy asked. Another teacher who requested anonymity said the program offered only one perspective and there was no tolerance for deviation. Lots of commies. It slowly became very apparent if you were a dissenting voice. That's not what they wanted to hear, the teacher told the Chronicle. English and math. Oh, you know what? Another thing I forgot to. Uh, my ultimate point to people who might be newer to. The, and I, I have no idea. There might not be anyone in the audience like this. But, you know, there's a solid. Uh, viewer base every stream, so there, there's, there could be new people. Here's the thing. All you got to do is watch. <clears throat> not even my show. I'm not even talking about my show. Just watch what the commies do. That's it. And it doesn't matter in what. It could be this particular story. It could be this story when it comes to woke kindergarten. It could be the commies in another area. It could be commies um, in the comic book world, in the Magic the Gathering world, in the sports world, it doesn't matter. Commies always infest and destroy every single time. And if you don't believe me, that's okay. Just watch. Just watch and, and you'll see. That's all. Anyway, English and math scores at the school hit new lows. Again, this is, yeah, they're destroying the school. Uh, with less than 4% of students proficient in math and slightly under 12% scoring at grade level in English, which is, was nearly a 4% point drop in each category. Again, infesting and destroying, like cancer. They're like cancer or any other whatever, other disease. Pick your disease. 
District officials defended the program when questioned and said it had increased attendance and decreased suspension rates, according to the Chronicle. The officials also said that the school was no longer on the state watch list, but the school is actually still on the list, and it dropped even further. The decision to hire Woke Kindergarten was approved by the school board and included the input of parents and teachers, the superintendent said. Who cares? It's AIDS. Glassbrook Elementary School and Woke Kindergarten didn't immediately respond to the Daily Caller. So yeah, this is what they're doing in a lot of schools, uh, but it's not, it's not the only thing they're doing. They're also trying to trans the kids, which is insane, but that's what they're doing. Okay. Um, Pro-lifer facing a decade in prison says he's ready to go head-to-head with the Biden regime. Good. I hope you win. Paul Vaughn, one of six pro-lifers facing over a decade in prison over a peaceful protest, told the Daily Wire that he was ready to go toe-to-toe with the Biden regime after his conviction of two charges related to the FACE Act. Vaughn said the Justice Department was attempting to intimidate pro-lifers through legal force but that their actions had only galvanized pro-lifers around the country. Vaughn and five others face 10 and a half years in prison and hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines after being convicted in federal court of violating the FACE Act and conspiracy against rights secured by the FACE Act. I'd say that I was marginally on the sidelines, Vaughn said, when it came to his involvement in pro-life activism. We're doing a little bit of sidewalk counseling. We weren't trying to do some national event. We weren't trying to be a big name. We're just trying to be Christians, going out there, helping a person here and a person there, just living our lives in a way that honors God. But if anything, what this has done is I'm ready to start a national organization. Good. I'm ready to go head-to-head with these people. Good. If they want to bring me to the fight, they should have thought before they swung because God is big and he's powerful. Vaughn added that his faith has only grown throughout the long ordeal and that he's received messages from Christians all around the world. I hope this brings a revival into the country. I'm being serious. I'm not a Christian. I would love to see a Christian revival. That would be fantastic. Christianity, you know, like it's like the uh, cross or the garlic to vampires. Christianity to commies is like that. They fucking hate Christianity. And, uh, you know, maybe that'll have its negatives. I don't know. Uh, you know, if, and I've said this before. If you have another group that has the, the amount of people in it that Christianity does that you think could do it, great. Uh, uh, you could sell me. But, uh, you know, it doesn't really seem out of the, all of the major groups. It doesn't seem like there's really another reasonable option, you know. But, hey, who knows? The charges stem from a protest that took place in a hallway outside of the Nashville area abort, uh, abortion provider. We went over this. They prayed and sung, and they're facing 10 years in prison. More than 10 years. It's nuts. So good for them. Hopefully they win. Now you got this stupid bitch from the women's soccer team that said that American fans aren't smart. And then you got this uh, retired professional man who uh, at least spoke on behalf of the fans, which is nice. Retired men's professional soccer player Alexi Lalas is in disagreement with AIDS commie women's soccer team captain Lindsay Horan over her harsh words about American soccer fans. Horan recently told The Athletic that American soccer fans are not smart and don't understand the game the way other countries do. Like the fans in France, she said, American soccer fans, most of them aren't smart. They don't know the game. They don't understand. I'm going to piss people off. Adding that people are more knowledgeable, but so much of the time people take what commenters say, right? Uh, my mom does it. My mom says, Julie Foudy said you had such a good game. And I was like, what fucking shit today? Oh, you sound like a pleasure. 
Fowdy is not just a commentator, but a retired woman soccer star. Iran added that playing in France is different because fans know football. From what I've heard, people understand my game a little bit more, a sense of my football and the way I want to play. You sound like a spoiled brat. That's really what this is. Anyway, why am I even covering this story? Who cares what this dumb bitch says? Really? I mean, why are we even covering this? Like, soccer? Who fucking gives a shit about, especially women's soccer? Uh, this was funny. Let's go to the clip here. This was a, a funny, awkward pause. Let's uh, go here on CNN. Uh, that's not the clip. Why don't they just put the clip there? All right, let's put this in uh, Brave. Let's see if that works. Upstairs, Nigar moving his furniture around as usual. Although he hasn't, he's not as uh, active as he used to be. I don't know why that is. Maybe he's finally satisfied with where the furniture is. And this does not have the... Uh, is this the... Uh, oh, I think this is the link. That's my bad. Okay, here we go. Seeing ugly hockle there kind of threw me off. All right. Let's see. Are they, is this not going to play? Okay, watch on Twitter. Let's try that. Let's try watching it on Twitter. Okay. Here we go. All day. <clears throat> That's probably on my end, though. Admittedly. Okay. Let's see. Here we go. Trying to prevent the dead air. The back. You don't, you don't touch our police officers. You don't touch anybody. Thank you, everybody. I mean, we're hearing a change when it comes to immigration in general from President Biden on down. Do you hear her talk about that? It is also directly related to the fact that it's these were police officers. Does that have any impact? Does that change anything? Well, it's so complicated because, you know, you're a New Yorker. You move through the city every day as I do. We see these people. We touch these people. They're out looking for work. They're delivering our food. They're at the gas stations and the car wash. Uh, I mean, these are people who came in waves, you know, 170,000 probably to New York City. Um, but within that group, this hardworking, you know, throngs of people. Before we say something true, we have to suck the cock of the Zerg first. Search of hope and a better life. <clears throat> there is this one percenter, you know, criminal element that looks at a different opportunity here. These individuals, I went over their rap sheets yesterday. Multiple charges, grand larceny, robbery, attempted robbery, grand larceny, grand larceny. Uh, this particular crew operated on mopeds and scooters. They were doing organized retail theft. They were doing snatches on the street, iPhones, iPads, clothing, so on and so forth. Um, one of them that they are still seeking has 10 charges on one day because he's part of a pattern that's been going on. And I'm looking at the dates that their arrest started, which is probably close to when they got here. They've only been here a couple of months. So what the detectives are telling me is they have crews here that operate in New York do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail. Oh. Fair point. Keep us posted on this. this is Dead silence. Dead silence. Fascinating. Oh, I mean, this is, I'm preaching to the choir, obviously, but it is clearly a trap, a total setup when they're like, oh, Oh, Joe Biden, yeah, we got to do something about the border. Let's do something about the border. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. This is what you want. Vince McMahon under federal criminal investigation over sex allegations. Yeah, he's a Trump supporter. He is a Trump supporter, from my understanding. Anytime anything in the political world related to quote-unquote sexual misconduct, 
yeah, I'm, I just, uh, I'm not interested. Not interested. Because uh, it, it's, it's used so many times, almost all the time, exclusively as a weapon. So I don't know if this is any different, but we'll see. Former uh, WWE CEO and Chairman Vince McMahon is reportedly under federal criminal investigation over numerous sexual misconduct allegations that have been made against him. The Wall Street Journal reported that prosecutors in New York have been in contact with multiple women who have allegedly received payouts from McMahon after accusing him of sexual misconduct. The news comes days after former WWE employee Janelle Grant filed an explosive lawsuit in federal court accusing McMahon of sexual abuse and sex trafficking. McMahon subsequently resigned from his position at the parent company of WWE and UFC, TKO Holdings Group, the journal said the federal probe began in 2022 and that last summer federal agents executed a search warrant on McMahon's phone and delivered a subpoenas to him for documents related to any allegation of rape, sex trafficking, sexual assault, commercial sex transaction, harassment, and discrimination related to any other current or former employees. The other woman named in the grand jury subpoenas included a WWE contractor who McMahon allegedly sent unsolicited nude photos and sexually harassed a former WWE wrestler who said McMahon coerced her into giving him oral sex, former WWE referee Rita Chatterton, who publicly accused McMahon of raping her, a spa manager who said McMahon assaulted her at a South Southern California resort, and a former WWE employee who alleged the head of talent relations at the company at the time, John Laronitis, demoted her after she broke off an affair with him. Right, so you were fucking him. You were happy to do that. Then when it, he broke it off, you decided to go after him over sexual allegations. I mean, this is why I'm just... I'm, whatever. I got nothing for you, okay? If you're in the political world doing this, if you're a regular person and something happens and you, like, go to the police, so yeah, I, I hope you catch the rapist. That's fucked up that they did this. But this shit? Nah, I, I don't... I'm calling bullshit. Calling bullshit. Oh, he... I was fucking him. I was trying to fuck him so I could climb the ladder in the organization, and then he broke it off with me, and now it's rape. Fuck you. Fuck you. Also, again, he's a Trump supporter under the circumstances with what's going on politically. I, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I'm the wrong person to ask about these things. I'm just gonna, um, not give a fuck, honestly. Okay, let's, uh, move on to, oh, let's go to some videos. Uh, I'm gonna start here with, uh, the very creepy Jen Sucky. This is... Oh, yeah, I think... I don't... This might be the clip where they uh, dog whistle threats to the appellate judges. We'll see. Commentary. Okay, Andrew, let me start with you. I'll Your be back in a minute. comment is really how all of us feel. It's stuck with us. Explain what could be taking them so long at this point. Um... So it's worth remembering that in any normal case, this is actually not long at all. Um, but this isn't a normal case. And the circuit did agree to expedite the briefing and oral argument. Mm -hmm. um, so what's surprising, I think, to many people following this is that they haven't issued their decision sort of in conformity with the speed with which they asked the parties to brief this, remember, over the holidays, over the Christmas mm -hmm. and New Year's holidays. Um, and so, yes, it does take three judges. There are three judges on this panel, not one judge, so that requires some coordination. And the presiding judge, Judge Henderson, 
may, I don't, we don't know, but may be the holdup here in terms of issuing the decision. I should say, for those people thinking this will preclude accountability in a criminal case, what the result is, is that the Manhattan criminal case, which was scheduled for the end of March, may very well now be the first one. Um, that was a case that was that everyone sort of understood it was going to get put off if the D.C. federal case went mm -hmm. forward on March 4th. But the result of this sort of slowing of the D.C. federal case is that Manhattan, the first case that was indicted, may in fact be the first case to go forward at the end of March. Which is not necessarily ideal politically. Obviously, that's not how the judicial system works. So, Neil, let me go to you, because Andrew raised a really important point here. I mean, that this is normal pacing here. As much as we're all impatient and as much as it's not aligned with the timing, give us a sense of what, what else could be going on behind the scenes here in your assessment. And if this is not... Uh, this, this does not forward, move forward soon, I mean, as I mean in the coming weeks. Could the federal election trial start in June, July, and still be concluded before the election? It could. I mean, my view is that actually the normal schedule for an appeal of this magnitude with these types of public interests at stake would have been that this case is would have been decided by now. So I understand like an ordinary garden variety D.C. circuit appeal. It takes longer. I think an average disposition time of about they're pissed. It's pretty funny. They're pissed six months. But in a case of this gravity, it should be moving more quickly. Take, for example, when the Court of Appeals for the in, in the South, uh, uh, reversed uh, ju uh, the Judge Cannon's decision last year to protect Donald Trump. It took them, I think, nine days. And mm -hmm. so to use your phrase, Jen, at the beginning of this show, I am officially now at the freakout stage. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, this is getting good. This is starting to get good. We'll see. I've resisted that for a long time. But we are now you don't typically point. freak out, so that's important. Right. Yeah, no, I think we're now at the point, to use a different legal phrase, justice delayed is justice denied. I mean, I can't imagine a more compelling need for speed than the idea that American citizens deserve to know before the election whether a candidate for office is a felon and an insurrectionist. And it's even more galling to me because this is an easy case. There is no responsible constitutional scholar who thinks Donald Trump... So that's a tactic. Uh, this is the good faith tactic that you've seen Sitch and Adam use, the same one that David Pakman uses. He's just using a different word. Um, uh, they can also use the word serious. No serious scholar, no credible scholar, no credible person could possibly disagree with us. That's a propaganda tactic is right, that there's an absolute immunity, that a president can go and order Navy SEAL Team 6 to go murder his political opponent and then go and murder the senators. Yeah, no one's arguing that. You're making that up completely. Who would try him for impeachment. That cannot possibly be right. Well, that's not the argument. And Judge Chutkin set a fast schedule here, mm -hmm. and I have no idea what the Court of Appeals is doing right now, but I can tell you that I'm really worried that, it, that this delay is going to meet, put the trial past June. Uh, it's possible that Trump will try and go to the Supreme Court after he loses on the Court of Appeals. That can take months. This is a real problem.
Judge Chuckin, I think it's important to remind people, she's just adapting to waiting for this ruling. So she's she's just trying to adapt that. Okay, Andrew, because you are also known for keeping all of us calm here and keeping millions of MSNBC viewers calm. What? Where are you on the freak out -a meter here uh, on your end? Neil and I are in violent agreement on this. And to just add a little fuel to the fire, I mean, the whoever, whatever judge or judges are slowing this in the D.C. Circuit, it is akin to what Judge Cannon is doing in Florida. Um, this is really not looking good for the federal judiciary. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, in terms of their responsibility to the electorate, whether it's Judge Cannon, who has basically issued a pocket veto on that case and has really slow walked that for no apparent reason. Mm -hmm. And you have the same thing going on in the D.C. Circuit. So uh They are... They, okay. Cannon, they've always said, was in the bag for Trump fr from the beginning. And by the way, I've said this before. I will take things not just rigged in Trump's favor or in our favor, not just rigged, rigged at a level that would make the opposition go, oh, what are you kidding me? Like a level of rigging that's so insane. I will take that for at least five years in our favor. Okay, then after five years of intense over-the-top rigging in our favor, then maybe after five years I'll go, okay, you know what, maybe, maybe now I'm ready to go back to normal. Okay, but only after five years have passed. So I'm happy if Cannon is rigging it in favor of Trump. I don't generally buy that. Uh, she's seems like she's being normal. Now, these appellate judges in D.C., these are swamp creatures. These are swamp creatures. And for some reason, the swamp creatures are taking their time. You know, it's possible. This is such optic cancer politically especially when you look at the polling the polling on this people know this is political this is so obviously political this is so obviously desperate that it might lead them to start playing hot potato on who ultimately is the one to make the fucked up decision the unprecedented fucked up decision of either removing trump from the ballot or doing any of this shit and it looks like these judges are trying to, like, make it where it's like, well, I don't want to be the one that does it, so I guess we're just going to delay it, and then we'll see what happens with the election. It would be beautiful irony if this plan was so ridiculous and retarded that it caused the judges to just kind of go, hmm, yeah, I don't think we want to touch this. Most of the country is against this. It's unprecedented. It, we're basically removing someone from the ballot or we're trying to convict uh, uh, the leading candidate over, um, over bullshit. Yeah, we're going to uh, kind of let, let the courts delay it and, uh, and see what happens. That could be what's happening here. And for it to be happening with the swamp judges, and, it, and they are pissed off. They are pissed off about this. They are beside themselves. It's really very entertaining. I agree. Um, with Neil that there really is no reason for the delay. And if it's coming in a case with, that, remember the legal claim here that Donald Trump is making is absurd. 
Um, it, it, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where at the oral argument, the best argument against him was the judge getting the lawyer for Donald Trump to actually just say what his argument was because it was so preposterous. Um, so the idea that this is going to lead to losing, you know, the war, um, because e even though this decision ultimately will be against Donald Trump, the delay is allowing him to essentially win the battle. Oh, everybody. Oh, that's fantastic. Everybody heard the freak out level here from people who don't freak out. So, Neil, in the minute we have left here, you've argued a lot of cases, to put it mildly, in front of the Supreme Court. The justices are hearing oral arguments about the 14th Amendment case later this week in Colorado. What are you going to be watching for? Well, I think there have been phenomenal friend of the court briefs that are filed that were filed in this case. I don't think the party briefs were that good, but if you make your way through these friend of the court briefs, there is a right legal answer, Jen, and it's one offered by William Baud and Michael Paulson, who are two conservative Federalist Society lawyers, and they say Trump is disqualified. And yes, Trump has many defenses, but they all fail. Like Trump says, he's not an insurrectionist. Uh, yeah, right. He says the president isn't an officer under the United States uh, Constitution, but the text says otherwise, as does the mm. original intent. Mm. He says you need a law of Congress, but that would blow a hole through the 14th Amendment and its other clauses like equal protection. He doesn't actually have good legal arguments, and so hopefully the advocates can really bring that about on Thursday and make that point clear and can speak truth to power and say, look, you, Supreme Court, you've talked all about the original intent of the founders. Here, the original intent of the founders is very clear. Someone like Donald Trump has no business running for office in our constitutional democracy. Neil Katiel, Andrew Weiss. Yeah, I mean, is the Supreme Court going to want to touch this? As f uh, like they're touching it, obviously, but I, I but like, I was uh, reading about. I think Turley did an interview. Turley's halfway decent, and uh, Turley was saying that uh, Roberts is going to probably want to get as many people uh, to go against this as possible. You could argue it's wishful thinking. I don't know, but they want like a like a united, like a united uh, uh, decision, like 9-0 or something. We'll see. Okay, now, they're doing this MSNBC propaganda piece about black people and the 2024 election. And in one of the clips they released, they uh, were asking people, uh, you, know, what, you know, what's the temperature of things and where do you think people are leaning and they're like well they think that uh, they had money under trump and they don't have money under biden so they like trump i tell you you know people were like oh he's signing those checks and look there's a whole thing about inflation and the spending and and, that, and that's all true okay it's possible that one of the things that could put trump over the top was back during the madness when he made sure that his names were on those checks. That'd be pretty funny in a weird way if that somehow pushed him over the top with a certain demographic of voters. But anyway, this is based on what some of them are saying. What the percentage is, I have no idea. But it looks like it's at least 14%. MSNBC legal analyst, and you see him very often filling in for me on this show. Both men are hosting a new MSNBC special that airs tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern and then will stream on Peacock. It's called Black Men in America, The Road to 2024. Guys, uh, thanks for being with us. Tremaine, you and I had a chat yesterday. Uh, you were at a barbershop uh, talking to a number of black men about 
you know, what, what, what our polling this morning reflects, some slipping enthusiasm amongst black men for uh, Joe Biden. I just spoke to Jasmine Crockett a few moments ago who said, remember that enthusiasm for Biden was never really a thing. It always had to be built up. It's not naturally occurring like it was for Barack Obama. What's your sense on, on the trend and, 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 and why it's happening? You know, Ali, I think part of that makes sense what Jasmine Crockett mentioned is that, you know, it doesn't take you being excited to, to stand up and be mission driven. You understood the assignment. You understand what's at stake. You look at the other side and see the hostility or perceived hostility uh, from the right wing and Donald Trump. Uh, but there is another part of that that I think um, should be concerning for those who pay attention to these kinds of things. It's that uh, if you don't have enthusiasm, if you don't feel connected, if you don't see, um, you know, someone that is speaking directly to you, offering you something better something substantive, then you might take that off ramp, right? You might not vote at all. And so it's not just enthusiasm for enthusiasm's sake. It's not that, um, you know, folks don't understand always what's at stake, but if they don't feel connected, don't feel a part of the process, if, as Jasmine Crockett um, mentioned, if black men are an afterthought, then you're going to get this. But also the, the, the idea uh, that when black men um, are expressing themselves politically um, and you just don't want to hear what they have to say, and then they are attacked. And then when they don't show up in Milwaukee and they don't show up in Philly, and they don't show up in Atlanta, end up blaming this subset of black voters uh, for the losses. Oh, yeah. Democrats are definitely going to do that. They did it in 2016. So I think Remember uh, the root headline, black men are the white people of black people. It's important for, for folks in this moment to really pay attention and really listen to the voices of black men in particular, because in, in so many ways, they are actually mirroring the polling that we're seeing, this dwindling excitement, this dwindling, these dwindling approval ratings, right? Black men are reflecting that. And so it's not any different than a bunch of other people. But when it comes to black men who we are so often politically mischaracterized and misshapen, and then you end up getting the blame when things don't go the way certain folks want them to go. Charles, first of all, you and I are hardly ever in the same place. Thank right. you, by the way, for always sitting in. And this morning when I got up to get dressed, I, I took out a tie, and I thought to myself, why would I be putting on a tie? Because I never wear one. It's like subconsciously I knew I was going to be sitting here <laughs> next to you. Um, you. You made this very point. And whether you're talking about black men, or you're talking about young progressives, or you're talking about people who, uh, for whom climate is the biggest issue, or you're talking about Arabs and Muslims who are disillusioned with uh, Joe Biden's uh, position on, on Israel and, and Gaza, you can say that you're not going to do better under Trump, but that doesn't necessarily validate someone's concerns. And your, your concern about black men is if black men tell you something that you don't want to hear about how they feel about Joe Biden and then you discount them, then you're, doing, you're, 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 you're perpetuating the same problem. Absolutely. I think that people are not understanding the idea that we can't have it both ways. We cannot say as a community that we are not a monolith and then reject wholeheartedly those opinions that are different from our own. And I think that that's part of why Tremaine and I did what we did with respect to this special. We wanted to present different perspectives in an objective and balanced manner. I also think that in terms of the larger conversation about democracy, Ali, people are missing a point here. And this is very important. If you do not feel like democracy has served you well or protected you or that you've had full access to it, 
trying to sell someone on the defense or preservation of democracy is not going to be an effective pitch because it's not something that has ever mattered to you in that way. You have to, in that messaging, communicate, number one, a level of accountability that we have missed the mark before and we know that we have more work to do, as well as here's what's going to be different. Right now, the discussion is about, hey, we need to preserve things as they are so that they don't change. Well, for people who democracy have not, has not worked for, it needs to change. Right. Preserving the status quo is not motivating. Correct. That does not motivate me yeah. to get up and go to the polls. And so all of these are the things that we wanted to have communicated in the special and in the dialogue and the conversations that we had. Okay, so you guys were talking to a lot of uh, black men about the critical issues going into the 2024 election. Let's listen to a little of it. As black men, 2024, what's the biggest thing you're listening for? in terms of someone who's asking for your vote. One issue. Equal protection under the law. Criminal justice. Everything. Motherfucker. <laughs> so let me get this straight. This is supposed to be a documentary about what black men want. And you're supposed to go around the community and ask what black men want. And you ask Al Sharpton? Al Sharpton's not a normal person. First of all, he looks like a cigar store Indian. <clears throat> Are you fucking kidding me? You're going to ask Al Sharpton? Holy shit, that's hilarious. That's fucking hilarious. Everything else can begins and ends if, uh, if we are protected to live under the law like everybody else. I can't do nothing dead. Economic freedom. Well, and <laughs> now you're gonna ask benjamin crump the biggest ambulance chaser holy shit man so yeah you're supposed to be asking black men in america and you're asking hardcore democrat propagandists to speak on behalf of black men the exact correct narrative ignoring people who are normal who don't like what's going on and maybe they're waffling about whether they're going to vote for Biden. Maybe they've turned against Biden. And you're just ignoring them. That's incredible. This is incredible. Once we have economic freedom, you know, all the other freedoms are attainable. Education, quality health care, making sure you got good police in your community. But right now, how many funerals Reverend Al going to have to pay for because black people couldn't even afford life insurance? Yes. Mm -hmm. My thing is, like, something that's going to directly affect my community. Yeah. Because from being a rapper, like, a lot of those issues, like, is there for us to clean up. You know what I'm saying? When pe people call my phone, it's the holiday season. People call my phone all the time. They need things for their kids. They can't do certain things. So anything that's going to directly affect my community, mm -hmm. you know I'm saying, where it's going to take a load off of us, going to take a, a burden off our shoulders, man, I'm all for it. Well, who's going to Biden's not going to do that. Uh, Tremaine, how does that conversation jive with the stuff that you were hearing from people when you were talking? I mean, you again, you know how insane it is, how completely insane it is that in the documentary where they are supposed to be talking to people in the community, two of those people are Al, Al Sharpton and Benjamin Crump. <laughs> the individuals on the street who were not as famous uh, or as well-known as those three guys. You know, Ali, it, it, it kind of mirrors it perfectly. Oh, this idea get that, the fuck out of here. 
that, that the Reverend Al Sharpton mentioned, uh, having protection under the law. Yeah, you know, so I'm many sure. Ways that, right. They, they, that's, that's what they said. They're not talking about grocery prices and gas. Shut the fuck up. A lot of black men feel there, there isn't a safe space for them. Politically, yeah, sure. certainly, but also socially. Mm -hmm. When you think about all the pressures um, inside your home, in the community. So let me get this straight. The made-up white liberal concept of a safe space. That is a made-up white liberal concept. You're walking up to regular black dudes on the street, and they're using white liberal terminology. This would be like saying, yeah, we were talking to some Latinos, and they were calling themselves Latinx. Bull fucking Shit. Bullshit. Trying to uh, put food on the table and educate your children when you have a tenth of the wealth of, of the average white man, when you're seven times more likely to be shot and killed by police. Uh, but not only through the lens of uh, the For no reason at all. Social system and, and state violence, um, but access to resources, access to education, all the pipelines that take so many of our young men from uh, kindergarten and start being in the suspension system and get pipeline to prison, right? And so th these things don't happen in a vacuum or in a silo. It certainly overlaps with um, how they're experiencing the politics in this country. And so part of it is, can I identify with a certain politician, but also uh, do the virtues of, uh, of these politicians and the policies of these politicians actually um, you know, feed me, protect me, make me feel seen? Do I have a home politically? And so when people are saying you know, on the streets, we want some fresh ideas, we want some fresh candidates, is this the best you got? The, the answer um, can't be to shut those people down. And so it jives uh, almost perfectly. And that is what's so interesting. Uh, not just talking to everyday, you know, average Joes on the street. Yeah, but um, those people are going to be shut down because Biden's going to be the candidate. But the same conversations are being had with those who are um, have intellectual or celebrity heft. And so it's amazing how there is this congruence, even with the vast diversity of our lived experiences, the vast diversity of the way we think about uh, politics and community. Uh, there is a, a jiving there, Alan. Uh, Charles, I want to play uh, a section from the, uh, the special in which you were in conversation um, uh, about whether or not this is a real uh, legitimate worry for Democrats. Let's play this. Should Democrats be worried? Yes, they should be. And now, and now, and now, <laughs> you interview Michael Steele. Oh, my God. It is incredible. This is such propaganda. Holy shit. So, again, you're supposed to be interviewing actual real people, and you are now interviewing Michael Steele. Absolutely, because they've squandered the, the relationship. Very much like Republicans squandered the relationship. And so you have, you have right now this look, this look over towards what Trump is, because what they're getting now is not meeting their their political interests or their political needs. What are both sides doing wrong? Everything. <laughs> Everything. What could both sides do better? Can you just acknowledge our history. Mm. Can you just acknowledge our history? And what again? I'm sorry. It, I I think if you were to poll the average black person and and you included, quote-unquote, our history in the poll with gas prices and grocery prices, I think our history is going to be very low on the priority list, our history. What the fuck does that even mean? In this country, how do they fix that? 
I think, again, the first thing, and Michael Steele is very right, you can't have this conversation about wanting to move forward without a real and sincere acknowledgement of what has already happened that has gotten us to this place. Oftentimes, our messaging politically right now is centered on, we just want, you know, we want to make sure that we can move forward, but we're not starting from the same place. Right. And so until you address that, you cannot have this conversation in earnest and try and turn a blind eye to these things. When Nikki Haley, who was never going to win, by the way, mm -hmm. if the, this is not a newsflash, is unable, as one of the final Republican primary candidates, to simply name slavery as the cause of the Civil War. But that's according to your ideology. Uh, you're requiring other people that don't share your ideology to answer the way you would. That's stupid. We have a problem politically. We can't be honest about our discourse and what's taking place. And that's not a partisan issue. That's a politics issue. Yeah. It's an issue of how our system is broken. And I think that when you're talking about black men, black male voters, we're not always making the distinction between red, blue, right, and left. We're looking at the system as a whole yeah. because we're feeling like the system has failed us. So I think from a messaging standpoint, you have to start with accountability and an acknowledgement that, listen, we've, we, we may have had some progress, but we really do need to do better about certain groups. Guys, thank you very much. You've got some fucking problems on your hands. All right, here is uh, TYT apparently with this complete propaganda narrative that polyamory is popular. Get the fuck out of my face. The year is 2024, and now we have an increasing number of couples in the United States self-reporting on how they mm, are fans sure. of polyamory yeah. and have engaged in polyamorous relationships. Now, polyamory, or consensual non-monogamy, if you want to put it that way, is the practice of having multiple intimate relationships, whether sexual or just romantic, with the full knowledge and consent of all parties involved. In other words, one of the most exhausting ways... You know, it's weird. The majority of people that do this, they look similar. Isn't that weird? They look like AIDS commie leftists. It's fascinating. To live your personal life and also one of the ways in which you can be kind of unbearable in constantly talking about your personal sexual life, as I have found with polyamorous couples. Well, that's interesting, yeah. yeah. I don't know a lot of those couples, but my get, I know actually I knew one, mm -hmm. and you're right, they would never stop talking about they it. They love talking about it. Yeah. And like, listen, do you booze? Or do other people if you want. But like, <laughs> Apparently. Like, let's keep it. Let's keep it together a little bit. Okay, so 22% of Americans say they have engaged in consensual non-monogamy, which is also sometimes called ethical non-monogamy, <laughs> at some point in their life, according to a nationally representative study by researchers at the Kinsey Institute at Indiana University. That's a really high percentage, Jank. 23%, no. that means nearly a quarter. Well, so they make it as broad as possible so they can get the number as high as possible to pretend that most people are cool with this. ...of Americans <clears throat> are just dipping all over the place. Okay, well, that's one way. With the permission of their, you know, partner. But is it, so I read that carefully because... I was like, if it's 23% of married people, that is a stunningly high number. But no, it turns out uh, they mean of any relationship, in which case I too am an ethical non-monogamist. So Are you? No. You didn't have a polyamorous relationship, did when you? When I was dating? Where everyone involved knows that you're, you know, screwing around? Two, twice. Wow. Yeah. I don't think they liked you that much. 
Mm, we'll talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, no. And it, look, uh, so to me, there was a giant divide between uh, being single and being married. Mm -hmm. And so marriage is a huge commitment, right? And so, and I take that super seriously. Before that, by definition, not committed, okay, or partly committed. Mm -hmm. And so those conversations were easier to have. And, and it depended on what time in your life you were, it was and how old are you or not. And so for some people, they, uh, like me, hey, younger made more sense. Uh, we're more open to many different relationships. For some folks, when they're middle aged, they're like, this is a snooze fest, this marriage. Can we spice it up by bringing some people in? And and hey, you do you, boo. And that, that's say. working for a lot of okay. them, apparently. All right. Um, I'm realizing now that 23% of Americans aren't working hard enough um, because they have enough free time to mess around with a bunch of different people simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Who's got time for this? That's what I want. Oh, yeah, for sure. Who's got time? Who well, has it's mostly commies doing it, and they don't really work. So it's just, this is what they do. Time for multiple sexual partners. <laughs> Who? I want to know. Uh, yeah. And whatever their jobs are, I want that job. <laughs> their job is to be on the government dole. That free time. I don't want the multiple relationships, but I do want that free time. So tell me what you're doing. What yeah. are you doing for money? Call me. Okay. So I know this thing has totally gone away, but when I was younger, uh, and I told people that I was Muslim, they'd be like, oh, you get to have four wives, right? And I was like, not really. But anyways, but if you were to assume that, um, as I got older and I started dating people, and then people would say that, I was like, have you ever dated anyone? You want four of those? You want four of those, and then you gotta run after this, 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 and it's never enough. <laughs> okay, no. good luck, brothers and sisters. I. No amount of sex is worth that. Research on <laughs> sexual fantasy shows that nearly one third of people in monogamous relationships report that being in some type of an open relationship is part of their favorite sexual fantasy. Yeah, there's all sorts of sexual fantasies. That's completely different than people actually doing it. Well, that means two thirds of Americans are lying. <laughs> 80%, no. 80% of those people said. They'd act on the opportunity given the chance. I, bullshit. I don't know, I'm a little bit worried about I'm myself because I feel, I am so uninterested, like almost to a, I think unhealthy level. Like I don't see other men, I don't care about other men and I kind of wish I did because I feel like I'm the only one who's in this like weird place where the idea of having another partner Sounds terrible, exhausting, and if like my husband considered it for himself, I mean, there would be a slaughter. Yeah, yeah, that's it's not for you. It's for <laughs> there might be a slaughter at some point. Other people. It's definitely for other people. <laughs> yeah. And look, no judgment if you're into it, but like tone it down by constantly talking about it. <laughs> yeah, that that does happen. But but they might be recruiting. That's why. They, that's a good point. They're looking for new uh, new partners. And how do they know unless they bring it up? Okay, That's and so true. you're you're extreme on it, I get it. But I I am like I have to confess that I'm skeptical. So you know we read the stories about how um, they struggle and stuff, but they're generally very happy. Man, jealousy's a hell of a thing, right? Hundred percent, I know yeah. it well. Yeah, I mean, look at she's already planning murders of of things that didn't even happen, right? So, but and I and even in the articles that we read, like there's a guy who's kind of halfway being cocked, right? And and so and he's like, well, I do wonder about it sometimes and I'm like, 
No. <laughs> like, and so it's impossible not to get jealous. It's just an awkward situation. On the other hand, look, guys, for most of human history, we did not grow up. Uh, we did not have uh, a man and woman pairing. Okay, and I don't mean like, oh, we had nothing but men and men. <laughs> No, like we would, for most of human history, we lived in groups and people would have sex within the group. And a lot of times, most of those groups wouldn't even know who the dad was. Well, then go live in a shithole country if you want to live that way. Okay. Oh, that's disastrous. No, no, it's not disastrous. That's how we lived for most of humanity. It was totally fine. No, you can't have that in modern society. Modern society is different, totally different. I get it. But that, so in terms of what is our nature, our nature is not to be one man, one woman. It is not at all. That's a totally made up imaginary thing. And it was mainly done for ease <laughs> of transferring property rights. So why was yeah. it one man, one woman? Uh -huh. Because they're like, okay, well now we have kids, the kids have- He's completely contradicting himself. To be legitimate, so we pass it on to those heirs and not the ones you had illegitimately with the other lady, etc. Because it's all about property rights. That's why marriage came out, not because of love and not because of yeah. God. Yeah, property rights. My partner's my property. Stay away. I'll kill you. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, that's, that's, that's the, the property way rights we're, we're talking about. By the way, I don't actually see him as well. <laughs> but you're right about the jealousy thing, and you're right that this isn't for everyone. And there are other downsides as well. So if you're considering this, if you have a loving relationship, but you're feeling a little feisty, you want to get a little naughty, and you want to maybe propose this to your partner, make sure you're informed on the upsides and downsides. For instance, first, there's dating. Just when you thought you'd put that hell behind you, it's expensive. Restaurants, hotels, cute outfits, and even condoms add up. The scheduling could make a military planner sweat. More relationships mean more drama. From in-laws to break up, not to mention the lack of sleep. So you've seen these articles, like there's these uh, articles encouraging OnlyFans. So the, the corporate media, it, it, their goal is to destroy society. So they're going to keep putting out articles talking about how destructive things are good and you should try them. And it's just, it's insane. And that's what this is. So there's two things in there that I want to address, the upside and downside. No, my favorite thing was dating. And the reason was mainly because of the stories. So you meet so many different people and half of them are amazing and half of them are amazing. <laughs> either way, it's such interesting stories. I totally miss that. I don't miss the expense, etc. But the, the downside in that quote is, wait, like your husband, okay, you've got in-laws with him. You also have in-laws with the boyfriend? Oh, no, come on, no, that's no, crazy. That's too much. That's, that's too, too many in-laws. <laughs> Why would you invite that hell upon yourself? Like, <laughs> Anyway, whatever. People are having fun. As long as you're happy with it and this is what you want in your life. Nah, fuck all this shit. It's totally fuck fine. All of it. It's nah. just, nah. It, it puzzles me and it might puzzle other people. But they're not living your life. You're living your life. So. 100%. And I will say this, don't let anybody judge you, including us. Okay. I mean, if that's what you like. Well, that's ultimately up to the person, but uh, people should be very judgmental, very harshly judgmental. And then it's all, it's up to the person to have the ability to ignore that. Okay, we don't like it. That has nothing to do with your life. You like it. Just let me judge you a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Fuck all AIDS. All right, moving on here. Here is David. He's asked is if his views on abortion has changed. 
We have a voicemail number. That number is 2192 David P. Speaking of abortion, here's an interesting question for me about abortion. Hey, David. Um, just curious, has your stance on abortion rights changed since you had your daughter? Mm. Um, I'm not really sure what they were before, but do you feel like uh, men should have a say-so in a woman's decision to um, have an abortion and if they want to wait later in life to have their children. Just curious. Love your show. Thank you. Bye. My view on abortion has not really changed at all since uh, having a baby daughter. I remain steadfast in my belief that abortion should be legal. And I mean, I don't know that I even need to say this. Obviously, no one should be forced to have an abortion. I don't think it should be legal so that I or anyone else should get to go around telling people what to do. If your religion says no abortion, then don't get one. If your moral compass says no abortion, then don't get one. But that view shouldn't be imposed on anybody else. And uh, no, I, I remain steadfast. My view hasn't changed in terms of who should get to decide. Ultimately, ultimately, it's the mother's body. And and that is where the ultimate bodily autonomy rests. But as a practical matter, I think it's great for mothers to decide with whoever's opinion they value, if it's a significant other, parents, relatives, if it's whoever it is, doctors, et cetera. Uh, but no, I have only become more steadfast in my support. So it's good if she gets the opinion of other people besides you on whether or not to murder your baby. Yeah, it makes sense. Of uh, women's <laughs> choice. Fucking insane. We have absolute insanity. I still don't think it's his actual kid, but we'll see. Caller confronts me about fired college presidents. Let's go next to, um, I don't even know what this person's name is. Sean, Sean from Massachusetts. Welcome to the program. What is on your mind today? Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the, um, the college president issue with the, um, the comments around uh, genocide and stuff. Um, do you know what I'm referring to? Yeah, you're referring to the MIT, Harvard and UPenn college presidents who had the uh, hearing in D.C. They were asked about uh, calling for the genocide of Jews. They kind of fumbled. And I guess as of now, two of the three were fired. Yeah. Um, so I, maybe I misunderstand the situation. Um, and I want to be clear that, you know, I don't. I uh, think that anyone should be genocide. I, I certainly disagree with any of those beliefs, but I guess when I sort of watched what uh, when the presidents answered, I thought that their answers were kind of reasonable. That mm -hmm. um, they were sort of sort of asked a hypothetical. Um, you know, if this is uh, a, a statement that happens on your campus, is this bullying? And they sort of said, oh, it depends on the context. And I, I guess I just thought that was a reasonable answer, that there would be times that, um, yes, this um, is inappropriate for them to say, especially if it's connected with any acts of violence or anything like that. But if someone's just sort of saying it. Um, well, let's explore that a little bit, Sean. I want to kind of, sure. I'm, I'm thinking about this with you. Give me a context where calling for the genocide of Jews would be right. You said it depends on the context. 
Give mm -hmm. me a context where it would be okay. Like, what's the what's the uh, paint the picture of the scenario where calling for the genocide of Jews on a college campus would be okay? Sure. So if like uh, someone. Uh, who is going to college in the USA, but their family lives in Israel, and they have a sign-up that says, you know, my entire family was killed on October 7th. I think the Palestinians should be genocide for what happened on October 7th. And it's just a sign. They're not, you know, calling for any acts of violence or anything like that. But hold um, on a second, Sean. You're not even giving me an example. We're, we're already... The, sure, the question sure. was, is there... Are, you, your, your assertion was, there mm -hmm. could be some situations we're calling for the genocide of Jews would be okay. And you just gave me an example of an Israeli student calling for the genocide of Palestinians. I, let's go back to what you called in about. Give me the example of, just to be consistent, not that calling for any genocide is okay. Give right. me an example of where calling for the genocide- And are we okay as like, uh, from a, you know, I don't agree with it. I don't think it's correct. I would, you know, certainly talk to this person and say there's, better ways to express this opinion, but we have, at least in the U.S., the First Amendment, and it's like, well, I would defend your right to say it as long as, you know, the moment that it becomes violent, the moment they even physically touch someone and it becomes mm -hmm. physically violent, then I have a problem with it. But if it's just making statements, then yeah. they have a right to say it. Would the, so. and, and would you apply the same thing to if there were students on campus calling for the genocide of trans people or black people or women? Um, again, I guess I'm, I'm having a little trouble with your definition of okay. So I wouldn't agree with it. I would say that you, those you, people you would are say wrong. that it should be allowed. It should be the colleges should okay. allow that. Yes, yes, that it's oh, okay. you know it's the, their First Amendment right to say these things. There's um, a man near my home who he holds up a sign near uh, a traffic sort of stuff. He's not not blocking traffic or anything like that, and it says uh, abortion is a sin, and I am aggressively pro-choice, so I vehemently disagree with him, but he has every right to hold up that sign. Now, um, you understand, Sean, that there is a difference between a sign in a public place saying abortion is a sin mm -hmm. versus calling for the genocide of groups of people based on immutable characteristics on college campuses where they have rules that they can establish, right? Like, I'm not saying yeah, one is sure. right or wrong, but you're agreeing that these are two different things? Uh, absolutely. You absolutely. Are. Okay. Uh, All right. I, I think uh, the problem really was, I think the problem really was that we all know that if you had replaced genocide of Jews with trans, gay, women, black students, their answers would have been different. And we know that based on the way that schools have actually behaved in those scenarios, even with, with falling way short of calling for genocide. But, you know, I, I don't really have a, a, a horse in the race. I thought no. they fumbled. In he doesn't have a horse in the race at all. In terms of their performance badly, they lost the confidence of faculty and alumni, etc. And so two of them ended up having to resign. It's just, you know, that that's what the stakeholders ultimately wanted. Sure. All right. Well, thank you so much. All right. Trump is about to lose all his cash. Bookmark this because uh, I think it's very possible he does not lose all his cash. In the wake of the $83.3 million verdict in favor of E. Jean Carroll for when Donald Trump defamed her after sexually assaulting her, one of the questions we've had is how much cash does Donald Trump actually have on hand? We know that Trump is a billionaire, probably. 
We know Trump doesn't have four, five, six billion dollars in net worth. It's lower. But whatever his net worth is, we know that a bunch of that is tied up in properties. It's tied up in licensing. It's tied up in the value of his brand. How much actual cash does this guy have? Well, we're very soon going to be up against that because it seems he may soon have none. This is exactly what we suspected. Bloomberg reports Trump cash stockpile at risk from four hundred and fifty million dollar dual verdicts. And the article explains all of Trump's cash may soon be gone. Uh -huh. Trump Friday was ordered by a jury to pay eighty three point three million to E. Jean Carroll. On top of that, we expect a verdict this week in New York's civil fraud trial that seeks the return of three hundred seconds postponed seventy million dollars in quote illegal profits that Trump allegedly made by lying to banks about his wealth in order to get better terms on loans. In a deposition last year, Trump said he has substantially in excess of four hundred million dollars. The Bloomberg Billionaires Index says his liquid assets are about six hundred million. But liquid can mean not just cash in a savings account. It can mean other things that are slightly less liquid than that. Uh, the prospect of being hit with damages totaling four hundred and fifty million points to a potential for a cash problem here. Obviously, the timing would be a disaster as well. So there's a couple different things going on here. First of all, we've been talking about what is the collectability of the eighty three point three million? How long can Trump delay having to pay out anything by appealing? That's a fair question and one question we don't have an answer to yet. With the fraud trial, the mechanisms uh, are different and we don't yet know exactly how long Donald Trump may be able to delay paying anything out there. But if you look at the sum, so how are you saying he's about to lose all his cash? Total of Donald Trump's statements and what's known about his businesses and personal finances. He may soon have a debt in terms of these uh, uh, payments that could be anywhere from 80 to 100 percent of all the cash that he has. Now, you know Trump and I know Trump. And we know one of the things he would love to do is use other people's money to solve this problem. And other people's money when you're running a presidential campaign means campaign donations. We are already starting to see authorities move to try to prevent Donald Trump from being able to use campaign donations to pay off these debts, if indeed it's what he's going to try to do. So it is early in this story. We need to find out what that total will be. So you don't even know. And you're saying he's about to lose all his cash. Total cope. All right. Let's uh, get to some breaking news from the Internet here. This is uh, one moment. Let this refresh. This is uh, breaking news from the Internet from Dabin Beast 420. 25 reasons Trump won't pay a dime to E. Jean Carroll. <clears throat> Very timely. Uh, in 2019, Okay, it's fine. In 2019, a strange woman named E. Jean Carroll accused Donald Trump of raping her in a changing room of the Bergdorf Goodman department store in Midtown Manhattan. Trump called her crazy. Jury found him liable for sexually abusing her and defaming her with the crazy talk. Last week, a New York jury decided Carroll deserves $83 million for defamation. Here's 25 reasons why that's nuts. Number one, Carroll has said that rape is sexy. She backs up this insane statement with Think of the Fantasies, which my wife and I can't stop saying to each other. 
For the record, having someone forcibly violate you against your will is the exact opposite of sexy. Number two, she's already bragging about shopping sprees. Remember in Goodfellas when that idiot shows up at the party with his wife wearing a $20,000 fur coat, excuse me, fur coat, and De Niro tells him to bring it back? When you run a scam, you need to lay low for a while. Carol, conversely, is making appearances on national television, telling Rachel Maddow she's going to buy her a penthouse in Paris, as well as fishing gear and a motorcycle for her counsel. Uh, could she pick weirder presents? Her lawyer awkwardly murmured, that's a joke. Yeah, the whole thing is a joke. Number three, the scenario she described came from her favorite TV show. She is a self-described Law & Order fan, and there's an episode wherein a man muscles his way into a changing room at Bergdorf Goodman and sexually molests a woman. This is likely where she got the idea. She's also a big fan of The Apprentice. Would you like to watch your rapist on TV? Number four, she didn't want to press criminal charges. Being on the cover of New York Magazine is one thing, but taking your BS story into an actual courtroom is a whole other level of fraud. When Bill de Blasio said he would change the law to make the case admissible, Carol kept awkwardly repeating, the experts told me the time has passed. They changed the law. The case had no merit because the statute of limitations on civil action had passed. So what happened? The New York State Legislature changed the law. Is there anything that screams witch hunt more than that? What are we, Zimbabwe? Number six, the man who backed the lawsuit is a major DNC donor. Leftist activist billionaire Reid Hoffman is the money behind the operation. His motive is obviously to bankrupt Trump so, so, Trump so he can't run again. Carol denied this at first because she's a liar, but her lawyer was forced to come clean. Seven, the whole thing was George Conway's idea, apparently. Though she denies it, it is clear this entire plan was concocted by uh, Conway at a radical leftist cocktail party in Manhattan. Number eight, Carol's lawyer is desperate to fix her reputation as a rape enabler. Roberta Kaplan was supposed to champion victims of sexual assault with her Time's Up movement, but she used it instead to run cover for perverts such as Andrew Cuomo. She got caught and she got fired. Her comeback included representing, representing Ashley Biden, um, a Biden lawyer going after Trump. Is anyone surprised? But this case could permanently rescue her Google results. Number nine, Carol's dress didn't exist back then. Carol said the rape happened in the early 90s. We just learned that particular dress she said she was wearing did not exist at the time. Number 10, she cannot remember when the rape happened. We're not talking the exact date. She can't tell us if it was 93 or 95. Number 11, she won't let anyone test her coat for DNA. Carol calls the dress her bad luck dress and told CNN she'll never make a talisman out of it, as though that idea occurred to anyone. <clears throat> Why did she keep it around? This could be the left's Monica Lewinsky dress, but she refuses to let anyone analyze it. Number 12, she doesn't know if Trump ejaculated. I don't know if anyone reading this has engaged in sexual intercourse, but evidence of the male orgasm is almost impossible to hide. Number 13, she is a serial accuser, despite being... A 3.5, she has claimed men have sexually assaulted her at least half a dozen times. This isn't proof of Trump's innocence in and of itself, but it becomes relevant when surrounded by 24 other points. Number 14, she said it wasn't sexual. Carol has said pretty much everything you could say about this encounter, from it was not sexual to it was the definition of rape. She said she would not press charges, however, because it would trivialize the experience of illegal aliens who are being raped around the clock. That doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> 15, she's not his type. Trump is into elegant slavs. This woman is like a hysterical chicken lady from the kids in the hall. That's true. 
Number 16, the judge and Carol's lawyer uh, are pals. We're told Judge Lewis Kaplan was Roberta Kaplan's no relation mentor back when they both worked at Paul Weiss and Rickfind, Wharton and Garrison. Roberta Kaplan denies this, but it can't be denied they worked at the same firm at the same time. That alone is a conflict of interest. Carol, number 17, didn't talk to anyone about the alleged assault until she did. If a woman is sexually assaulted, she's morally obligated to report it immediately so the rapist doesn't do it again. Carol did not do this. What's more, she didn't talk to any of her friends about it, at least not at first. This is particular behavior for a blabbermouth. Number 18, even if it's all true, the settlement would be tiny. Carol alleged that Trump cost her a columnist job at L. The magazine made it clear that it ended her contract as an advice columnist based on nothing more than a lack of interest. Let's assume Al fired her because Trump wrote a mean tweet. A good price for an advice column would be a couple hundred bucks per piece. That's 2000 a year for Al. Assuming Carol lives as long as Dear Abby, uh, who died at 94, that would be a whopping $28,000. So we're off by more than $82 million. Number 19, she said women love being abducted. She told Charlie Rose in 1995 that women love the idea of a caveman knocking them unconscious with a club and dragging them by their hair back to the cave. I'm no feminist. I'm pretty sure the cerebral contusions from this kind of violence are not a turn on. Number 20, she said it wasn't a big deal. She says, I'm a mature woman. I can handle it. Okay, then why does she need 83 million? That's four times the amount of money you get when your kid is decapitated. Number 21, she lives in a mouse house. Anyone who doubts this lady's mental state needs to check her house. She calls it the mouse house because it's infested with rodents to whom she is given individual names, such as Tabrowski. She painted the trees blue. She has printed out 27 years of advice columns, questions, and stacked them all over the place. Yet writers can be weird, but it's impossible to look her place and not think this is nuts. Number 22, she is a hoarder. Hoarding, hoarding is a mental disorder. You can't sue someone for calling you crazy if you have a mental disorder. Number 13, her cat is called Vagina. E. Jean Carroll is obsessed with sex in her vagina. She says she lives in the woods because if she lived in a city, she'd have 16 boyfriends. She's 80, remember? Her dog, Tits, has blue hair, and her cat's name is Vagina. The left-wing media thinks this is irrelevant. Among the stranger complaints made by the former president was the jury wasn't informed about the name of her accuser's cat, Vagina T. Fireball. Uh, when, it, when the charge is calling a sane woman crazy, that matters. Number 24, she writes notes to herself. The mouse house is festooned with bizarre messages. Her microwave says, baby, burn, baby, burn. Her bookshelf says, always amused, never angry. And in a moment of deranged honesty, she taped a note to a lamp that says, hold your nerve, pursue your radical opinions to the bitter end. Number 25, Carol said she wanted to rape Trump. Apparently, she thought having rough sex with him in the changing room would make for a funny story. Wait, I thought she didn't tell anyone what happened to her out of fear. She also suggested she do it for $17,000 if he was unable to speak. Sounds awfully rapey, doesn't doesn't it? Anyone who takes this case seriously and doesn't see E. Jean Carroll as a complete basket case is a complete basket case. Yeah, it's a total gay op. And, uh, oh, Gavin McGinnis wrote this. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, insane, totally insane. Okay, thank you for the breaking news from the internet, Beast 420 If you have an article that you want read on stream, 10 and up, details in either the uh, Rumble description or the bot in the YouTube chat. We usually have it every, I forget what it is, 45 minutes or something like that. Caller debates which is the lesser of two evils. This is uh, Sam Cedar. Hey, how you guys doing today? 
Good. How you doing, Travis? Uh, doing pretty good. Um, so I was calling in today because um, uh, last week I had a caller. He was calling in, and he was kind of conflicted about um, voting for Joe Biden. Yeah. And he was just kind of, you remember, you remember the call I was talking about? Uh, I, I think so. We've had a couple like that, but um, yeah, go ahead. All right, so um, the reason I was calling in today is just to kind of, you guys have talked about it on the show uh, a lot. You, you made the point about how when you vote for an individual, you're not just voting for them. Uh, you're not, you're just voting to kind of affirm your agreement with them and their policies, but you're kind of voting for their entire administration and, you know, all of the, uh, the subsequent hires, you know, at every level of government that will kind of come after that. Yep. And, and so I was calling, I was their susceptibility mm -hmm. to the coalitions that that get them into office exactly right right right. so uh, i was calling today because i have like a personal anecdote about um something that kind of happened to me and i feel like it would uh kind of really benefit and kind of drive that point home if it would kind of allow me a little bit it's not crazy long but i mean it is a it is a little bit of a story okay go ahead try and do it as quick as you can so, but go ahead right right okay so um so just, I graduated from ITT Technical Institute. Um, that is a for-profit college. I think you guys have had some guests on the show to talk about uh, how they've been cracked down on in the last kind of decade or so by the Department of Education. And, you know, they've had to kind of, uh, they've had to forgive a lot of student loan debt that has uh, come from these, uh, these colleges that have been defrauding students. Yeah, and to be specific, so, it was the Obama administration. Uh -huh. It's one of the best things that the Obama administration did, in my opinion, among, like, you know, I would say, like, the, uh, the Iran deal. They cracked down on this, and I can tell you this for a fact. On the day that Donald Trump won, if you go uh -huh. back and look at the, um, the rocket that was uh, for-profit colleges, like, I think if there was an ETF of for-profit colleges, it went up like a rocket, not like an airplane but like a rocket mm -hmm. on the day that Donald Trump right. won, the stocks of these uh, for-profit companies went through the roof because they knew there would be less enforcement. But go ahead. Exactly. So um, when the ruling came down that uh, kind of was associated with my school, ITT Tech, um, I submitted what was called a defense to repayment claim to basically have my loans forgiven and to hopefully be reimbursed for what I had paid into those loans. Um, so I, I submitted my claim in 2016. This is back during the primary when, uh, you know, Bernie was still running. And uh, obviously Trump won that election. Ultimately, he beat Hillary. When he got into office, he put Betsy DeVos in uh, charge of the Department of Education. And for basically four years, the claim that I, that I put in to have my loans forgiven, the defense repayment claim, uh, it basically sat, and, and it was like that for me and uh, like a bunch of other people too. I think I read an article that said um, about a hundred thousand of these claims got submitted, and over the course of that four years, when Betsy DeVos was in charge of the department. Okay, so what, what's going to happen then? When Biden got in, you got your money. Okay, good. If that's a reason you're going to vote for Biden, no problem. But why the fuck would another person that doesn't have that issue? Why would they vote for Biden? Of education like less than 100 of them how is that going to lower the price of groceries asshole testing completed back in so, august of 2022 the department of education um uh basically approved a batch that i think was 200,000 
of these back claims mm-hmm. worth about $4 billion. Um, and and exactly. the program uh, was basically, if these uh, for-profit universities were found to be sub-par um, uh, in terms of providing an actual education, they uh, uh, these loans were forgiven uh, under the auspices of it being sort of quasi-fraud. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. And and so uh, my loan was one of those ones that was was forgiven, I guess, in a, in a huge backlog. Uh, but that didn't happen until after 2020 when Biden won and he got in office and he installed Miguel Cardona as the Department of Education secretary. Uh, I didn't I didn't hear any correspondence or get any communication from the Department of Education for the four years when Bessie DeVos was in place. But then when Biden wins, he puts Cardona in place. Uh, probably about six months later, I started to actually get communication from them saying, like, hey, we're processing your claims and, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, contact you if we need any more information from you, yada, yada, yada. And then about four months after that, they finally did complete my claim. Um, the federally held loans that I, I owed on have been completely discharged. And I got a check in the mail directly from the Treasury for about 14 grand, which, you know, was like a life changing amount of money for me. And so uh, just to kind of wrap it up, I know I'm taking up a lot of time here. Um, uh, this isn't like a thing where I'm trying to just say, you know, support Biden because my loans were forgiven, forgiven because of Biden. Because yeah, I, but that's kind of what you're doing. Honestly, it didn't have anything to do with him. This is a process that started like way back when Obama was in office. Right. But just the simple fact that his administration was in place and that department was actually able to function versus uh, a Republican administration being in place and, you know, you know, them doing jack shit for four years and, you know, actually attempting to do things that benefit these for these for profit colleges and whatnot. Uh, th- that's the difference right there as far as how uh, voting for one person uh, can, you know, have a, a, a macro effect across all of these different departments and, and affect people's lives in different ways. Uh, so I just kind of wanted to call in and, uh, yeah, just, give, you know, make that point and, and tell that story and just kind of hope that helps people and 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 this is you know i'm not trying to like convince people to vote for biden per se just because i i kind of agree with that caller from last week as far as his position and not wanting to support biden because he refuses to call for a ceasefire but right uh, ultimately at the end of the day is is you're not you're not voting to support you know everything about an individual i mean i'm a black man i mean obviously i have my qualms with with biden and you know his stances in the past on a lot of things but you know it's kind of you know lesser two evils voting, harm reduction voting, whatever you want to call it. But uh, these are the things you kind of have to consider when you're, you know, deciding who to pull that lever for. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. I, I think, think well your said. your call is relevant to the point that we make, which is that it's the parties aren't exactly the same, um, um, and it's foolish that people that want to argue in say in support of a ceasefire, which is an urgent necessity. To fall back on that rhetorically is just like it's not true to people's eyes or ex- like your experience. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for All that right. call. Appreciate the call. No problem. No problem. You guys have thanks. a good one. You too. Uh, now, like re- relevant to you know, right. when- it's fun. This is how you can tell these are like sheepdoggers for the Democrat Party because if you're very much like pro Palestine, uh, I could totally understand an organic an organic position would be like if you're a lefty uh, you're, you're, you're these are like fake propaganda lefties if you're a lefty and you're like uh fuck biden like you don't like trump because you're a lefty 
and you're like, well, fuck Biden because of the whole Israel-Palestine thing, so I'm not voting for either of them. That, that's an organic opinion. That makes sense. Or maybe you have some sort of lefty you want to write in. What is crazy is when they're like, yeah, guys, we really care about the Palestinians, but you should still vote for Biden. Hilarious. That's fucking hilarious. How they have to sell the Democrat agenda, even in situations where it's very untenable to sell a lot of these lefties on Biden after what's going on, because they're very pro-Palestinian, with what's going on with Israel and Gaza. It's funny to watch them do that. And it pisses their audience off, and it's, uh, it's very entertaining. These people are saying, um, like, that's a, that's a relevant story to tell with regards to the, the parties aren't the same thing and who should you vote for. Now, when people say, well, how do we stop what's going on in Gaza, it's not relevant for the Democratic Party to start talking about that stuff because the, er, the um, concern is how do we stop this, not how are we going to vote in seven yeah, months. I agree. Bryce from L.A., I also had my ITT tech wiped out. Uh, it lowered my SL account balance by 100000 if a student loan account by 100000 wasn't for Biden getting elected, that wouldn't have happened. Uh, exact Those ITT thing ads were everywhere when I was So again, up. if that's... I understand why you would vote for someone that gave you hundred grand, but how does that help a person that doesn't have the issue that you had who's concerned about the economy and the price of gas everywhere that was one of the things that because that's the average person that's the average person that obama i think did um that was uh not not quite as heralded as it as it could have been i mean these aren't earth shattering things there's no one uh you know uh a uh, uh, thing but that i think obama probably was sensitive to the fact that a lot of these for-profit universities would prey upon um, particularly um, black women in their late 20s, early 30s, who were in the workplace and realized their lack of a degree or felt that they in area code. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi. Uh, this is Ricky uh, calling from Tijuana, Mexico. Ricky from Tijuana, um, Mexico. What's on your mind? Yeah, I'm from San Diego, but uh, down here right now. Um, so there were a couple points of um, analysis that I took away. I read through the ICJ provisional order and stuff, but also the uh, declarations and uh, the poor like uh, dissenting opinion attached um that i wanted to add and then also some points on domestic law and get your all right that's enough of that uh, let me read some of these super chats for taking him through Streamlabs. link in the description in rumble and in the chat on youtube we're also taking him through entropy um also we're taking rumble rants on rumble uh if you look at the bottom left of the screen there is a uh Goal counter for the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse, which was banned by YouTube. YouTube has nuked the entire Soft Gentleman channel. And the Bathhouse membership program was like 25% of our income. So we're trying to rebuild the Bathhouse. We're about halfway there. Thank 
thank you for everyone that signed up so far. If you want to help us with that, you can go to Subscribestar, subscribestar.com slash hard-bastard, or you can click the red subscribe button uh, on Rumble. Also, you can download the guide that I wrote about propaganda tactics uh, that the corporate media uses. If you go to Rumble, click the description. It's about the fifth or so one down. You can also download the guide that my homosexual Democrat brother wrote called What a Bigot Would Say, which is a guide on how to be a virtuous liberal. Uh, also, tomorrow, uh, there's a new show uh, at 7.30 p.m. Eastern with a completely different format. It's going to be off of YouTube entirely, so this show will not be on YouTube at all. It'll be on all the other platforms, though. And uh, so regular streaming schedule remains the same. Show remains the same Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, 6.30 Eastern. The new show with a different format is Monday and Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And um, so, yeah, look out for that. Let me uh, go here in Streamlabs. This is the 4th of February. Uh, Ghost of Shaniqua says, I'm in a border state, HB. In my apartment complex, there are community barbecue grills in the courtyard outside of my window. A large group of illegals roll in and start grilling shit, and they're loud as fuck in Spanish. Might call the front office if they return tomorrow. Yeah, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. You know, I had a weird thing. This was interesting. This was a while ago around here. Um, <clears throat> so, I'm in like a working class area where like you see everybody. You see black people, white people. You see whatever, Asians, Hispanic. It's like whatever. It's uneventful, really. But it's certain, it, it, it's normal people. It's not criminal blacks. It's not criminal Hispanics, Okay. It's not, you know, white dudes with face tattoos. It's just like working class, normal people. So when you go to different places and, you know, there, you, you, you go to parks or whatever, you see like the regular type of people that you see. Fine. I started to notice that there was a very high concentration of non-English speaking Hispanics. And they didn't act like everyone else. They would play very loud music, like like loud at a level that repeat, they were like, what the fuck's going on here? And then I started to notice, like more and more, it was just like, you, you're, like you're like in Mexico. You're like, what the fuck's going on here? Why are there so many Hispanics? And, and again, it's not the normal type of Hispanics. They, these are like clearly like off the boat Hispanics. I'm like, what's going on? But they didn't look like migrants, which was weird. They didn't have like backpacks and shit. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then I noticed... There were these signs, these paper, they were, they're not signs, they were paper, paper flyers that were put up in different places offering classes to teach Spanish people English. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And then to my utter delight and surprise, one day I went to this area and I noticed, you know what? I don't hear any music. Wow, it's really quiet. It's really quiet. And then I noticed that there was a police officer stationed at the place where, because uh, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to fucking do this kind of shit, you know, like uh, bring your cars in areas you're not supposed to bring and do, and like swim in areas you're not supposed to swim. Like I, that's just not okay. So there were police there making sure no one did it. And then I realized, a someone, oh, oh, and also uh, those signs were torn down. Those paper signs were torn down. And I haven't seen one of those people since. So apparently, people running shit around here are normal, 
and they saw what was happening. People obviously complained because, again, like the music was so loud that it was preposterous. Apparently, people complained and they shut that shit down. And I don't know where the fuck those people went, but they got the fuck out of here. So I was like, okay, good, good. Now, I, I have no illusions that all it'll take is a Democrat to win a local election, and then next time they'll probably import more. But at least as of right now, this area is holding. And, uh, and I was really pleasantly surprised to see that. It's the second time I've been pleasantly surprised about the uh, leadership around here. The first time was when, during the uh, jogger riots of 2020, when a uh, stupid jogger overdosed on fentanyl and they blamed a police officer. I'm sure you know the name of that guy. I forget his name. But anyway, so... Um, there, I've told the story before. There were rioters, and they were in Philly, and they were burning police cars, and then they were they were uh, uh, just basically like going out towards the suburbs and shit. And it got to the point where you know I'm like tracking where these people are, and I'm like texting my buddy, and I'm like, they're fairly close, and I'm like, um, is it cool if I roll over? And he's like, well, I don't think you want to roll over here because they're also close to where I'm at. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I had to actually consider fleeing until. Uh, I was following this website of a local guy who would just constantly update the police blotter or, or the police radio or whatever. And so, you know, and he was keeping track of these, these like, bands of joggers. It was so surreal that this was happening. It was a Sunday. I remember it was a Sunday afternoon. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Anyway, all of a sudden, uh, it was like I was, it was like, you know, I'm like reading this kind of play-by-play -play of what's going on. The surrounding townships all united, and they had to have planned this already. There's no way they just came up with this on the spot. I think they had a plan of what to do if something like this happened. Anyway, so what they did is they cut off all of the main arteries to get into these areas, and they put those big fucking tanks there, and they would only let people in the neighborhood if they had ID proving they lived here. And so that caused the joggers to split up, and then they tried to go into back roads, but then that's when the police apprehended them and got them the fuck out of here. So I was, because I really thought based on what I had seen, you have to understand, I was covering these riots, and I watched from city to city as the leadership of the city allowed these fucking criminals to burn people's businesses down. So I, I thought there was no question that they were going to let them do it where I'm at. Because, and they were getting getting there to my utter shock. They were like, no, we don't play that shit here. And they shut that shit down and they, and they, uh, they arrested them and that was that. Um, they scattered around. Some of them, I think some of them just went in a different direction. But a couple of them tried to vandalize a bank and they got arrested. And uh, it was, uh, I was very pleased with that. It was the first time that I had ever had a positive feeling about those big fucking tanks or whatever they call them. Um, and I was not a, not a fan overall of them, but that day, I was a fan of those. And I'm glad they did that. And uh, yeah, yeah, if you want to get in the neighborhood, you're going to have to show ID. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, so that was phenomenal. So hopefully in your neighborhood where these people are fucking grilling in places that they're not supposed to, hopefully the people do something that run your area uh, or maybe it's just as simple as the people that run uh, where you're at. You know, um, it really depends. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. But a lot of this comes down to because um, I, I had a, a viewer last week, I think, talk about how they had moved 
from one area to another, uh, uh, figuring that, you know, you move to an area where people have to pay a lot to get in there, you're going to have a different experience. And uh, it, a lot of the times it comes down to uh, who's running your local municipality. Is it being run by normal people or is it being run by commies? If it's being run by normal people and you get a criminal element or people who are simply not supposed to be there, um, you know, normal people will, will do something about it. If, you, if it's being run by AIDS commies, they're probably going to not only not do anything, but they're going to incentivize more of the type of people you don't want in your neighborhood to, uh, to be in there. And so it'll be very interesting to see how this plays out. Um, all right, Michelle Kincaid says, uh, yeah, the other day I was watching the Cartier family. Yeah, that's, that's the channel, yeah. And I was, and it was about trannies, trannies having meltdowns, etc. One of the guys uh, made the comment, it seems like they're the ones that are privileged. I like watching them realize what's going on in real time. Yeah, I like, I, I like that. I think that, um, you know, everyone realizes what's going on at a different pace. And I think a channel is good like that for uh, people who are just kind of like, either starting out or if they built this is the other thing if they built a channel like a normie channel just doing regular stuff and then they switch to this if that audience that normie audience watches then that helps more people to realize that the media is lying it's very good it makes me wonder how long youtube's going to put up with their questioning because they are definitely questioning narratives at least some of them um Silky Johnson says, HB, the funniest part of the Vince McMahon story is apparently he defecated on a woman's head during a three-way. Holy shit, I had no idea. Who sits there and waits for someone to shit on them? I guess that's that whore got paid to be quiet, but it wasn't enough. Total coincidence, I'm sure. Yeah, it's like you're doing a three-way and then he's shitting on you and then now you're saying something? Like, what are we doing? Is he really shitting on people, Vince McMahon? Why are you shitting on people, Vince? Come on. That's just... Uh, that's just, uh, that sounds like something that the good guy announcer, Vic, Vince McMahon, would really be offended by and that Jesse the Body Ventura would probably laugh at. Or I guess Bobby Heenan. Would the Bobby Heenan do, uh, or, or, no, wait, Bobby Heenan did WCW commentary. I think I remember him also back in the day doing WWF, but I might be wrong about that. Or did he do it with Gorilla Monsoon, I think? That was good shit. <clears throat> they had good announcers back then. Anyway, what are you going to do? Um, Silky Johnson says, It fascinates me, HB, just how far back retarded leftists have set racial relations. Used to be you'd see black people and you'd shrug like normal people. Now people see blacks and they wonder if they're niggers. Again, I'm quoting, <clears throat> All for an ideology to think they're moral. I would say that, uh, 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 quote, niggers, unquote, have a distinct, a, a distinct look and they look completely different from black people. I would argue that. Um, I would say, I've said this before, uh, if I'm, fortunately, I, I haven't come across many, um, but uh, if I'm walking down the street, I see like a black dude, you know, pushing a stroller or whatever. I don't give a shit. And I do see that, by the way. You, may like, you might be like, when did you ever see that? I, I've, I see it. I'm telling you, I'm seeing it. Um, by the way, that's not to say nothing could happen. Things can happen. I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not making an, an argument for racial utopia. I'm just pointing out the dynamics that I've come across, okay? And the dynamic that I came across was you got these fucking 
like hordes of Hispanics that did not belong in the neighborhood, that did not live in the neighborhood, that but that were like having picnics in the neighborhood. But apparently they shut that down. But anyway, but it, it doesn't just apply to, to, to the black racial group, Hispanics, white people. So I like, you know, that's why I love that commercial. The uh, niggas are talking shit commercial. It's one of my favorite, uh, and I I'd only seen that a, 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 about a couple years ago. I like it because it it uh, the, the whole thing of uh, um, they're like, oh, niggers are talking shit, Italian niggers, white niggers, dog niggers. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. So there's all these different types of niggers, and I I think that's accurate. Okay, so what I'm talking about are people of different racial groups that look like they're criminals. So, for example, tattoos on their face, uh, whether you're white, black, or Hispanic, if you got tattoos on your face, I'm going to be a little concerned. And I am going to judge accordingly. And I am going to cross the street. And being racist isn't even a real thing. So, of course, I'm crossing the goddamn street. Now, if I see a, a black dude walking down the street with his kid, not crossing the street. Now, you're free to cross the street, though. That's the thing. It doesn't matter. Everyone can decide for themselves. Um, and all of this shit is stupid, and it's a cudgel used against uh, uh, people to, for political bullshit. So you, it, it is, it, first of all, it could save your life to cross the street. Remember that stupid idiot in, in New York, that Democrat activist, that commie? Um, you had an obvious criminal black walking up the street, Okay. You, he, he dressed exactly... And you know what's weird? You know who also sometimes dresses like them? Migrants also dress like... It's so weird. Like, you ever see these stabbing migrants in the UK? It's like... Is there like a uniform for these people? Why do they... Why do a lot of them look like they're dressed the same? See, that's weird. That's fucking weird. Anyway, whatever. Maybe it's, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm wrong. But I, I, I'm, I'm telling you. They have like a uniform. It's like a jogger uniform. Anyway... That motherfucker was a virtuous liberal, and he decided with his stupid AIDS commie girlfriend, oh, I'm not going to cross the street because that would be racist. Well, being a quote-unquote racist would have saved that motherfucker's life right there. But instead, he decided, to, like an idiot, to interact with this obvious lunatic. Okay, this guy walked angrily, and it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, okay? That's the last motherfucker you want to interact with. I don't care what his race is. It just happened to be black. And, you know, there is a thing with the, you know, high, higher proportionality of, of uh, violent crime. That's, you can, you can blame me all you want for that, but that is a fact. It is what it is. But I'll tell you this, if I saw a Hispanic guy walking down the street all angry with a tattoo on his face or those... It, it sounds weird, but sharp teeth? Have you seen the sharp teeth? What's with the sharp teeth? Why do they have sharp teeth? What is? Are they designing these fucking people in a lab and then releasing them onto the world like COVID? What is with all these sharp teeth motherfuckers rolling around? Or they, or they put all this shit in their teeth to make it... Why are you doing that? What are you, like, that Bond villain? Remember that Bond villain with the fucked up teeth? Why are you doing that on purpose? The hell? Anyway... I don't care what I don't care what race you are. I'm crossing the goddamn street. It just so happens that I don't really come across a ton of white people like that, but I will acknowledge they do exist. They do exist. You know, but it's just uh it's not as much. I saw a uh 
white dude with t- with tattoos on his uh, bald head the other day. And I was like, that's the last person I would fuck with. I don't fuck with anybody. But I saw that and I was like, that's the last person I'm going to be interacting with today. And you know what I did? I got the fuck away, just like I would if they were uh, a criminal, uh, a potential criminal black, criminal Hispanic, or criminal anyone else. The idea that it's racist or wrong to try to be careful around people is insane. That's insane. Okay? That's like they want you to, like, be overly trusting so you get... You get fucked up. It's so crazy, the things that they tell people to do. It's like, oh, you're racist if you cross the street. Go f- First of all, why would you care? If I, for, Okay, how about this? I'm, I'm a man, and men, some men rape. Okay, that's a fact, okay? That's, that's a fact. Some men rape. Not most men, but some men rape. So if you're a woman, and, and let's say, I don't know, maybe it's like getting a little dark out, and we're, and we're both on the same side of the street, and you, you have no idea who I am, and you think to yourself, you know, some men rape, so I think I'm going to cross the street in case this guy's a rapist. I have no problem with that. I am not offended by that at all. You know how fucked up it would be to be offended by that? We're total strangers. We're never going to interact. What the hell difference does it make if you cross the street? You know, you know how fucking crazy this shit is? The mind-fucking they've done to people, especially white people, that it's somehow racist to cross the street for whatever reason you want. Who cares? What are you, a fucking uh, emotional pussy that you need the approval of other people that you get offended because some stranger crossed the goddamn street? Ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. Ridiculous. Why does everyone have to coddle your fucking bullshit feelings? No. Now, cross the street at will. You could cross the street if you saw me. You could be like, I, I think you're going to rape me. I'd be like, you're a crazy bitch, and I would just keep walking. Anyway, it's all so fascinating. Okay, let's see here. Um, let's see. Michelle Kincaid says, uh, to be honest, I think the two main things that most black people are concerned about as far as the election are one, money, and two, illegals. I think there's a genuine concern that they're being replaced. Yeah, and it's so wild that they're that they're re- replacing the blacks what the hell that's 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 sabotage in my opinion and then why are they sabotaging a key voter base right before the do they have something crazy planned am i being like that just seems wild to do right before the election and so and like what so you should Democrats shit on the blacks, okay, and then they demand that the blacks vote for them, and they're like, hey, we'd look at all we, what we did for you. You did nothing. You, you shit on them. You make their situation worse. I'm not saying Republicans are going to help you. I'm just saying that Democrats shit on you. And, um, and they're like, all right, well, so even though you've been voting for us this whole time in, like, overwhelming numbers, uh, uh, we're going to just uh, replace you with more docile voters and voters that will obey even more. By the way, I don't even know if that'll happen either. Because, uh, you know, a lot of these motherfuckers, you really think, like, a lot of these people are going to take time out of their day to vote for you? I, I don't I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if that's going to work. Anyway, I think a lot of it has to do with, like, district, district, districting and the census and shit. Not necessarily voting, although that is part of it, if, if, if that makes sense. Anyway... 
Michelle says, I think there's a genuine concern they're being replaced. I can't really blame them. Did you see the video out of Boston where they closed the community recreational center to house migrants? Yeah. And the guy that lived there, the, there was this homeless guy that was staying there that was pissed off yelling at the cops. The community is pissed. Same thing happened in Chicago, probably all over the country in big cities. Yeah, and in New York, I think with the school. They did it with the school. I don't see how Trump can lose, aside from them cheating or some other bullshit tactics. The migrant thing was a really stupid move for the Dems. Abbott's move was a real game changer. It's like every one of these migrants in these big cities are a camp campaign ad for Trump. New Yorkers are surrounded by Trump 2024 ads, LOL. Yeah. The, so, and what we're going to see answered is this question about whether or not this is incompetence or something more sinister. There is a, there, a, there is a conservative ink type of narrative that this is all incompetence, that there is not a cabal, there's not an elite controlling things. And so we're going to find out if that's the case. Because uh, I've said this before, if Trump, if he waltzes into the White House and the Democrats concede, then the people who are making that argument, they might be on to something. And maybe maybe we're, we're getting a little too paranoid thinking that there's there's these global elites. I'm, I'm not of that opinion, by the way. I think there absolutely are global elites. I think it's obvious. But, hey, I could be wrong. So these people saying that this is just incompetence, okay, we'll see. Because this is the thing. You're correct. It is stupid. It's a stupid strategy. So it, it was like, it, it's the same thing like in 2020 when there was that article about these Democrat canvassers in North Carolina who were like, what the hell is going on? We're not doing anything. Why aren't we doing anything? And, uh, and, but, and at the time, we didn't really know. We, we figured there would be fuckery, but we didn't know the level of fuckery they were going to do in 2020. Then after we saw that, then it, it, when I thought about that North Carolina situation, I was like, oh, that's really, yeah, that's why. They, they knew what they were going to do, so they didn't compete. This time, not only are they not competing, they're sabotaging their own side. So hopefully it's because they're just stupid, but I, I, I got to think it's, there's something bigger planned. But who knows? Maybe, look, maybe they are stupid. I mean, they are stupid. It's just that I, they're not all stupid. So yeah, but uh, but it it's it's um, it's it's a huge backfire. Is it hubris? Maybe they thought the blacks would take it. Maybe they thought the blacks would take it. I don't know. I mean, look, they they do this uh, with the groups they exploit. For example, um, during the first caravan under Trump, which was what midterms 2018, I think. Remember, there was the whole deal. So Trump called their bluff. He was like. Um, what was the deal he offered? He was like, I'll amnesty. I think he said, I'll amnesty the DACA people in exchange for border security or the wall or something like that. And the Democrats walked away from the table. And so um, they were asked about this because they were like, well, don't you think the DACA people are going to be upset because now they're not getting amnesty? And... I forget who it was. It might have been Schumer or Pelosi, and they were like, they were like, no, no. Some, they said something along the lines of, well, no, they're happy to sacrifice for their fellow, their fellow illegals or whatever. And I said, are you sure about that? You want to pull them? Because look, one thing that I know is most human beings are selfish, and I don't even say that as a bad thing or a negative. 
It's just it's just a fact. It's just it is what it is. And uh, I doubt that most of those people would want to quote unquote sacrifice. And by the way, they're not all in the same group. There's different countries in South America. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's different types of people. So you're telling me? And by the way, sometimes a lot of these people they don't even get along. They don't like the people in the other group, just like everyone else. So you're telling me that all these people, they're going to sacrifice their citizenship that they've been waiting all these years for, that they were sold from Obama? Oh, yeah, we're going to do this special thing that's maybe kind of illegal, but we're just going to do it anyway. And because uh, it wasn't your fault, you know, whatever the narrative is. And you're going to give it up for some fucking total stranger in another country? I call bullshit on that. Bullshit. So I wonder if it's the same mentality that uh, they thought, hey, well, the blacks will sacrifice because somehow... The blacks and illegals are like the same. That's probably what they're going to argue. Yeah, they're very different. It's, these are like the people that think they, that the African blacks and the American blacks are the same. They're not the same. That blew my mind when I was young in the Jehovah's Witnesses. I remember there was this girl from Nigeria. I think it was from Nigeria. Very nice girl. Anyway, we're out in service and she starts talking mad shit about American blacks. And I was an idiot at the time. I didn't, you know, I was, so I was shocked. She, she was like, yeah, you know, the, the black people in America, they act like uh, you owe them something. And I didn't know what to say. I didn't say anything. I was just stunned. I was stunned in, in, <laughs> in silence. And I was just like, oh, I was like, oh. And then I lied. I was like, oh, I haven't noticed that. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. That's so fascinating. Uh, uh, let's see. Cobra says, I guarantee booty calls are considered polyamory. A lot of people have had booty calls at some point in their life. P.S. If you ever cheat on me, and I'm quoting, I'll gas you, kike nigger spaghetti ass. Unquote. <clears throat> I don't know who that's directed towards because I am not in a relationship with uh, anyone named Cobra. And I'm not a homosexual, so I don't know what to tell you about that one. With that said, um, yeah. So what you're talking about is the polling that they claimed that polyamory was becoming more popular. And uh, yeah, this is what I suspect, where they want to make the poll as broad as possible and, and uh, consider things that people might do before they get into a serious relationship. Maybe if you're casually dating or if you just met a person. You know, you're asking questions from from that standpoint or, yeah, booty calls. And they're going to include booty calls, which are not a polyamorous relationship at all. And they're going to include that to make it seem like this fucking absolute degradation and degeneracy is somehow normal and acceptable. And, uh, yeah, get that shit out of here. Fuck that noise. Uh, okay, let me go to uh, entropy here one second. Um... Space Kang, speaking of New York, did you see another rabbi tunnel was found? Collapsed a building. Did it really collapse a building? I saw the uh, building collapse. I just uh, wasn't aware that it was because of another tunnel. What is going on? What is this, Dig Dug? The Jewish Dig Dug? Remember that game? It was a good game. Blowing up the creatures with your uh, air pump. What the fuck is going on? Holy shit. This is, uh, this is a hell of a thing right here.
All right, so uh, apparently more tunnels. Man, what's uh, you got to stop with the tunnels, Jews? Come on, this is uh, really—it's a hell of a thing right here. <clears throat> Why are you digging so many tunnels? You can relax. The Holocaust is not going to happen again. <clears throat> uh, Cooper sees the truth. Says uh, it's really no coincidence that the soccer bitch's name is uh, Horam. Yeah, that was pretty funny. However, was she named Horam because she was destined to be a bitch whore, or is she a bitch whore because she was named Horam? It's a real chicken and egg situation. Yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a hell of a thing. It's just magical how you, uh, you some people get the exact correct name that they they should get. That's uh, that's magical. That was magical right there. Cooper also says, just listen to how these lunatics are talking about black male voters. They just said, quote, in 2016 and 2020, they understood their assignment, unquote. Holy shit, they're saying, hey, black man, we'll assign you. The vote that you that you're uh, allowed to make, they're scared. Yeah, it's you know that's very similar language that you hear from the l lunatic racial supremacist Zionists that claim that non-Jews are like we the non-Jews should view them as as our parents. That's very similar. Telling black people that you have an assignment, bitch. Who the fuck are you to give anyone an assignment? I'm not giving out assignments. What the fuck would give someone an assignment? <laughs> That's insane. How are you talking to people? How are you talking to people? Are you going to give black people an assignment? Bitch, you're not a teacher. You're not their teacher. It's like you're saying you're their teacher, just like the racial supremacist lunatic Zionists say they're our parents. By the way, that's real. I joke about that because it's the funniest shit. It's probably the funniest shit I've ever heard from like a racial supremacist. You take all the racial supremacists, you take like the black supremacists, and you, the Yakup shit is pretty fantastic, though, I will say. The whole like white people were made by Yakub to be the evil devils, that shit's hilarious, okay? But the our parents thing, because that's, because like, okay, the, the white devil shit is zany and fucking retarded. The our parents shit is at such a level of narcissism. It's, uh, I, I can't, it's just, it's, it's really, it's just, it's fucking phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Thank you for that, Rabbi, whatever the fuck your name was, <clears throat> that wrote for the Times of Israel. Again, that was real. That guy was serious. That guy was serious. Well, of course, uh, the black Hebrew Israelites are also serious, and so is the Nation of Islam. Anyway, Farrakhan. That motherfucker can talk shit, though. By the way, Farrakhan is on the Trump train. Did you see that interview? Now look, I don't like Farrakhan, but I, like, I don't care. That's the thing. I don't, like, get emotional. Like, look, I, handle things how you want to. I just, I think it's funny. I think Farrakhan, if Farrakhan says some insulting shit about white people, I think it's funny because I have no respect for him. With that said, 
He's a very good talker. That guy can talk some shit. And I like people that can talk some shit, even if I don't have respect for them. I can be entertained by them. You know, I didn't respect Paul Muni's view of white people, but that motherfucker could write a joke. So, you know, who cares? I don't need... I don't care if Farrakhan likes me. Fuck Farrakhan. Anyway, Farrakhan did an interview. I forget. I don't know if it was on The Breakfast Club or whatever. And he was talking about, like, he he's on board with Trump because of all the shit with the FBI. And, hey, I'll take all comers. I don't fucking care. we got to win this election. I don't give a shit if Farrakhan votes for Trump. Good. You know, I'm not hanging out with Farrakhan. Actually, that would be pretty funny, hanging out with Farrakhan, getting a Farrakhan interview. But that's, that's never happening. Anyway... Um, let's see, what do we got here? Oh, oh, right. Uh, Cooper also said, um, for Keek, ethical monogamy just means he fucked two horses in the same stable and both horses could see him fucking the other horse. Yeah, I imagine. I, I He probably likes that, you know, because stables, they're not very private. You know, those stable stalls, at least at the stables that I see in, uh, Red Dead Redemption and in Fortnite, not in actual real life because I don't live near farms. Although I wish I did because farms are awesome. I'm so pro-farm at this point. <clears throat> that would be the dream. The problem is I have no illusions that I couldn't just buy a farm. I'd have to learn how to fucking do that shit. And the impression that I get is it's not easy. Like you can't, I mean, some things might be easy. Like I, I'm under the impression that chickens are pretty easy. Okay, I, I don't know. That, that's the impression I get. But a lot of this other shit, you got to learn how to grow crops. Like, it's not easy. You can't just do it. You're going to have to fucking learn a lot. You probably have to hire people, frankly. And it's expensive, from my understanding. Like, it's just uh, it's a hell of a thing. But that that's way better. Fuck the cities. The cities are AIDS. Um, the more practical thing is just to, like, move out to a place where there's farms and then see if you can get in cool with the farmer and then offer maybe, you know, obviously money still works, so you could probably uh, do, what do they call that? It's like the arrangement. Actually, they're cracking down hard on that shit. So Amos Miller is this Amish farmer. Uh, there's a name for the oh, yeah, What do they call that? It's a share or some shit. Anyway, it's basically private individuals transact with a farmer. Should be totally legal, totally uncontroversial, and not anything the government does anything about. Well, now they're cracking down. They're cracking down, and they're really fucking with the Amish. They're raiding Amish farms because they don't like the fact that you have a farmer just kind of like selling food to people because they want everything to go through, you know, uh, and get poisoned under the jurisdiction of the FDA and they want all that fucking bullshit to be put in the milk and in the meat and everything. And they want to poison everybody. That's basically the impression I get. So uh, it's not good. It's not good. Anyway. Um, yes, Keek does like to fuck horses. And, uh, you know, there's no private stalls in the barns because you can look over. And I think he likes that. He likes it when the other horses see him. That's what. That's my impression. Trump is a... Oh, I read that. Oh, er, er, wait, hold on. These are the same videos. That's weird. Oh, okay. Okay, now it's time for the... The guy that dresses like a homosexual prostitute from Miami Vice, Kyle Kalinske, he is uh, demonizing more Trump supporters for their different opinions. Kyle does not like the fact that there are people that exist in America that have different political opinions than his. And so uh, he claims that that's dangerous, and he does this dog whistle for either violence or persecution where he goes, what are we going to do with these people? 
And that's sick because uh, that shouldn't be a question that you ask because these people are harmless and people are going to disagree with you no matter what. There's nothing, un- there's nothing that controversial that about that. So here is uh, a woman talking to uh, ABC News. Voted for Joe Biden. I, 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 and I will never believe that. I, I don't believe No matter that. how many lawsuits. So here, so here is a woman who clearly understands that it was impossible for Joe Biden to get 81 million votes. So, and that's the other thing. Kyle doesn't like the fact that there's people who understand things uh, more accurately than he does because he's a retard. I don't believe that that many people voted for Joe Biden. I, 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 and I will never believe that. I, I don't believe No matter that. how many lawsuits or court cases there No were. matter how many lawsuits or court cases. She looks familiar. Oh, no, this is another homosexual. I'm sorry, I'm getting my homosexuals mixed up. This is uh, Mike, the humanist, don't call me Mikey Michael homosexual. So it's an election year, obviously, and unfortunately. He also looks like the jalapeno on a stick, kind of, from that guy, that puppet guy. He's, he's actually not bad. That guy, that show's not bad. I mean, it's not my thing, but it's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. Walter, Walter's kind of funny. Fortunately, and during election years, I like to try to gauge where voters who I generally don't agree with are at, just to kind of get a sense of why they're voting for who they're voting for, and of particular interest to me is Donald Trump supporters, because I am curious where they stand. And I think it's obvious where they stand. I can make a lot of assumptions about where they stand, but I've seen a couple of viral videos of Trump supporters lately that has led me to believe that they are somehow more insulated than ever, more delusional than ever. And I just feel like a lot of these folks, there's no saving them. There's no what saving them from what faggot saving them from what? Who do you think you are bringing them to reality? We have a again. You are in the reality where a man can give birth to a baby (laughs) president, former president now who could very well win and he's threatening to end democracy and they're just and that's totally made up that's totally made up okay with it so rather than trying to show you clip by clip i want to just react to some of these viral videos that i've seen and uh, share my thoughts so the first one is this abc news interview they're going to talk to three trump supporters small sample size right but i think that these anecdotes are important but let's just listen to what they say not only do these voters dismiss Trump's many legal challenges. My opinion is that the justice system is being weaponized against certain individuals. And you know what's amazing about this? Like, that's obvious. Like, this is obvious, right? And, like, People who, uh, what was that guy's name? Rob Henderson. There's this guy, Rob Henderson. I don't know a lot about him, but he posts excerpts from books a lot. And he posted an excerpt a long time ago about propaganda in authoritarian countries, that they deliberately make the propaganda fucking retarded. It's like a power move. It's, they make it ridiculous on purpose because they're going to enforce it with violence. So people are going to go along with it because they don't want to get hurt. That seems to kind of be happening here. Now, we don't have yet the immediate, like in North Korea, like you say something the government doesn't like, you get thrown in a camp and your family gets thrown in a camp. We're not there yet. But where we are is a situation where wrong thinkers could have their bank accounts taken away and their families could have them taken away, like they did with Dr. McCullough. Um, 
censorship is is frequent. Um, you know, there 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 are uh, thousands of Trump supporters in jail right now. Uh, uh, many of them are people that protested in a way the government didn't like, but that were nonviolent. And uh, of course, on the other side, leftist protesters can kill people, and then they don't give a shit. Um, so it seems like similar because like as far as the election fraud that shit is obvious so what they're doing now is they're making examples of people who are simply acknowledging obvious fucking things and they're like look at this bigot look at this guy he thinks that biden d- d- didn't get uh, uh more black votes than than barack obama which is like that's I mean, it's not believable that biden got more black votes than barack obama that's preposterous that makes no sense. That's fucking impossible. But that's one of these obvious bullshit things that you have to accept if you want to be a good person, according to these people. They stand by Trump's false claim that Joe Biden lost the 2020 election, even if it takes a minute. Do you think the election of 2020 was I don't know that it, I, I, I don't think that it was. She looks familiar. She looks very familiar. Oh, she looks like, uh, no offense to her personally, I have no problem with this woman. She looks like, uh, remember uh, uh, Lisa Page? She looks like Lisa Page, that's, that's why. But she's not Lisa Page. She's, she's, I have no problem with this woman. But that's, that's uh, yeah, she looks like Lisa Page. Yeah, I do. I think it was stolen. I, I, I don't believe she's that She's that- AIDS-free Lisa Page. People voted for Joe Biden. I, 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 and I will never believe that. Good for I you. Mean, You're correct. They're just so insular. They can't fathom. Again, faggot, you believe that men can give birth to babies. You have no room to talk. That that many people voted for Biden because they themselves couldn't fathom voting for Biden. Okay, well, I couldn't fathom. Well, that's not the argument. It's that it's not a plausible amount of votes for Biden to get, and it requires you to accept madness like Biden getting more black votes than Barack Obama. That's just not possible voting for Donald Trump or a lot of candidates. That doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't happen. It's just so bizarre that that's the logic that they use. You know, in the absence of evidence, which they have none. Again, total lie. We all saw what happened. There's thousands of affidavits. This is total faggot gaslighting. That the election was stolen. They just resort to, well, I just, I can't believe it because I would never vote for Biden. Again, that's not the argument. Oh, I don't believe that that many people did as well. It's just mind boggling to me. I, I don't believe No matter that. how many lawsuits or court cases there No were. matter how many lawsuits or court cases, when, when something is proven, um, I think you have to investigate the other side of it. I take it you believe the She uses the word proven. I don't think she knows what that means. Election was stolen. Yes, sir. You know, people say, well, there isn't, there isn't enough to overturn this particular election. That, really? You put it all together, I think there might be. Why aren't we looking at it? Because they're covering it up on purpose and then gaslighting you and pretending that nothing happened and then saying, I can't believe that you don't buy what happened. How do you bridge the... Bitch, we did look at it. No, you didn't. What a gaslighting, slimy, disgusting faggot this guy is. Oh, my God. Rarely do... Rarely have I ever come across a person that makes my skin crawl more than David Pakman. This guy makes my skin crawl more than David Pakman. It's one of the reasons I don't cover him that much. I can't stomach him. Rarely do I come across a person like that. I have a strong stomach for this shit. This guy is such a high level of AIDS.
that I barely cover them. I almost want to move on to the next video, but I'm not going to do that. We're going to we're going to fucking deal with the AIDS. We're going to deal with the goddamn AIDS. Okay, she just said, if you were listening, all these court cases. Bitch, I heard what she said. You don't have to reiterate. We're watching yeah. the same fucking video. Because one thing that we have to acknowledge is that facts are not going to be a contributing factor to their opinion. Uh, again, you believe that a man can give birth to a baby. You believe a man can become a woman. What are you talking? You have no room to talk about facts. Right? This was supposed to be the side about facts don't care about your feelings. Well, fact... Bitch. We did look at it. Hey, I didn't rewind that. Just oh, ne okay, now I'm being fucked with by cosmic forces. I did not rewind that. Okay. I, I'm definitely not... I'm watching this once. I'm not watching it twice. I'll tell you that right now. This opinion, based on nothing, and their brains are impenetrable. You can't, you can't get through to them with facts, and that's something that I think... Bullshit. ...is hard to accept, but it's true. Facts don't matter to these people. Bullshit. Divide in this country. You guys have very strong opinions. You have certainly heard people who do not like Donald Trump. I think if we really start to look at how we really have a lot more in common... And no, that's... There's, there's, I don't really think there's a huge divide among the populace. The divide is between... Uh, Trump supporters, people who are disobedient to the media narrative and the government and the whole apparatus, you know, the regime, the FBI, the uh, the media. They pretend that that it's uh, civilian versus civilian. That's not what this is. This is the government versus the people. All really want the same goal. We want safety and security for our country. We want, you know, um, our, our, our children to thrive. We want you know, to be able to pay our bills. I think we have to get control of the media. I think we really have to get- Okay, okay, before we get into the media stuff. So, I'm sorry, I'm not buying it. There's this idea that, oh, okay, well, we can come together if we see our similarities, right? We all have- She's talking about people, dude. You're a commie, you're not a person. She's not talking about you, okay? What, let me, I'll go into detail here. The divide in the country is between normal people and the regime and under the regime umbrella is the institutions the media and the activists and the homosexual activists like this guy all of them you are a regime activist okay so you are versus the people okay that's the divide but the regular people I don't think are at each other's throats. I think they want people to think that, but they're just not. It is the constant demonizing of uh, Trump supporters and conservatives by the media, by motherfuckers like this. This guy is like the homosexual lumberjack version of Cantano Habimana from Rwanda Radio. Um, but that's what it is. Uh, and, and there's really, there's way more people getting along than they want to admit and also um the amount of people that are like this guy is very small the, they're these are a fringe these people are a fringe you know a lot of policy agreements right we want the same thing we want our kids to prosper economically speaking but you don't 
You're lying. I don't believe you when you say that. I don't care what you believe. You're not even part of this discussion. You need to be removed from society. When this regime goes down, I hope you and the rest of your ilk get tribunaled, like they did to the Rwanda radio people, because that's what you would deserve. Because you keep voting for politicians who... They can vote for whoever the fuck they want to, Kami. ...don't support the same thing, right? I mean, leftists such as... Well, that's as your opinion. ...myself have been screaming at the top of our lungs for years now about the benefits of Medicare for All. Yeah, but that's, that's bullshit. That's insane to give the government more power over healthcare. That's a disaster. Right? Uh, it would save us money every single month. Yes, our taxes would Total bullshit. It would cost $30 trillion. It would go up, but we would no longer have to pay what is effectively a private tax to a corporation to get shitty healthcare coverage. Right? Uh, if you end up going to the hospital for some reason and in the ambulance, they take you to a hospital that's out of network, you're going to have to pay out of pocket. Our healthcare system is a mess, and we say Medicare for all. How do you respond? That's socialism. Don't buy the bullshit. So you have a bullshit policy, and then when people don't go along with it, you think they should be killed. Because let's be real about what's going on here. He wants people like this woman to be killed. anymore. You keep voting for politicians who openly say they want to cut Social Security, who are open about wanting to punish poor people for being poor, cut SNAP benefits, who don't want the child tax credit. She never said any of that. She never said any of that. You're just making that up. So I'm sorry, I just, I don't believe you when you say- Well, you're you assigning her a position that she didn't take because you're very dishonest. Support these policies. I don't think you have a core political ideology. Who cares? Who cares what, what you think about her? Who cares? You're, you're not relevant. You're not even part of the discussion here. You're a commie. You're not even a member of society. Just fuck the other people, and so long as I'm doing okay. All commies want to do is destroy human beings. That's why I don't think they're people, because they're destroyers. The commies are destroyers of people. They're destroyers of children. That's why, again, I just don't think they're people. Okay, that's fine. You don't actually believe that the United States is a real community. You don't believe in helping your fellow Americans. She didn't say any of that. Again, you're making that up completely. It's just about the politics of retri retribution and revenge. And to Bullshit. be clear, I think that liberals are also part of the problem because in public opinion polls, they'll say that they support policies like Medicare for all, but then they never vote for the most progressive candidate in primaries. They end up voting for the centrist Democrat like Joe Biden. We had the chance to get Bernie Sanders. Well, maybe if you didn't run freaks, people would be more apt to vote for them. But you usually run low IQ freaks that people that are so bad that people run screaming to the Joe Bidens of the world. And they went with Joe Biden. So everybody needs to stop complaining about the country not changing. People can say whatever they want. Vote for politicians who want to uphold the status quo or in the case of these individuals, make matters worse. But she says we need to get control of the media. What does that even mean? Because I have my issues with mainstream media as well. I think that we need to decommodify media. I think that it's bad for news to be a business, right? I think that you need to remove that profit incentive so that way the actual dissemination of news is goal number one. But in capitalism, it's really hard to do that, right? And that's why you hear these corporate talking points, you know, why they're so pro-corporate. They don't want to offend their advertisers. But she can't articulate th these things. It's just, oh, we have to control the media. Well, what does that mean? Just Get them. To I, I don't know what it means for her. For me, it would mean uh, putting all of you in prison and replacing you with uh, it, just the Internet. The Internet's the media. People on the Internet are the media.
They're all over the place. Uh, some of them are anonymous. Some of them are not. They're on all the different places. They're on Twitter. They're on 4chan. They're on all the different forums. They're everywhere. People are everywhere. It's just one giant glob of people. And things happen. And then they post about it. And then it's figured out whether or not it's true or not. That's it. That's how it's supposed to work. It's a good way to do it. There's nothing wrong with that. Figuring things out is fine. They act like you have to know what it is immediately. No, sometimes things develop and you're going to have to figure it out. But that's the media. That's That should be the media. Not this fucking goddamn AIDS bullshit. To be nice to Trump? Like, I'm just, I'm so frustrated because they good. are Now, see, I'm glad you're frustrated because you're losing. You're not doing well. Thing. They're strong opinions on ideas they pulled out of their assholes and it's just yeah you can't reason with these fucking people uh you 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 should stay away from people kami i've tried to i have them in my family you can't see see look at this he he even has people in his family that he wants to do harm to because they won't agree with his stupid ass opinions reason with them i promise you that to get control of the media if you want to unify people because i think that they have a way of really controlling the narrative Correct. Well, Not Fox News, though, right? About the First Amendment. No, fuck Fox News. Fox News needs to be dismantled as well. And freedom of the press. She said that should stand, but she wants just factual information. Oh, does she now? That's fucking ironic. Yeah, you'd be fucked. You'd be fucked in that circumstance. <laughs> I just because you're a nonstop liar. <laughs> you see what I mean? There's no hope. Uh, yeah, because you're a liar, and a person who wants factual information is your mortal enemy. He's, she is the, people like her are your biggest threat. And that's why you're demonizing her. For these people, I think that they're just too far gone. And that's not to say that every single Trump supporter is too far gone. But in 2024, after four indictments, 91 criminal charges. Again, it's all bullshit. Again, you're just repeating headlines. You're repeating, next you're gonna say, serially, or uh, 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 credibly accused of sexual assault, found liable. He was found liable of sexual assault. An attempted insurrection, two impeachments, fucked up policies for four years, and him saying he wants to be a dictator, but only for- Again, all made up media narratives. A, a day, if you're still supporting him, I think you're too far gone. Oh, you're too far gone if you don't accept me rattling off bullshit media headlines. I'm sorry. I oh, the homosexual thinks you're too far gone if you don't accept his headlines. Oh, you must be really bent out of shape. Because everyone wants to be uh, uh, approved by the homosexual. Oh, I don't have the homosexual's approval. Oh. You are. That doesn't mean that you have to be thrilled about Joe Biden. You can hate Joe Biden. But if you actively support and encourage people to support Donald Trump, I just feel like there's no hope. Good, good. Fuck you, bitch. You don't actually care about anything. Like, you're just, you're basing your politics off of some amorphous idea of what you want America to be. And I don't even know what that is. I don't think you know. Commie free. I want America to be commie free. That is, it's just frustrating. Uh, but there's another video here that I want to get to. So this video here is from Luke Beasley. And I think that this is an older video, but he just posted it on Twitter recently. And this video really triggered me a lot because I- So again, a homosexual being triggered by a person that has a different political opinion. I basically had a version of this conversation last week with one of my family members. Mm. And it's so frustrating. And you're gonna see why it's so frustrating when we watch it. So uh, let's see what she has to say. He said when he was running that he wouldn't 
defund the police and he's, he's talking about biden by the way so obviously a trump supporter but uh cpac shirt so let's 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 hear on that and i think that's a huge reason why we so see so much crime today i think that biden has defunded the police where well i mean he hasn't defunded them but he's defunded a lot of the police notice how like him just so okay uh, this is what they do they take people who might not be able to articulate their point perfectly but the gist of what she's saying is true which is what what is she saying uh, even if she's not getting certain details right, what is she ultimately saying? And is what she's ultimately saying true? Okay, let's uh, walk through this. Democrats were for defunding the police, and through that you've seen throughout the, the country in multiple Democrat-run cities where they're implementing those policies, including things like insane bail reform that allow violent criminals to walk the streets freely. That's her point, okay? So that's correct. That is happening. And now they're going to act like since Joe Biden himself didn't go to each police department, that it's not happening. It's very disingenuous. And that's why this motherfucker is like a predator, because he rolls up to people uh, 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 who are not used to doing political debates to ask them questions. They mistakenly think it's a good faith effort to try to have a conversation when in reality all this is doing is targeting her for Antifa to fuck with her if they so choose and to demonize her and have the you know homosexual uh, um, lumberjack Cantano Habimana uh, incite violence against uh, people in her group because she has the wrong political opinion just asking her a question gets her to back down from her position well he hasn't defunded them but uh, he's defunded some and because that is done on a citywide level, not the national That's level. That's true. That's true. That's true. Again, he's the head of the Democrat Party, uh, technically, uh, and they're doing what they said they were going to do, and he is partly responsible for it, even though he is not directly going into the police stations and doing things. Um, but, I mean, overall, I think that, that this is the scariest times that we have lived in. And he said... Okay. This person's mind would explode if she learned that Biden actually supports increased funding for police. Because guess what? Biden Again, he's a Democrat. You're a Democrat. You're all filthy Democrats. You are responsible for the Democrat policy that you advocated for. You advocated for defund the police. It's, it's killed people. It's maimed people. And you're partly responsible for that. Loves the cops. You wrote the crime bill, baby. He's that author. Uh, it's just, it's frustrating. And I was talking to somebody. I'll, I'll kind of get to my conversation with my family member without naming them in case they see this, because they might. Um, all of a sudden, they have a really strong opinion about Joe Biden. And it's like, good. Do you even know what they've had enough? A member in his family has had enough. Political party he's in, because this person is very apolitical, but all of a sudden they heard something that had them against Biden. And my my question was like well why because i have i have criticisms of joe biden as well there are legit now, again you're a sheepdogger for the democrat party just like sam cedar and the young turks had reasons to oppose joe biden so why do you dislike joe biden and the answer was well it's because obama is controlling him yeah it's very possible that obama is controlling him excuse me okay first of all so you're i don't it's possible that your family member 
does more reading than you do or watching, depending on how you're getting it. Sometimes it's reading, sometimes it's watching. Um, so one of two things is going on here. You're either going, you're either pretending that it's impossible for Obama to be involved, which is a, a, a dishonest tactic, or you just have no fucking idea about what you're talking about, and you're going to shame your family member for knowing more about political shit than you, even though it's supposed to be your job. Um, that's not happening. Second of all, if it were happening, why would that make you so vehemently opposed to Joe Biden? I just because Obama sucks. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, what policy reasons? Is it his foreign policy? Anything that he's done domestically? Because there's a lot to be critical there. But this person was not saying, "Well, listen, I, I support unions and Joe Biden. He broke up the railroad strike. I can't forgive him for that." There's no policy reasons. Everyone is just pulling stuff out of their assholes, and they're having really strong opinions about this made-up thing. And it's so frustrating to me because we have to. He's so frustrated because people have opinions that he doesn't like have informed opinions if we're going to now you can have whatever opinion you want faggot that passionate but these motherfuckers are the most passionate people on the planet and they have real strong opinions about things they don't know shit about it's just shocking now this video you're a naive bitch with no life experience if you find that to be shocking you're an idiot yeah what is a you're a child you're a child you never developed it's really it's uh it's what a freak this guy is a total freak this one went really viral and i actually admittedly have not seen it yet i wanted to react on camera but um so this is a trump supporter here interviewed by michael shore and apparently he's gonna uh based on the title call for so uh, i would not roll up to this dude if i was interviewing people because i'm consistent okay you if you have faith look if you if you have face tattoos and you're listening no problem you know you got a face tattoo it's your decision okay i'm just saying that if we're total strangers, I'm not rolling up to you, okay? And by the way, that's probably good, because why total strangers, why are we re even interacting, okay? And, and I'm not talking about, like, if you see me and, and you recognize me, I've said you free, feel free to, to, to talk to me. That's not the scenario I'm talking about. I'm talking about if we're total strangers. We don't know each other at all. We don't recognize each other at all. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to not roll up to you if you have a face tattoo. So I'm not going to be rolling up to this guy with a face tattoo, but you know they're going to roll up to him, and that's fine. Democrats to be hanged. So let's let's see what he has to say. I mean, really, why would you roll up to this guy? Okay, why would you? Because you're fucking with him. You're fucking with him. You're you're rolling up to this guy. You're trying to shame him for his opinion. I think that might be a big mistake, and he might give you, you know, something that uh, might teach you not to fuck with people. I don't know. But this would be like the last person I would fuck with. Uh, one of the, you know, I don't fuck with people at all. But you're looking like this. Look, look, intense eyes with a face tattoo. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not fucking with this guy. But leftists are insane, and they're gonna roll up to this guy, and then they're gonna be surprised that he says some shit like he's about to say. I'm giving you, you know, 20 seconds to say something to President Biden. If you had him right here and the camera was President Biden, I can't say what I want to say. I'm sorry. Say something that conveys. They would bring public hangings back. Simple as that. I think they should bring public hangings back and hang people like Joe Biden. I really think. You think that a pedophile? You think somebody would be a pedophile? Okay, he's getting into it. I was just going to say. Well, okay, so he's pointing out the fact that Joe Biden is a literal pedophile. He is a literal pedophile. This is not a made up smear. 
okay? It is a, a, a charge or an opinion based on multiple lines of evidence. Not only do you have the public videos of him inappropriately touching children, you have the video of him literally touching the breast of a, what, six-year-old, okay? In addition to that, you have a diary from Ashley Biden talking about how when she was a young teenage girl, I don't know, 13 or so, that they would take inappropriate showers together that scarred her and made her sexually promiscuous as she got older. He is a literal fucking pedophile. So you can cut him off all you want, but he's correct about the fact that Joe Biden's a fucking pedophile. I guarantee you that he thinks that Biden should be publicly executed for like the dumbest reason imaginable or something based on no evidence, but it seems like he's going to... I just cited you actual video evidence and a diary from Ashley Biden. I think that's a solid argument. Call Biden a pedophile. Seen somebody that was a pedophile hanging up in the street, dude? No. I don't think so. I think they should give every American an assault rifle and a, and a, and a handgun inside of their home just in case a home baiter or a child predator so just uh universal uh guns for everyone i mean look i support universal programs as a socialist um the top of my mind is like okay we've got to start with healthcare, care and we've got to go to housing um i just how do you how do you win these people over you can't you can't because you're a fucking liar and on top of the fact that you guys lie all the time you go along with child grooming and child mutilation which puts you i think at the bottom of the barrel as a barrel as far as worst groups of people to ever exist because you even take like i said before like the taliban right like i don't like the taliban at all i'm pretty sure though when it comes to like sexual degeneracy the taliban is better than your side Okay, now the Taliban goes too far in my opinion. I don't like the Taliban. I'm not living near the Taliban. My position is fuck the Taliban. But if I had to choose between between two groups of people, AIDS commies and the Taliban, I would have to pick the Taliban. And I don't want to pick the Taliban because fuck the Taliban. And you can do this with any other group of people. Commies take commies and any group ever... I don't see how I'm picking the commies. Now, maybe you can find a group that's worse than them, and it might exist. Also, you know, I don't know, you want to take this intergalactically? Um, of course, you know, how would you really measure? Because you'd have to go with fiction and, you know, stories throughout fiction and in space, and that's probably now we're starting to get retarded. But, uh, yeah, you're the worst because of what you do to kids. So uh, good luck with that. Good luck. Good luck winning people over. And then they're like, I can't believe people aren't aren't being... Re we can't reason with these people. Yeah, because you're kid fuckers and child mutilators. You can't. And, you know, these are anecdotes, yes. But you've got to admit, this is a sizable portion of the American population who thinks this way, who believes this stuff. Uh, no, if that was true, uh, there'd be a lot of hangings. So you're completely wrong about that. If most people agreed with that guy, you would all be dead. Okay, so yeah, no, we're not remotely near that at this point. I have a member of my family who would also probably say something like this as well. I think Revelations is happening before. Yeah, I, I think Revelations is happening right before our lives. He's referring to the end times passage in the Bible. Um, for those who don't know, Christians have been saying this um, forever. Um, since I was a kid, you know. My yeah, it's kind of like you guys with climate change. Uh, it's kind of like you with climate change. 
I really so again, you have no room to talk. You have no room to talk. How many members were saying, well, this is... And, you know, this is the thing. See, this is why I just think the... I have no... First of all, I... Based on my history, I think I know how to... I know how to live in Christian spaces. I think I know how to interact in Christian spaces for the most part. I'm used to that. It's not... It's fine. But, like, just take what he's talking about. Okay. Have you ever in your life... You, you can take the most rabid end times prophecy guy. Okay? A guy, like a street corner guy, right? Talking about the end times and the horsemen. Has that motherfucker ever told you that you're not allowed to eat meat because of his end times prophecies? Has he ever done... Has there ever been a policy proposal from the Christians that because of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, you can't eat meat? Okay? That because of, uh, because of the dragon returning or whatever else in the book of Revelations, all, all the wild beasts, that because of the dragon, you're, you're going to have to let an adult dress up, uh, an adult man dress up as a woman and read sexually explicit books to kids? Have that, has that ever happened? No. So again, there's just no comparison between the two groups of people. There's no comparison. The, the apocalyptic Christians are a pleasure compared to you. It's not even close. It's not even close. Revelations, we're in the end time. We've been in the end time for a really long time. Um, so how can it be wrong? How can they be wrong if it's just happening in perpetuity, right? I think Revelations is happening right now. I never used to believe in God until I overdosed on heroin, and then I truly believed in God, man. And let me tell you, the world is about to be a sea soon. I think that- it Sounds like a loving God. He's gonna drown everyone, I'm assuming. And it's like, look, I understand that you have like a really huge, scary moment and your life changes and you feel like there was divine intervention. But if that leads you to believe in God, you have to also question like, well, why is so much bad things happening uh, despite the existence of God? Why does he seemingly care more about me than other people who are suffering around the world? Like, well, it would depend on what kind of Christian he is. They have, they have answers for this in their ideology. You don't have to believe them or agree with them but like why like for example if he's a calvinist he believes in predestination some people are destined to be saved and some people are not it just all depends but anyway whatever like people are allowed to have opinions and they don't have to make sense to you just shut the fuck up who cares who cares you know the guy hey look if if i had a i've said this before there's people that have had like that have been like two seconds away from death and they catch a miracle and they live and then they start believing in god yeah i can't blame him for that i can't blame him for that that's like you know you caught a miracle you caught a one in a million shot and uh you start believing in god no problem what's the difference like who that that's it's not a problem if people believe in god these people are so sick they act like it's somehow, you know, they want to ban it. They ultimately want to ban Christianity. And uh, and it's not like they have something to offer that's fantastic. They, again, they have to offer kid fucking and mutilation. You know, I prayed for my, uh, my family and God delivered seemingly, but he's just ignoring the children in Gaza currently who are being indiscriminately bombed. Uh, it just, if you go one step further in your thinking, it kind of all falls apart, but let's, let's continue. The border problem is a serious problem, dude. I think that soon it's going to be the Hunger Games type issue, you know what I mean? But What would you like to see happen down there? I would oh God, like to that. see Trump get into office and eliminate the presidency. Simple as that. There shouldn't even be a president. So Our now he's really had enough. 
I, I, uh, I, I don't want to see that, but uh, I can see why a person would get to that point. Because this has been such a nightmare, your thinking probably is, well, we got to make sure these people don't get into power ever again. I understand the thinking. I at least understand. A corporation, our, our country, my bad, shouldn't be a corporation. Simple as that. And there's a lot of pe evil people ruling this but world. He, he's running for the presidency. Doubt, doubtful he'll eliminate the presidency, right? I hope he does. I hope he does, because our forefathers didn't. They wanted as little government as possible for a reason. Well, that's true. It's because the government's that's bad, man. <laughs> that's true. And, and I, he's pretty much on point. Uh, you know, uh, that, that's, yeah, that's completely true. So the very first day. So once again, we have a guy who is believing things that are pretty much true, but they're against the narrative, so we must demonize him. Trump were to win again, would you, uh, what, what's the first thing you'd like to see him do? I think because of everything that's going on, there's even if Trump wins, things are going to be bad no matter what. There's a certain family and there's a certain higher-ups that control our country. And Which family is that? I, the Rothschilds, the fucking... It, it's the bankers, bro. Here we go. We That's probably we involved go. in yeah. banking whatsoever. Yeah. Got to watch out for the bankers. What we are leaving right now is it's not that vision whatsoever. I'm a constitutionalist. This is a constitutional republic. We're not a democracy. People who think that we're a democracy. Hey, dumb dumb. So he's correct. You're a fucking retard. Wait, let me just let him finish. Democracy are idiots. Okay. You are an idiot. Okay. Oh, what an argument. That's an amazing argument. Uh, incredible. Democ Take that to the Sitch and Adam show. They love making arguments like that. Proceed. They were like, oh, this Ray Epps thing is so stupid. Oh, yes, it, it's retarded. Ah, oh, amazing argumentation. That's amazing argumentation. Is an umbrella term, okay? It's a very broad category. And within that umbrella is constitutional republic. There are various types of democracy. It's like saying, well, we're a presidential system, and anyone from a parliamentary Eat system a dick, that thinks they're a democracy is an idiot. There are different types of democracy, okay? So uh, don't... Be so arrogant about things you know nothing about. Again, total projection. You're the arrogant faggot, not uh, him. Dumb bitch. Mm. I mean, they're completely. F they don't know their history. They don't. They don't read into, and they hide half of it from us. You know what I mean? They, our history books don't teach us what really happened. Who's hiding history right now? Oh my God, this is so frustrating. You see what I mean? Who's hiding history right now? Well, you're tr you're trying to put the 1619 project in all the schools. Fortunately, that's not working. Oh my God! In this country, I mean, come on. What's now. being omitted uh, from history books that you'd like to see Jesus. back in the books? He's gonna say Jesus. Our actual history, <laughs> instead of a corporated. Our actual history. <laughs> what does that even mean? See, it's like, it's just, fucking. So retard. It means that the commie shit would go away, and what actually happened would be taught. Word vomit. It's really difficult. Uh, no, I, I explained it to um to try to find a way to win people back you can't you can't that's the beauty of this you've you've lost you've lost there's no winning them back what we are waiting to see is whether or not you're going to take the l or you're going to try to kill people that's what we're waiting to see we're waiting to see if you're going to take the l and concede when when the inevitable happens or if you're going to try to remain in power and kill as many people as possible that's what we're waiting to find out that is what we're waiting to find out who are operating on a different plane of reality than you 
right? There's not just like the Trump. Yeah, you're on you're on the AIDS plane. Illusional component, but there's also this fundamentalist Christianity that's involved as well, that you know makes them kind of not have much of a regard for country and the world because well, everyone's gonna go to a better place soon. Jesus is gonna come back soon, so if everything goes to shit here, it doesn't matter because it's only a matter of time before he swoops down on the white horse and rescues us and takes us all to heaven. So when you're when you're operating on that plane, it's hard to get them to care about this life, right? It's hard to get them to care about the country and other people, um, assuming they're correct and Jesus is gonna come and like uh, drown us all soon. Maybe until he drowns all of us. What if we had universal health care and free public education? Uh, it just, there's no substance here. There's no concern at, at all for policy. It's just like these weird amorphous grievances swirling around in their head based on things that they've heard, based on memes, based on conspiracy theories, based on anti-Semitism. And they... Yep, that's, that's why they're upset at the grocery store. They hate the Jews. That's why they don't like to pay high gas prices. They're bigots. How try to mold some political views out of that and then how that takes shape is just like grievance, stupidity, politics. And how do you win these people over? I think the answer is you can't. They are too far gone. So what do you do with this knowledge? I've asked this question before and I still don't have an answer for it. How no, you do have an answer. You're just not going to be upfront with it because it's still kind of socially acceptable. Excuse me. It's still unacceptable socially for leftists to verbally say what they want to do to us they can hint at it they can but it's still kind of a taboo for him to say he wants us all killed so he's not going to be able to come out but he's being dishonest when he says i don't know what to do the what they're what they want to do is kill us but you know they can't uh, they can't they can't really say that yet how do you go forward as a country you know when you have a section of the population that there's is always been a section of the population that's disagreed with you that's that's completely normal completely detached from reality um and i don't know i don't think there's a good answer i don't think anyone can really answer that question one of the trump supporters said oh the way we go forward is with policy but these people have proven they actually don't care about policy they don't give a flying fuck about policy okay you can poll americans every single day and they will signal support for the best most progressive policies but when push comes to shove they vote against their own self-interest and i get that that is not for you to determine kami fuck you since they're limited in the united states because we have a two-party system with a first past the post we're gonna take all fucking electoral system that fucks us all but still out of every single politician you can't say that there hasn't been options that have been given to you and every single time they opt for the fuckheads over the ones who are progressive. So, well, progressives are AIDS commies. Who would ever vote for them? You don't support policy. So, if you can't win them with policy, you can't win them over with facts. How do you win them over? Maybe you can't. So, the question is, how do we go forward as a country? And that is the so again that that's the dog whistle to genocide, because it's it, it's a completely uh, false dilemma. The country has always had disagreement. The country has always moved forward with disagreement. So they're pretending the country can't move forward. And so what the, the goal is, is to demonize us for not obeying them. And then we are the people that are holding the country back. So in order to move forward, we have to be eliminated. That is ultimately what's going on here. Million dollar question, because 
I genuinely do not know, and I don't think that anyone is going to know ever. Because you saw, pretty detached from reality, living in their own universe. I mean, goddamn. Yeah, I think he's really the most despicable one out of them all. Even worse. I think he's worse than David Pakman. I mean, think about it. If you, if, if in your daily thanking uh, your lucky stars that you're not David Pakman, and, uh, you know, you say, hey, I thank my lucky stars and I'm not David Pakman, and then magically the lucky stars got activated, and then they produced a, a genie-type figure that came down and said... Well, I have a bit of a dilemma for you. You're going to have to actually choose. I hate to do this to you, but you're going to have to decide whether or not you'd rather be David Pakman or Mikey Michael from The Humanist Report. I think I might have to choose David Pakman. I'm sorry to say. Maybe that's unpopular. You know, I, I just... Because uh, what I'm trying to do, if I was forced to make the decision between choosing the two, I'm trying to go with the least amount of gay sex that I would have to go through. Now, you're still going to be going through a lot of gay sex because both of them are rabid homosexuals. But I think Mikey Michael sucks more cock than David Pakman. So if I'm trying to just go by least amount of cock sucking that I would have to do, I think I'd have to go with David Pakman. It's really, that's a dilemma. What a dilemma. I'm glad that is not a real dilemma. Could you imagine such a situation? Oh, that would be... Uh, that's a goddamn nightmare right there. Holy shit. I think I'd rather just jump off of, of a mountain. I think I would just jump off the mountain. All right, let's see here. Let me uh, read some of these super chats. Taking them through Streamlabs. Link in the description on Rumble and also in the uh, um, chat on uh, YouTube. We're also taking them through Entropy. And we're also taking uh, Rumble Rants on Rumble. Oh, by the way, thank you to... Let's see, one second. Let me find it. One moment. Where is that page? Here it is. Okay. Thank you to uh, Yeeda Jogger for signing up and getting us to 25 out of 50 uh, on Subscribestar. So the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse, which was a membership thing on his YouTube channel which was like 25% or so of our income, got nuked by YouTube. They deleted his entire channel. And uh, so we're trying to rebuild the bathhouse. We are officially halfway there. Thank you very much, everybody who has signed up. So if you want to help us with that, you can go to Subscribestar, subscribestar.com slash hard-bastard, or you can click the red subscribe button on Rumble. And I imagine once uh, BitChute live streaming is up and running and uh, we're, we're set up with PayChute, I think they also have a membership thing there. So we'll probably add that to the mix if people want to <clears throat> use that as well. Okay. Where did we leave off? Let's see. Um, um, YGGS Gallo says, the WWE thought isn't just randomly suing. She was being paid by the company along with many other girls as hush money. When the WWE was purchased by TKO, TKO cut the payments to her. This is likely a play by Ari Emanuel. Oy vey, to force out McMahon. Man, Ari Emanuel? Holy shit, wow. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That's a hell of a thing right there. Silky Johnson says, HB Bobby the Brain did commentate with Gorilla Monsoon. He was the heel. Uh, one of my favorites from the Brain was when... The shocking moment Shawn Michaels kicked and threw Marty Jannetty into the glass and Bobby the Brain was, quote, oh, I knew he was going to do that. I don't know if I remember that. I remember the Rockers. I don't remember when the Rockers feuded. I don't, that's, uh... Because, there, yeah, there's periods where I didn't watch wrestling. 
and so I might have missed that. I'd have to find out when that was. Interesting. <clears throat> Marty, Janetti. Yeah, I don't remember them feuding. That's interesting. Um, Silky Johnson says, HB, all the lunatic nogs that have sharp teeth must be because since they're subhuman, they're devolving into a more feral state, losing chromosomes and transforming into their more natural state of walking on all fours, eating small rodents and trash. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's happening. But there is a similarity. And yeah, the sharp teeth. What the hell's going on with those? My GGS Gallows says, My uncle was a farmer. Before he hit 60, he had to have both hips replaced, and he blew out both rotator cuffs. It's back-breaking work. Yeah, it seems like... Uh, <clears throat> it seems very difficult. Very difficult. Um, there's a guy uh, in Florida that it, he... I don't know if you would technically call him a farmer. I, I think he's kind of like a farmer. It's kind of like he's doing his own thing. Anyway, he's like, I think he's like 65. He's got all sorts of shit. Cancer also. He's just every day out there doing all sorts of shit, like changing. There's like, uh, they were like um, repaving the, the driveway and like putting down gravel. He's out there. He's got all this huge equipment. He's doing, he's just every day just fucking doing all sorts of shit. That, that, that's a tough son of a bitch, that guy. He's like former military. He's just like totally just uh, every day. You know, it, it's hot as hell down there. It doesn't matter. He's just out there. It's uh, that guy's awesome. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Uh, Fragon Bastet says, "Yeah, that guy, Fat Faggot, whatever his name is, has the express pass for the helicopter rides. In fact, I'd land the helicopter, scoop up what's left, and do it again. Now that would be a hell of a thing, right there. Maybe see if I could hit his mother with the mess." Obviously, being satirical. Oh, well, yeah, it's a Minecraft mod that's going to be out in a couple weeks. It's the uh, throw the commies out of a helicopter twice Minecraft mod and play target practice with the remains. And uh, it'll be interesting. I, I, you know, I don't know what to expect out of that mod. You know, some of these mods are quite extraordinary. You know, they have different blocks and mobs and different things. And I don't know how they're going to pull this one off, but it's going to be uh, probably spectacular. Um, Michelle Kincaid says... The nerve it takes to be so exacerbated, uh, exasper exasperated that people still question 2020. They had plenty of time to debunk fraud claims, but they chose not to. Instead, we were censored, which that in itself is a dead giveaway. There was such a, an abundance of fraud uh, that it had to be divided into categories, then subcategories. Michael, Mikey Michael is a psychopath, I really hope. If and when Trump gets in, he investigates the 2020 election. Every part of it from the laws changing to junior mints to the machines, dead voters, all of it. Yeah, I think you have to. You absolutely have to. Uh, and you have to figure out how to make sure it never happens again. And you have to hold people accountable legally. Criminally, you have to hold people criminally accountable from top to bottom. From the people in the higher ups to the Ruby Freemans of the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fragon Bastet says, uh, I would like to ask for a moment of silence for Lobo, my Twitter account. It was nuked permanently for telling some homo he probably had all of the poxes due to his pastime of having raw dog trains ran on him at the local bathhouse. Man, that's, uh, 
That's a hell of a thing. All right, uh, F in the chat for uh, Frag and Bash's based Twitter account. Going out, uh, telling off homosexuals. That's uh, that's a good way to go out. Still, you know, this is Twitter is just no good. Uh, it's better than it was, but it's still no good that people like this with fully legally protected speech get deleted and banned. Unacceptable. That is absolutely unacceptable. And all of the people that have been banned for such reasons need to be brought back. And it's really, it's just, uh, it's no good. It's no good that they still, after all this time, ban people. That is just, uh, it's just not acceptable. All right, let's see here. This was uh, uh, one moment. There was uh, a breaking news. Let me get that real quick. Um, Yita Jogger says, Hey, HB, just checking. Did you get my bathhouse contribution? I did. Thank you very much for joining. I believe you are uh, bathhouse member number 25. Uh, uh, so thank you very much, Yita Jogger. Sincerely appreciate that. Now we have uh, breaking fuckery news from the internet from YGGS Gallos. Is this... Uh, Oh, is this? Oh, this is wild. Yeah, oh, I, you know what? I don't think I covered this. I forgot about this. Um, yeah, Arizona. Oh, my God. How is this possibly going to uh, hold? Well, actually, I mean, it probably will hold. It's See, you, you, you ever catch yourself with... Oh, I clicked the wrong thing. Sorry, Bill the Butcher. Shout out to Bill the Butcher. Um, so... Uh, so... Oh, oh, okay. Hold on. Okay, <laughs> there's dildos too. <laughs> what the? Maybe I should be paying more attention to the Vince McMahon thing. There's dil I know Ricada covered it. I watch Ricada uh, 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 some of the time, but you know, I, there's so much to watch, and it's like legal stuff. And uh, I, I guess I saw he like uh, put out or he covered the McMahon thing, I think in two parts. I guess I should check it out. If there's dildos and shitting on people in three ways, that's... Uh, I don't know, though. It's... Uh, I tell you, there's been some entertaining shit recently. If you've been paying attention to the Comicsgate world, you know, there was this whole thing where it was kind of just, you know, a debate about, like, 3D imaging, and it was, it was interesting, and I'm like an outside observer, and then all of a sudden it veered into, like, sh pissing and pissing on people and incest and it's like fucking very entertaining anyway maybe i'll take a break from that and i'll uh check out this mcmahon thing uh because this sounds also entertaining i don't know it's just uh you know vomit gore and just horrible things it's just uh and it's just funny to watch people because i was familiar i'm not going to get into a whole thing here about it but i was familiar with uh the content, not from the standpoint that I watched it, but I knew this guy Lucifer Valentine. I knew who that was. I knew because I because if you ever go down the icebergs of horror movies, you'll eventually come across before you get into the illegal stuff. And again, the people that do these videos, they don't show anything. I'm not interested in necessarily some of it. I've seen some, but it's not my. It's it's where I, it's. Uh, I'm gonna pass. Okay, I'm passing on the Lucifer Valentine and and passing on the who's the other guy. Uh, uh, who's kind of like tame compared to Lucifer Valentine? Uh, August Underground. I'm passing on the August Underground, um, but uh, but to each his own. You know, maybe everyone's got their own line. But anyway, when you go down these um, rabbit holes, um, before you get to the snuff films, you, you usually end up on a Lucifer Valentine thing. So I I knew what it was, 
And what I found very entertaining was watching commentators figuring out what it was and then reacting to that. It's just fantastic. It's so it's just fantastic. And then realizing that this is some of the most fucked up shit. Maybe it's not actually considering what's on the internet, it's probably not the most fucked up shit, but you're starting to really get in the fucked up territory where like women are vomiting on each other and pissing on each other and doing all this sick shit. And uh, just watching people realize um, <laughs> what some of these people did. Oh, it's highly entertaining. So I think I'm going to shift from the vomit porn and I'm going to shift over to, uh, to uh, the McMahon thing and see what's going on there. But yeah, the Internet's been very entertaining lately on these, uh, you know, different shows and, you know, what I watch, you know, after I stream. And uh, it's been it's been pretty good. It's, I got to say highly, highly entertaining. Highly entertaining. Anyway, let's get into this. Um, <laughs> Deidre says, oh, you're talking about the Saska sisters. Yeah, I didn't even know. And like I said, I'm not really... I I, uh, I wish Eric July the best. I hope he does well. And I like EVS. I think Cyberfrog's awesome. <laughs> I just... You know, you got to understand, this thing was, a, was like an argument between comic book people about art styles. And, you know... When when is it acceptable to use 3D imaging, right? And then all of a sudden, it just took a, took a turn into vomit porn, in in the way that only the internet magically delivers in all its mimetic glory. It is just uh, oh, it's it's phenomenal. It's utterly phenomenal. Very entertaining. But um, but yeah, no, I have to check out uh, this McMahon thing because apparently. Uh, a woman, McMahon shit on a woman. This is so bad. It's the internet. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. The internet does this. The internet is a place of filth and degradation, and it's both horrible but also funny. And I don't know what to tell you. But, you know, it's just like, here's the thing. I have chosen to go the route of the Medicers of the world. Uh, I like Mr. Mediker. Uh, he, he always laughs. And he's just, uh, he never gives a, f I just think that's the way to do it on the internet. So I go that route. So if you present me with a story about Vince McMahon shitting on someone, uh, I'm, I, in a three-way, I'm going to laugh. I'm, I have no choice but to laugh. And same with all this shit with the vomit porn. I'm not watching the vomit porn. Uh, but <laughs> it's fucking, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny in a weird way. It's, uh, it's, uh, what are you going to do? We have this wonderful technology called the internet that has wonderful things on it and then has some of the most fucked up shit you could ever possibly imagine. You got a guy that recorded fucking his mother, this mentally ill guy, you know, this guy, this this lunatic, I don't even remember his name, he wears a too tight of a shirt, he's like retarded, he's kind of retarded, and, and uh, you know, he... He did, he wouldn't take he wouldn't take an L on the internet, and you know that's not a good idea. So then you know you go to war with the internet, and then usually well actually this guy did become a trainee, tits, and then and then he ends up fucking his mother, and it's like how do you and then he recorded it like how do you even deal with something like that? It's so insane. You laugh at it. You gotta laugh. You gotta laugh. Anyway, fuck that guy. That guy's sick. Anyway, back to we were talking about Arizona election law. Okay, so let's get this. We got this breaking news from. Uh, from um, YGGS Gallows about how they're going to cheat in Arizona. This is crazy. And then, then I'll check out this McMahon article. Arizona election law may enable non-citizens to vote in the 2024 election. Holy shit. Not surprising, though. 
Oh, and they're like, hey, that's a conspiracy theory if you say that the Democrats want these illegals to come in for voting. Oh, they love the gaslighting. One of the most important states in the 2024 presidential election has a loophole in its election procedures that could allow non-citizens to cast federal election ballots. Democrat Arizona Secretary of State Adrian Fontes, who belongs in prison, crafted the state's election procedure manual to permit individuals whose citizenship cannot be verified to register as a federal-only voter and cast ballots in an upcoming election. An otherwise eligible registrant, this is quoting the document, who does not submit DPOC and whose U.S. citizenship cannot be verified via AZMVD records or other uh, records in the statewide voter registration databases registered as a federal-only voter. The federal-only voter is eligible to vote solely in races for federal office in Arizona. Hams uh, uh, von Spakowski, a senior legal fellow at the Conservative Heritage Foundation, told the Daily Caller he believes Arizona's two-tiered voter registration system could enable illegal migrants to vote in the upcoming elections. I think it's absolutely a possibility because if you aren't requiring proof of citizenship, you're simply going on people's word that, oh yeah, I'm a U.S. citizen, you're going to get aliens who register and who vote. Uh, The Justice Department, they don't prosecute these cases even though it's a felony under federal law for an alien to register and vote. Aliens have an incentive a voter registration card, which you get when you're registered, that's a gateway for getting other kinds of ID. Unfucking real, but not surprising. He referenced the I-9 form employers are mandated by the federal government to fill out and the fact that it's allowed individuals to use as a voter registration card to establish their identity. Ken Cuccinelli, a former top official at the Department of Homeland Security and national chairman of the Election Transparency Initiative expressed similar concerns. He said, Fontes could have used his election procedures manual to help close the decade-old loophole regarding non-citizens voting in Arizona elections. Instead, he made it worse, allowing non-citizens and individuals who have failed to prove their citizenship to vote in the election in 2024, meaning the same illegal aliens who have flooded across our open border at unprecedented levels in recent years could help decide the winner of the state's Republican primary in March because the manual is exempt from legislative review. We should expect nothing less from the most radical uh, far-left administration in the history of the Arizona state government. The EPM cites the 2013 Supreme Court ruling in Arizona v. Inner Tribal Council of Arizona, a case brought by left-wing organizations challenging Arizona's law, requiring verification of citizenship in order to register to vote. The justices ruled in a 7-2 decision that the National Voter Registration Act preempted Arizona's citizenship verification law, leading to the creation of the state's two-tiered voting system. The National Voter Registration Act requires the states accept and use voter registration forms created by the federal government. The federal form has a question about citizenship, but it only requires that a voter applicant swear under penalty of perjury that he's a citizen. It does not require the person provide any documentary proof. Arizona law does require documentary proof of citizenship to register to vote. The Supreme Court has held for federal races, Arizona is required to accept the federal voter registration form and cannot impose any additional requirements, such as asking for proof of citizenship. Ridiculous. For state local races, however, Arizona still has the power to require proof of citizenship. 
The result is that in Arizona, voters have two options for registering to vote. The first option is to fill out the state voter registration form, provide proof of citizenship, and then be able to cast a vote in federal, state, and local races. Their second option is that they can fill out the federal form, avoid providing proof of citizenship, and then only be able to cast a, vo cast a vote in federal races. The bifurcated system is unique to Arizona. More than 20,000 voters in Arizona have chosen to submit federal-only forms. These 20% or excuse me, 20,000 people have thus avoided the requirement to provide their citizenship, but also give up the chance to vote in the state or local races. It would be interesting to understand why these people have chosen to file federal-only forms, but it does not appear that anyone has ever investigated why. Individuals will be registered as federal-only voters if they submit a federal voter registration form and do not have the documentation required for verifying citizenship. Without verifying citizenship, a person cannot become registered for Arizona state-level elections. If the county recorder conducts a background check and cannot verify the registrant's citizenship, the registrant is entitled to be registered as a federal-only voter based on the registrant's sworn statement on the registration form that the registrant is a U.S. citizen. An otherwise valid voter registration form submitted to the county recorder, but without a company DPOC shall be accepted, entered into the database, and registered for federal elections. Insane. The Arizona DMV records do not show the individual has a non-citizen authorized presence designation, such as an F-type driver's license. The person will be registered if they submit a sworn statement. Um, Democrat Governor Katpiss and Attorney General Chris Mays approved Fontes' new EPM for Arizona's elections in December. The EPM was last updated in 2019 when Hobbs was Secretary of State and contained similar provisions about the federal-only voters. In 2022, in the midterm elections, Governor Katpiss defeated, well, it, she was cheated in uh, over Cary Lake by a margin of 17,000 votes. Fontes became Secretary of State after being cheated in over uh, Mark Fincham. In the 2020 election, Joe Biden was cheated in uh, over Trump by 10,000 uh, votes. Trump is expected to be the Republican nominee and run against Biden in the election. General election polls conducted in December show Trump leading Biden in Arizona. Arizona's illegal immigrant population peaked at an estimated 560,000 in 2008 before dropping by approximately 230,000 due to legislative measures designed to crack down on illegals. The Migration Policy Institute estimated Arizona's undocumented population to be a quarter, 273,000 based on 2019 data. An average of more than 1,300 migrants are crossing the state's border each day as the Biden regime oversees record numbers of illegals entering the U.S. Governor Kapis deployed the state's National Guard to the border in December to assist with stopping human trafficking and fentanyl smuggling after she requested reinforcements from the Biden regime and did not uh, regime did not receive assistance. The federal government temporarily closed the Lukeville, Arizona port of entry in December because the illegal surge... Um, but reopened it in January. Border Patrol apprehended an estimated 18,900 migrants during the week of December 8th. The Border Patrol's Tucson, Arizona section chief said, Border Patrol agents from across the country were brought in to help process migrants virtually crossing Arizona's border due to the migration spike. Encounters at the southern border toppled 2 million over the past two fiscal uh, years. Fucking crazy. Absolutely insane. 
So, yeah, they're probably going to... Not probably. They're definitely going to cheat in Arizona. Holy shit. All right, so now we have Vince McMahon named black sex toys after black WWE wrestlers and white sex toys after Caucasians. Vince McMahon used black and white dildos to sexually assault a former WWE employee and named the sex toys after WWE wrestlers, according to their race, the employee alleged. Janelle Grant, alleged McMahon and another WWE executive, took turns sexually assaulting her at the company's headquarters where she was employed. McMahon was most aggressive when using certain sex toys named after WWE wrestlers and performers. McMahon is alleged to have named the sex toys so the color of the toy matched the race of the wrestler. It was alleged that a black dildo would be named after an African-American wrestler and a white dildo would be named after a Caucasian wrestler. Grant claimed McMahon caused bodily injuries and, and would use his fist as well as other objects. Oof, brutal. Grant's attorneys called this habit another incremental step in desensitizing Miss Grant to his fantasy and eventual demands that she perform sexual acts to him or have sexual contact with others within the WWE. Uh-huh. So was it consensual or was it not consensual? I don't know. The graphic suit from Grant, who worked at the company's legal and talent departments, also includes allegations that McMahon forced her in a sexual relationship in order to get her to keep a job and passed around pornographic pictures and videos of her to other men. McMahon denied the allegations and he stepped down. Grant also names other defendants. Wow. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's a hell of a thing. Dildos, black and white dildos named after wrestlers. That's uh, that's pretty ridiculous. All right, very good. Let's see what do we have here. Trump may be hiding more classified documents. Are you going to indict him again? This is ridiculous. New reports have emerged showing that Jack Smith and his team of prosecutors believe that there could still be more hidden classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. And the reason that they think there could be more documents there is because apparently there was a secret room at Mar-a-Lago and a hidden closet. Oh. They knew about the closet, but they didn't look in there but they didn't know about the secret room mm. hidden in Donald Trump's bedroom mm -hmm. at Mar-a-Lago. They were informed of the existence of the room through witness interviews over the past year. So there is a so room- So they're gonna have to have another raid, of course. Behind Donald Trump's dresser that they didn't know about. Let me read you this. Most of this comes from ABC News as reported by Mediaite. As investigators would later learn, Trump allegedly had the closet's lock changed while his attorney was in Mar-a-Lago's basement searching for classified documents in a storage room that he was told would have all such documents. Trump's alleged efforts to conceal classified documents from both the FBI and his own attorney are a key part of Smith's indictment against Trump in Florida. Agents did not search the closet, though they were reportedly aware of it. Moreover, sources told ABC News that agents missed what officials called a, quote, hidden room on the property. Though agents searched Trump's bedroom, a small door in one of the walls was concealed behind a large dresser and a big TV, sources said. The space behind the wall was the hidden room 
which maintenance workers sporadically entered to access cables running through it, according to the sources. The agents were not aware of the hidden room. So you have a secret devious room that you allowed people to go into to get cable wires? At the time. Sounds so like a crawl space. There's a hidden room in Donald Trump's own bedroom. He's got it hidden by a dresser and a big TV. And we don't know what's in there. And he lets people in it, apparently. Is it simply cable management? I mean, there's a big TV. So maybe it is just a small little bunker where they go in and they run wires and whatnot. I mean, I get it. I have worked in many different TV and radio studios. There's always a cable room. And it's kind of, you want to keep it out of the way. So maybe it's that, right? Maybe it's nothing. Or maybe there's hidden classified documents in there. <laughs> but, but the closet, right? That, that's, that's the kind of weird part yeah. too. Because agents knew about the closet, but they didn't look in the closet. And Donald Trump, at one point, as the report stated, as I just read to you, he sends his lawyer down to the basement. And while the lawyer's in the basement, he has the maintenance people come in real quick and change the lock so the lawyer can't get in there. I, 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 I can't say anything for certain. All of our secret evidence that will stop the orange bad man is in this closet. Oh, we got to get there. This time we got him. Got the secret evidence. But if there are still hidden classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, I'm willing to bet they would be in the room where he sent the lawyer on a fool's errand while he changed the lock. Because that's not normal. That's, that's not a thing that people with nothing to hide would do. But I also, by the way, I got to call out the FBI a little bit on this. When you go in and you do these searches... Okay, you are pretty much, you have your subpoena, you know, your warrant, whatever, uh, it, which is warrant, not subpoena, sorry. So you're allowed to go anywhere that you want, okay? Typically, when things like that happen, they will have a lawyer present for the party. I mean, not necessarily, they don't have to, but Trump's the kind of guy, probably called his lawyers immediately, and they showed up, and they're allowed to kind of assist. The FBI should have asked. Are there any rooms that we may have missed? Are there any rooms that we do not know exist? They had like this blanket thing to go where they needed to go. And they could have asked anyone at Mar-a-Lago. I mean, there are housekeepers, there are maintenance workers, there are other kinds of staffers, there's servers, there's lots of different people who know the ins and outs of those rooms and the buildings. It is on the agents to ask those questions. So a little bit of failure on their part, but also it may be time to go get another warrant and head back to Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> that closet needs to be searched. If yeah, guys, things are going really well for these lawsuits. Or excuse me, not lawsuits, these trials. Things are going great. So we're going to uh, go back and do another raid and file another indictment. The whole property probably needs to be searched again because now... I think your property needs to be searched. Now that this is out there in the ether, Trump knows, everybody knows, whatever he had hidden in that closet, whatever's hidden in that secret room, probably not there anymore. So it's time for a new warrant. It's time for another search. And it's also probably time for another judge to oversee this because Judge Cannon is an absolute train wreck. But either way, the property was not properly searched. Part of it on Trump's part, a little part on the FBI part. But they need to go back down there and find what they missed. 
<clears throat> amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay. Here's some more uh, breaking fuckery news from YGGS Gallos. Also, he asked, uh, do I prefer Subscribestar or Rumble? Either one. Whatever, whatever's easiest for you. E uh, both, uh, both, uh, both sites are pretty, as far as I've seen, pretty much pro-free speech. Uh, at least as good as you can get. You know, the... There was the whole incident with uh, the hyperbolic metaphor a while back, but uh, pretty much good for the most part. But yeah, either one is fine. I appreciate the support. Evidence provided by Michigan's dishonest SOS reveals hundreds of individuals cast more than one vote under the same voter ID in 2020, 2022, and 2023 elections. Why hasn't anyone been prosecuted? Well, because they're covering it up. The FBI is explicitly covering this up. This is out of Michigan. Before you read a single word of this report, it is important that, uh, that to point out that double voting in the state of Michigan is a felony. Only two months before the 2020 election, Michigan's politically motivated, bitch-ass Attorney General Dana Nessel, who belongs in prison, warned voters that they would be prosecuted to the full extent of the law if they cast more than one vote in an election. Michigan's crooked bitch Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson joined the other bitch Nestle warning Michigan voters against committing voter fraud while assuring the public that she has safeguards in place to ensure this doesn't happen. The warning shot fired by the politically motivated eggless whores came on the heels of President Trump suggesting that voters who submit ballots by mail should show up to their polling location to make sure their ballot was tabulated. The funny thing is that there were even... Yeah, didn't they... Weren't they acting like Trump was like calling for domestic terrorism when, when he said, make sure... He said, show up in person and make sure your ballot is tabulated. And they were like, oh, he's inciting violence. <laughs> so ridiculous. The funny thing is that there were very few prosecutions related to voter fraud in the state of Michigan in 2020, including prosecutions related to the statewide investigation into a registration voter fraud scheme by GBI Strategies Empower Michigan that was hidden from the public and the city clerks by Michigan SOS, Eggless Whore, Jocelyn Benson, and the other Eggless Whore, Dana Nessel, the AJ. Why? Were so few people prosecuted because despite the ease with which volunteers with Check My Vote have been able to identify voter fraud by pouring through 8.2 million voter records over 54 million voter history records, Michigan top election officials doesn't have any interest in finding individuals committing voter fraud like those who vote from non-existent addresses or how about individuals who vote two or more times in one election? Is the Michigan SOS testing the waters to see how many new voters can vote more than once without being detected before the 2024 election? Contained in the February 2024 QVF compared to the December 2020 QVS, QVF, there is an increase of almost 15 times more occurrences of this serious issue where individuals voted two times in the same election. The highest occurrence by a significant amount has occurred in our most recent 2023 election. Why the drastic increase in multiple votes cast under the same voter ID in 2023? Was this a test by the SOS's office to see if anyone would catch these duplicate votes? Or are Michigan SOS Jocelyn Benson and Jonathan Brader, her director of the Bureau of Elections, incompetent? 
in one of Michigan's best-kept secrets, Michigan Director of the Bureau of Elections, Johnny Brader, was recently chosen to replace the far-left David Becker as the, as the chair of the Electronic Registration Information Center. After nine states dropped the so-called tool to help election officials maintain accurate voter rolls and detect possible illegal voting. Um, the state of Michigan taxpayers pays Eric to allegedly clean the, the ele- electronic, what is it again? The electronic, that's no, not a guy, Eric's not a guy, Electronic Registration Information Center. So from here on in, Eric, uh, to allegedly uh, clean up the voter rolls, yet we couldn't find any public record of how much the state of Michigan is paying them, which is especially curious considering the chair of Eric is also the director of the MI Bureaus of Elections. Are we the only ones who see a conflict of interest here with the state of Michigan under the direction of SOS Benson entering into a paid contract with an organization headed by the director of the Bureau of Elections. Why is an all-volunteer organization like Check My Vote, the group discovering that the qualified voter files are being manipulated, finding duplicate votes in multiple elections, finding non-existent addresses where individuals are voting, identifying serious issues with overseas voters, and more. What exactly is Eric being paid to do? Check my vote and all. The volunteer organization explains how easy it was for them to find hundreds of voter IDs that were used more than once to vote in the election. CMV investigators only had to enter six lines of code and Within one minute, the computer showed them hundreds of duplicate voters on Michigan's qualified voter files that are created by Secretary of State Benson's Bureau of Elections office. The Gateway Pundit has given screenshots of evidence of voters who voted more than once in the 2022 and 23 elections. The data we are showing was taken directly from the Michigan QVF that was fired uh, on February 1st, 2024. I wouldn't be surprised if they just arrest the investigators here. They're going to arrest the check my vote people and they're going to arrest the people that filed the fire request i I hope i'm wrong about that but that's generally how they do it in these democrat run uh, places where you discover how they cheat in the first example a voter uh, with a, a certain id voted absentee in may 2nd 2023 in sterling heights michigan which is located in macomb county the same voter was again used to cast another vote in person uh on election day CMV is working closely with the Director of Election Integrity uh, for the Michigan GOP, Philip O'Halloran, to locate and expose election fraud and identify ways for volunteers to put processes in place to prevent it from happening again in the 24 election. This example, which was taken directly from the Michigan QVS, shows a voter who had a history of only voting absentee. But in 2022, they voted both absentee and in person. If Michigan's voter ID and signature matching is so effective, how did this voter vote in person for someone else, especially since the voter only has a history of voting absentee? And why didn't Eric, which is chaired by the Michigan director of the Bureau of Elections, Jonathan Brader, who was appointed by Michigan's bitch whore Secretary of State, catch these duplicate voters and turn them over to Michigan's bitch whore AG Dana Nessel for prosecution. Election integrity investigators explain to us how they take the voter ID and combine it with the election date to get a unique number combination. According to a top election integrity official working with CMV, there should never be two or more of the same unique combination. This, according to CMV, is how they find duplicates. They claim it's very easy to find and question why. 
Michigan SOS, Jocelyn Benchen, uh, is in finding these duplicate voters. While it's possible voters are either voting absentee or in person or unaware that someone else is committing voter fraud by using their voter ID, volunteers at CMV are concerned about why none of these people who are casting more than one vote from the same voter ID are being prosecuted. Although Michigan state law requires updated voter rolls to be available to the public within seven days after an election, Michigan SOS Benson will only share the updated rolls on the first of every month, which makes the job of coming through the voter rolls to find voter irregularities or outright fraud very difficult for the volunteers. Will our article end up on the misinformation tab? Of course it will. On the Michigan SOS taxpayer-funded website, where the Michigan SOS Benson calls USPS workers dropping off stocks of stacks of ballots at a drop box in Detroit normal and legal activity? Or will Detroit News reporter Greg Malger work with her press secretary to come up with an excuse that he can publish to reason away this damning report? Oh, they will, 100%. I guarantee you. Michigan, as well as other key swing states across America, America has eight months to fix their dirty voter rolls. Will independent voter integrity groups like CMV, the Michigan GOP election integrity experts under the direction of Phil O'Halloran, be able to identify and correct the voter rolls before voters begin to cast their absentee ballots for the 24 election? Investigators who work on teams at Check My Vote are thoroughly vetted. They have over 100 individuals working with the election integrity group to do the job Eric should be doing in Michigan to protect the integrity of the elections. So, yeah, more evidence, of course, that they cheated. They're claiming there's no evidence at all. That's total bullshit. Um, Good for the volunteers doing this. I hope they keep doing it, but I would not be surprised to see... I mean, they look, they arrested people in Coffee County in Georgia who did something no different than what a, a Mark Elias uh, would do for the Democrats. Uh, they, they were invited to look at the voting machines and uh, the, the, by the officials there. They went and did that, and then they were arrested. It's insane. Totally insane. I'm surprised they haven't arrested the guy that uh, hacked them, had to hack the machine in front of the commie judge with a pen. She didn't like that. <laughs> she didn't like. I, I, I'm surprised she didn't immediately hold him in contempt of court and put him in jail. But you know, there's time. There's still time. These people are that crazy. All right. Thank you, YGGS Gallows. Appreciate that, sir. So, okay, the Taylor Swift narrative, meaning demonizing conservatives who are pointing out the obvious psyop here, is. Almost at not I won't say George Floyd levels because that's that's almost unlike anything ever. The media hysteria surrounding George Floyd only maybe seconded to like COVID, like that's like next level insanity. January sixth, things like that. But I got to tell you, this Taylor Swift narrative, we have. So whether it's the YouTube propagandists like the Faring Cousins, the David Pakmans of the world, or you go the MSNBC, CNN multiple, multiple segments and videos about this, all freaking out that conservatives are pointing out that there could be a psyop going on with Taylor Swift. So Taylor Swift has broken their brains. I think this is Sam Cedar, actually. Hey, uh, oh, no, I, it's Pacman. Oh, Pacman has done six videos on this. Six videos. This is one of them. I'll be back At in a minute. The degree to which Taylor Swift has invaded the political landscape 
But Republican brains have been broken by Taylor Swift. No, it's not that they don't like the chord progression on Cruel Summer. It's that they believe she is a psyop that is going to explode on the day of the Super Bowl, endorse Biden and push him to victory in November. And they believe it's all been planned for a very long time. Check out the time and the thought and the resources that they are de uh, devoting to this. Here's Benny Johnson pulling out the psyop term. It's stunning stuff, stunning stuff. And the way you would do that is by taking the most brain dead, low information voters. Of course, I'm talking about Swifties. Hard to believe. Taylor Swift fans sort of worship this artist kind of like at random, right? Like just out of the blue, suddenly Taylor Swift's the most famous person on earth. <laughs> now she's at every NFL game, right? Her her uh, tour, globally popular tour has nothing to do with that. It's just a psyop with her boyfriend who's backed by Bud Light and Pfizer. Travis Kelsey is this guy who also kind of out of the blue became this big time celebrity, really rich, really powerful. Why? He's a tight end. He's like a glorified lineman. That doesn't make any sense. Tight ends aren't famous people in football. What? Are you How dare a tight end think that they can get attention? What are you talking about what world are we living in? Sure seems planned, right? Sure seems like something that is like concocted in order to accelerate the fame of these two people, get them to the Super Bowl, the largest screens on earth, get maybe a get maybe like a proposal after the game. This is my this is what I think is going to happen. There's going to be like some type of proposal at the after the Super Bowl. Yeah, is rigged for the chief. Let's get vaccines together. And then the two of these people become it's like reach like crazy levels of absolute fame. And then they take all that fame that has been given to them by the rotted corporate press, media, entertainment industry that <clears throat> explicitly backs Democrats. And then they use. So while he talks, I'm going to check David's account. I'm pretty sure it's six videos Who's that. Let me in count order to them. try and save Joe Biden. Right. They take all that and then they pour it in. And you listen to the to the ups and downs of this conspiracy theory. We'll see in October the release of like a well, what will look like a hostage video or a visiting angels ad. Right. Visiting angels. And I'll have Joe Biden sitting there all like twisted up like, a you know, in a wheelchair, like an eggplant. Anyway, glazed over. I think you guys won. Get it. It's the psyop to elect Joe Biden. Here's Greg Kelly on Newsmax, and he is using religious Two. overtones to criticize. It's like, what are you even criticizing? Three. He's bringing up the the idea of idolatry. It's idolatry. Oh, the whole world Four. is talking about Taylor Swift. Five. Six. Uh, I Taylor Swift. I like the song called Style. I like Seven, the song where eight, she's complaining about her boyfriend nine, who lied to her. I like right. the song where she complains about the boyfriend who dumped her. I like the song about the girlfriend who let her down on the big night. She was expecting all the support at the party. I kind of have a problem, though, with the hardcore Taylor Swift fans. Okay. They are totally over the top worshiping this woman. Have you seen any of the pictures? So I've if you don't want to count the uncut live streams, then it's six. If you want to count those, it's nine total. Tell me it's a psyop without telling me it's a psyop. Nine fucking videos, David? Come on, man. 
of her in concert. I wouldn't go myself. I don't do that kind of thing anymore. But I think what they call it is uh, they're elevating her to an idol, mm. idolatry. This is a little bit what idolatry, I think, looks like, and right. you're not supposed to do that. In fact, if you look it up in the Bible, it's a sin. Look it up in the Bible. That's the number one place to figure out what's up with uh, Travis Kelsey. OAN host Allison Steinberg, who previously targeted me for sweater vests I don't own, says it makes <clears throat> sense for- That was pretty good. I remember that. I liked what she said about David. I think she called him a pedophile. That was fantastic. Quite the acid tongue on that girl. I like that. Joe Biden to organize this. It's a deep state psyop. America's pop star celebrity sweetheart joins forces with a top dog in the NFL, playing for the team that's going to the Super Bowl. I mean, let's be real here. This is bread and circuses on steroids. Major League Sports in and of itself is nothing but a psyop. Get kids plugged into the cycle of going to public indoctrination camps, playing sports for their school, and going to games. Many end up devoting their entire childhood to competing in various sports, only to be cut from the team, at which point they become brainwashed into supporting professional teams because they know their dreams of becoming a pro athlete will probably never happen. <laughs> so then they become obsessed with some grown man who gets paid millions of dollars every year to throw a ball around while promoting poison death shots and child slave labor through various brand deals and endorsements. So sad. Imagine being so brainwashed by sports, you actually show up to your team stadium to shovel snow for free so you can watch a bunch of grown men who are overpaid tackle each other. <laughs> Seriously though, trudging through three feet of snow amid a massive blizzard just to watch a game? Yeah, sorry, you couldn't pay me to do that. I agree, that's a little crazy. Just imagine for eh, a moment if people were as depends. dedicated to Jesus as they are professional sports. Well, let's relax. By the way, okay. Jesus, Steinberg is a Jewish last name. What is she talking, she's wearing a cross too. Who knows well, what's going on? She might the be. might look pretty different if that were the case. But sadly, well, as we know. She might be a convert like uh, Brother Nathaniel. <laughs> the, guy, the guy's hilarious. <laughs> it's not. And perhaps that's why we're oh, witnessing man. the crumbling and degradation of our once great nation. Right. Instead, all we seem to care about are the celebrities and athletes propped up by the Hollywood elites. So listen, there's an angle, there's an element of this about celebrity worship that actually does make sense. But again, the idea that the uh, Taylor Swift uh, entire thing is organized by Joe Biden, it's just nonsense. But you need to understand they are really That's a straw man. scared. They are genuinely scared because Taylor Swift is registering voters in incredible and stunning numbers. Here's Brian Kilmeade on Fox News. He's straight up saying it. This entire Taylor Swift involvement in voter registration it could swing the election, and he's not wrong. Mathematically, it could. Claiming that this year's Super Bowl is going to be rigged in favor of the Chiefs. He says that's because it's going to set the stage for Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey to endorse President Biden on stage. Hmm. Do you think she's going to endorse Biden at the Super Bowl, Brian? Okay, number one, if there's going to be a fix of the Super Bowl, it'll be the biggest scandal in the history of the world. Yeah. What are you talking about, the biggest scandal? They fixed games before. Game sports, I don't think all sports are rigged. I don't think every sports game was rigged, but some have been rigged. Uh, you go to the Black Sox scandal in the early 1900s. You, go, you can go to the Western Conference Finals of 2002, and uh, there's... I think plenty other of examples that people can come up with. Now, some of them might be sour grapes. Um, so, you know, 
really depends on, on, on which ones you're talking about, but it has absolutely happened before. A lot of the games that uh, Tim Donahue rigged, uh, that was more for gambling reasons, not political reasons, and that, those were a lot of different games, regular season games, you know, whatever, playoff games. Yes. Uh, it's the biggest game the whole world watches now. Nobody told the 49ers because I'm pretty sure they play tackle football pretty well too. So it's a crazy yeah. statement. But about the Taylor Swift situation, it's written up today. I'm not sure if it's the New York Times or Washington Post. They seem to be the same paper. Mm. But they talk about how the Biden administration wants to do this this unbelievable fundraiser with Bill Clinton and Barack Obama. Who would have thought of using Democratic presidents? And then and number two, one has a little Epstein problem. I'm not sure he should be bringing money in for anybody. But then the other story yeah. is how Taylor Swift, their special strategy is to get young people to vote, is to have the, her support him. Now, he, she evidently tweeted out support for him, and I saw the full screen this morning. I don't remember that. 2018, mm. she went for the candidate, uh, Phil Bredson, against Marsha Blackburn. Uh, Marsha Blackburn yeah. felt that. She does have power. But it would be the single dumbest thing a mega superstar could ever do. Why would you tell half the country that you don't agree with them in this highly polarized time? Taylor Swift has weighed in on that. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. And good for her. I don't care about the music, but she has said, I don't care who I lose or not. Don't come to my concerts. What do I care? She's already extremely wealthy. She's just going to say what she believes when it comes to politics. Last thing on this uh, here is actually, you know what? Let's skip. I was going to play a clip of Jack Posaviak. The conspiracy well, she says what she's assigned to believe. There is. Let's not even do it because it's just so dumb. I'm not even going to. Oh, time. there we go. Yes, that's how you debunk an argument. Just label it dumb, just like Sitchin Adam. Oh, man. David Pakman and Sitchin Adam becoming the same more and more every day. That's amazing. Good work, guys. Um, MAGA melts down as Trump border policy gets exposed. Now the uh, All right, hang homosexual with me for this next from story, Miami Vice. This one's a roller coaster. So here we have um, House Democrat Robert Garcia. He's a representative from California. And um, he's going to do this whole big show at a committee hearing talking about Trump's border policy. Okay? So what he's doing here is he's taking various comments Trump has made throughout the years about the border, putting them together, and laying out what Trump's basically platonic ideal of a border would be. So let me play it for you, and then I got to give you the piece where right-wingers chime in and the reality of the situation. So first, let's start. Here is what Congressman Garcia says Trump's border policy is. Let's go. I want to remind the public that Donald Trump and House Republicans also have their own ideas for the border. So let's review the majority's border ideas that they've actually presented. Here they are. Donald Trump actually has said that he wants to build alligator moats along the border. That's one of his incredible ideas. Another idea that Donald Trump has promoted is he actually wants to electrify the border fence and maybe even put some spikes on the border. That's another Donald Trump Sounds and great. majority border idea. Excellent. Another idea, which I'm not sure how, how well it would go, is he wants to actually bomb northern Mexico with missiles. That's another Trump idea. And finally, I think one of the ones that I think um, is the most grotesque is suggestions that instead we should maybe just shoot migrants in the legs as they cross the border. So once again, the Donald Trump and MAGA plan is alligator boats, bombing northern Mexico, shooting migrants in the legs, and electrifying the fence and putting spikes on them. That is the Donald Trump border plan. Now, by the way, I should point out, the bombing Mexico point is, like, officially part of his immigration plan. His border Bullshit. Plan. 
again, like just that. total made up blue and non bullshit. And then they get mad that people don't go along with it. What a retard. You know, it's like written down as part of it. Unbelievable. The other things were things Trump has said at one time or another. Um, of course, the shooting in the legs, that was a very famous story where he was saying to some of his advisors, top administration officials, like, why can't we just shoot them in the leg? I don't understand why we can't just shoot them in the legs. So, look, it, bottom line is, homie didn't make this up. This is all, like, directly from... Yeah, this from is all completely real. ...the source. Now, mm -hmm. some of it is... Directly from the source. ...officially in the plan. Mm. Other parts are just things he colloquially said, but this is effectively the platonic ideal of the perfect border, according to Donald Trump. So, in comes the right wing to react to this. This guy, Greg Price, uh, he's a, a, you know, very prominent right-wing Twitter account. He said, he's quoting uh, Robert Garcia. So he says... Representative Robert Garcia, Democrat of California, quote, the Donald Trump and MAGA plan for the border, alligator moats bombing northern Mexico, shooting migrants in the legs, and electrifying the fence and putting spikes on them. Okay. So now, he tweets this. What he's doing here is trying to point out, ha ha he he, look at how stupid the Democrats are. Look at how ridiculous and melodramatic and over the top and how big of smear merchants they are. Like, look at this. Look at this little snowflake melting down and, you know, laying something out about Trump, which isn't even accurate. That's the sense I get. It's like, look at how... Well, it's not accurate. And now people on the Internet are going to have fun with this because this is meme-tastic. This is meme-tastic. And, uh, I mean, some of this you definitely should do. Like the alligators and the spikes, I'm all for that, you know. I would only argue you should shoot people unless, if it's absolutely necessary, um, you know. But they'll figure it out. I'm not really, you know, whatever. But the alligators and spikes, that's a fantastic idea. Petty and vindictive these Democrats are. Can you believe that he said this is Trump's border plan? So that's what, that's my interpretation of what he's saying there. Now you could tell me if you disagree, but that's the way I look at this. Now he's going to take all the memeing deadly seriously. And he's going to go, look at these guys. They're so terrible. I can't believe they said this. He clipped it out. The only reason he quoted it and posted it is to be like, ha ha, let's all make fun of the Democrats. But then that backfires a little bit. So scroll down and read through uh, some of the reactions. So here we have Carl Benjamin, a.k.a. Sargon of Akkad. He says, based. <laughs> Another Twitter user here says, is he saying that like it's a bad thing? Um, he forgot sharks with laser beams. Oh, yeah. When did Gotta South Park those. start writing scripts for Congress? This guy says, I'm already supporting Trump. He didn't have to convince me. <laughs> Another one. This man is on the verge of tears using memes posted on the Internet to defend his position of an open border. Democrat congressmen like Robert Garcia aren't serious people. That's true. Here, now, see, here's somebody else with the opposite reaction. What in the world? Democrats just make up lies and spread them in hopes voters... We'll vote for Biden instead of Trump. Trump cares about shutting down our border, unlike Joe Biden. Follow if you agree. So wait, which is it? Is this guy being hyperbolic and making stuff up about Trump, or... He's being hyperbolic, and now everyone's making fun of you. And you're taking it serious. And it's glorious. I love it. Are the people who are... Will you ever learn how to meme and take a joke, Kyle? Never. I don't think you ever will. Because you're not capable of it. It's like this thing. It's like the, the people that don't have an internal dialogue... I didn't even know this, but there's some people, they don't have an internal dialogue. 
<clears throat> I, I don't, I, it just, that's unfathomable to me. If I didn't have an internal dialogue, I probably would have killed myself many years ago. In the J, I would not have survived the JWs without an internal dialogue. I would have killed myself. I'm serious. You know how many times I'd have to go on walks to straighten myself out to, 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 to be like, all right, this shit is, we're going to figure out a way out of this. And, uh, you know, get yourself out of a, an emotional state and, and you know, just kind of like, figure, you got to just figure it out. You got to figure out how the fuck you're going to deal with whatever bullshit comes your way. And um, you, know, you go on walks and you're talking yourself in your head, not out loud, you know, like a homeless person, usually. Although there have been a couple of times where that has happened. I remember one time, <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. So I was like 17 and I was like really high. I was really high, okay? And I was walking down the street and I was so high. This was like this is ridiculous. So sometimes uh, when you're really high, you get these like weed ideas that are so stupid and ridiculous, but when you're thinking them, you're like, "Oh, yeah." So anyway, they're not as crazy as LSD ideas because those are incoherent. Anyway, it's like an idiot. So I'm walking past the ATM, and and I'm again I feel I'm feel like a million bucks, right? And I see a lady at the ATM, and for some reason, I got enamored with when I punch in the ATM code and get money out of the ATM. You know how fucking retarded this is. But this is you know this is this is a young man on weed, high as a kite, who's like thinking about man. I go to that ATM and out loud, right as I'm walking down the street, I really wish I could have seen myself because I was like a crazy homeless person. I uttered out loud, I attack that shit. And I was referring to the ATM machine. Now that makes no sense. It's completely insane. But again, I was really high. And I realized that I had said that out loud in front of the lady who gives me a look like, because, you know, obviously, if it's at night and there's a fucking dude walking down the street talking to himself saying that i could see how that'd be a little bit concerning okay and then i admit now fortunately you know weed isn't like pcp so i had suddenly had a glimpse of uh self uh reflection and and uh and whatever and, and then i just shut the fuck up and kept walking and then i said to myself oh my god i can't believe i said that out loud and then i started laughing because it was kind of funny anyway i don't know how how did i get on this Oh, oh, the point is, I think the point is, Kyle, you got to learn how to take a joke. You got to be able to laugh at yourself. Oh, no, I know how I got on this because the whole thing of the people don't have an internal dialogue. You know, sometimes, I guess the lesson there is sometimes the internal dialogue gets out and you start talking to yourself out loud. Don't do that. Try not to do that because homeless people do that. Anyway, Kyle, I don't know if Kyle has an internal dialogue. I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. But much like the internal dialogue not being inside NPCs, the other uh, feature of an NPC, particularly of the leftist kind, is they can't take a joke and they can't meme. They don't know how to joke. They don't know how to meme. They don't know how to take a joke. And it doesn't seem like there's going to be any change in that. It just looks like that's going to be a thing that keeps happening. And so now, as people are having... What, what is this post? This is people having a laugh on the internet. Some people are serious. Like, I am serious about the alligators. We need to have a secure border that's not controversial. I know it is controversial, but it shouldn't be controversial. And if you need to put 
alligators in the moat or chainsaw balls or whatever they, they called them saw balls or whatever the fuck they're like oh a pregnant woman a pregnant woman got cut up well, well don't don't go near that it's like like if you if you got cut on uh, if i had a barbed wire around my property and you got caught up in it because you were trying to break in what the hell is that my that's not my problem it's your problem don't break into my property i'm glad you got cut in the barbed wire you're trying to cause harm to me and you got fucked up that's what you get Okay, so now I don't want the kids to drown. I wish those kids didn't drown because those kids, they had no shot. They they got animal parents that fucking uh, uh, don't care about them and they throw them into a river. That's sad. I'm sorry that your parents were retards. Okay, like you know how fucked up that is. You're a kid. You got no shot. Your parents are retards. Your parents are willing to risk your life. Okay, you have no say in the matter and you drown. That's a rough life right there. That's fucking rough. Okay? Now, you still, you can't break into the country. And you're like, oh, how many kids have to drown? Well, all of them have to drown because this is a tactic that you're using. And I reject it outright. Don't throw kids into the river. Don't force them through bar. Like the idea that like, remember the, the mother that was forcing the child through the barbed wire? And people were like blaming white people and Trump supporters? Uh, excuse me. How about the stupid bitch pushing her child through barbed wire. How about this? How about don't push your child through barbed wire? How about stop it? Ridiculous. Stop doing this shit. You can't break into people's shit. You can't break into their countries. You can't break into their houses. If we cannot agree to these rules, then we do not have a society. We don't have a country, okay? And look, yeah, it's harsh because, you know, I understand why some of these people want to come in the country, but this is just like I understand... Like if you get caught shoplifting and you're and you're actually like uh, down on your luck, yeah, you know. But you still have to. You, you still can't steal. Okay. So this whole thing, we're like, oh, you should let poor people steal, and you should let illegals come into the country illegally. Fuck you. No way. Okay. This is crazy. And you know what's beautiful about this? More and more people are coming around to our side. I never thought you you see in some of these uh, meetings in Chicago. In these black neighborhoods, these like city council meetings, you'd think you're at an American Renaissance convention. You know, these these uh, black residents getting up there talking about border security and deporting illegals. <laughs> this is phenomenal. So I don't know. I don't want to get all like hyperbolic and, you know, all oh, you know, we're on the verge of some sort of populist revolution. I don't think that's the case. But something is happening like the public opinion on immigration is shifting we are in the midst of a shift there and uh, so much so that like some of these commie mayors have to pretend that they're and that, and that's why this whole border deal is bullshit and they should not take it because it's just it's just the, joe biden's never going to shut down the border and the whole thing with, oh, we'll shut down the border. Yeah, after after you get 5,000 a day. Yeah, that's not acceptable, taking 5,000 illegals in a day. No way. But anyway, so um, ultimately, he's got to learn how to take a joke. He can't take a joke. The left can't meme. We're saying, that's based. I agree with that. Or are they right? This person says, in case you need more reasons to vote for Trump, yeah. here they are. This one says, I'm so here for the alligator mode. This one says, sounds good. When can we get it? Where's the negative part? All solid ideas. So you'll notice they can't even get their narrative straight. 
No, 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 it's not. What do you mean? See, look, look how you're thinking. Look at how you're thinking. What, a, what a, 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 a very revelatory. Uh, was that the right word? You exposed your ass. We'll go with that. Kyle exposes his ass here uh, because what kind of a lunatic thinks this way that a, a, a bunch of people on the internet are all going to talk in a narrative? See, he only cares about the narrative because he's a propagandist. No one in a thread like this is getting their narrative straight. They're shitposting. See, that shows right there. Kyle thinks like a propagandist. Because Kyle is confused why they don't have their narrative straight. Because retard, they're not doing a narrative. They're just shitposting and they're posting what they think on the internet. Unlike you. Because you just post a narrative. Because you're a shill for the Democrat Party. Which is it? Is it, look at this lying Democrat who's smearing our Donald Trump because with stuff that's untrue? Or is it, yeah, he's quoting what Trump wants to do, and that's based, and I agree with it. It's both. It's both because people have a different view of it. Some people want all of the things. I only want two, the alligators and, and the spikes. And uh, like I said, you know, the thing with, with you, you can't, you know, you start shooting people, you, you run the risk of losing the optics war. And I think if so, for like it, it all depends, right? Like if you have a boat, a boat full of like machete wheeling North Africans, and you give them a ton of warnings, and and they they keep coming, well, you're going to have to do something to 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 as a deterrence. So in that instance, if you shoot a, I would like sh shoot a couple again, giving fair warning, shoot a couple. If that doesn't deter them, then you got a big problem, and then you're just gonna it's going to be ugly. And what are you going to do? Usually, though, you shoot a couple. Uh, again, I'm talking about machete-wielding North Africans. The rest of them are going to run away, you would think. I don't know. It depends how crazy they are. Uh, in instances like this, I think you just need to have a strong, secure... We don't even have a strong, secure border. You put up... Oh, by the way, Abbott's putting a fence up, apparently. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, this whole thing, Abbott, I, I think it's correct. People are like, why now? Why are you doing it now? I think they're making the political calculation that it does look like there's a solid chance Trump comes back. And now they're they're going in the other direction. It seems like the return of Trump is lighting a fire under people's asses. That's good. That's very good. It reminds me of the January 6th thing, right? We're in the wake of January 6th. Half the time the argument was, Look, these are just heroes and patriots, and they're trying to take our country back, and they mean well, and they're trying to right a wrong. That was the argument half the time. The other half of the time, it was, this is Antifa, and what they're doing is well, horrible. No. Again, you're being a retard. Different people have different arguments. It's, it's both of those things. There were Antifa people. There were BLM people pretending to be Trump supporters. John Sullivan, a prime example. And then there were people that were there uh, for righteous reasons. I mean, it's both. It's making the right look bad. Well, which is it? Is it Antifa? It doesn't have. You're just you're providing a false choice here. Or is it Patriots and it's? It doesn't have to be which one narrative. It? See, they don't need logic. They don't need consistency. They don't need a story that doesn't contradict itself. They just throw everything against. You're pretending to not understand that different people are going to have different opinions about a news story. The wall and hope it sticks. These aren't people. They they don't reason like people. They don't think like people. All they're interested in is destroying people. So look, what's the reality about what this Democrat is saying here? Only one of the things he pointed out is official policy. 
That's Trump wants to start a war. That's not official policy. Bombing Mexico. You're crazy. Mexico. That part, he's very open about. The rest of it is like offhanded comments he made in debates and in interviews or whatever. Like, what we should have is an alligator moat. Is that actually something that he tried to do? No. But, like, either way, it is, it's accurate, it's fair, because Trump has said these things, and so he's just saying what Trump has said. And plenty of people say, hey, that's, that's based. These things are all based. We love these things. Now I support Trump even more. So they are a parody of themselves. Now, let's get to the actual, Trump's actual immigration plan, which was released recently, and we covered this in a separate show. Um, but here's what's actually in it. He wants to ramp up ideological screening for people who come to the country. Yeah, you got to kick out the commies. So in other words, he wants to kick out yeah. communists. Of course. Marxists. You have to kick out the commies that are already here. That's a whole nother job. Socialists. Yes. They want to do in a, like a literal screening test to determine, are you right wing enough to get in the country? If you're sufficiently right wing. No, you don't have to be right wing. You just have to not be a commie. That's all. That's all. We'll let you in. I'm not kidding. This is what he's. This is actually his plan. You want to talk about thought crimes? These are thought crimes. He's trying to. No, this is being a sane nation that understands the natures, uh, the nature of commies, and tries to keep them out of the country, Set just up. like you would try to keep uh, uh, your body cancer-free. Here, um, he wants to send the Coast Guard and the Navy to form a blockade. He wants to expand. The Muslim ban. So the blockade would be to stop drug smuggling boats. So apparently Kyle wants drug smuggling boats. He wants to designate drug cartels as unlawful enemy combatants and do a war with Mexico. So he he he, he wants the cartels to be handled with kids' gloves, apparently. He wants to end birthright citizenship, which is deeply unconstitutional, of course. Well, we'll see. We'll see about that, Kyle. He wants to extend uh, Texas's floating barriers which are like buoys with razor wire yeah. on them can we get the saws on those barriers to like um can we can we uh can we get them to spin is that possible is that going to be too much money to get them to spin you know like a table saw that really would be something that would be a hell of a thing right there it would remind me of that mission that i just did in gta 5 where you're in the you're rescuing michael from the meat factory and you shoot people and they fall into the thing ah, man, I man I was I was it was it was okay it wasn't that great it was it was too short it was too short they could have done a lot more which has led to some deaths by the way it was all right then he, they would say he wants to quickly deport migrant gang members by the way just trust them that whoever so they so so he doesn't want migrant gang members to be deported quickly we got to keep the migrant gang members around according to Kyle you get and they say he's a gang member. Again, these are not people. Who would want migrant gang members around? What kind of a person would want an MS-13 person around? Do you see what I'm saying? These people rape. They, they murder people. He wants them around. I mean, these are sick people. Not people. He's a gang member. They just want you to trust them. And then he also wants to complete his border wall. Good. So this is what's actually in the plan. Now, by the way, and what's beautiful about this is as the Democrats make this stupid miscalculation to, well, maybe it's not a stupid, I don't know. It is stupid, but there might be a bigger plan. It's interesting. It's, I don't think it's, it's, it's interesting. It could be either. But anyway, this miscalculation to throw the migrants into these Democrat run cities, pissing off their own voters, thus building the consensus 
for based border policy, even among people who aren't typically based. Oh, that could be fantastic. That could be fantastic. Way. One of the things that these guys will never admit to, the Greg Prices of the world, uh, all these weirdos and freaks who are replying to him, what they'll never acknowledge is the fact of the matter that Joe Biden already agrees with them. No. <laughs> Joe Biden agrees with them. That's ridiculous. That's utterly ridiculous. That's the guy holding open the border agrees with them? You're such a liar. Why he kept in place remain in Mexico for a very long time. Oh, and bullshit. Is over, but bullshit. And finally got taken away, but it was in place for a long time. Why? Because he wanted it in place. Bullshit. He, it. he kept in place Title 42, the pandemic era rule that flouted all due process and kicked out any immigrants, no questions asked. Bullshit. They kept that in place for a very long time. You know, he's he deported more people than Trump did. Total covered lie. the numbers on the show the other Absolute day responding lie. to a segment of John Daly saying, you know, Biden wants an open border. We went policy for policy through. He's deported more people than Donald Trump. Now, by the way, this is something the left criticizes Biden for. But it's crazy well, that we the live left in this, is crazy. this world where the left at least could accurately describe what Biden's position is. The right will attack Biden. Uh, incorrect. They have no idea what his position is. Bullshit. They have no idea. Biden is trying to get a piece of legislation through right now that allows him to totally shut down the border at any moment's notice. And by the way... After 5,000 illegals a day... It makes it so that once you get over a certain number of people coming across the border, there's literally no more due process. They shut down the whole idea of due process, which, yeah, by the way... 5,000. That's unacceptable. Hey, if people care about the Constitution, if people care about human rights, if people care about due process at all, they should say that's not shouldn't even be in the realm of discussion. Send more judges. Send more people to process the case. Uh, no. So what he means is send more judges to let more people into the country. Fuck you, bitch. But don't say nobody, you know, we won't even hear you out. That's no, you're making it where we are forced to not hear people out because we have to shut this bitch down. That's your fault. It's not our fault. Insane. Whatever harsh shit our side has to do to fix this is on you. Any other country do that, we wouldn't accept it, but we, we're going to do it. And so they, they don't even realize that Biden is very conservative on the border. They don't even realize that. Again, well, it's a lie. So, yeah, oh, they don't realize my lie. Yeah, because it's a lie, dude. And it's kind of astonishing. But they live in this fantasy world. Mm. But anyway. Yeah, they live in a fantasy world. So I'll we'll just end on this point real quick. Keep in mind, guys. Look at how you present yourself. And you're saying other people are in a fantasy world? Again, I just find it so ironic that here you have this guy quoting this Democratic congressman who's saying what Trump's ideas are on the border. And he's doing it like, ha, ha, he, he, look at this idiot. And then the replies, they're all like, yeah, Trump said these things and I agree, and they're based. And it just goes to show you, it all stem, everything from them comes just from a feeling. They have a feeling. Trump good, Democrats bad. And everything just flows from that, even if the arguments are contradictory. And this is just such a clear example of it right here. Hey, no, it isn't. You're a faggot. Moving on, Corey Bush under DOJ investigation. Oh, we'll see what bald fuckface says about this. It was confirmed this week that Democratic Representative Cory Bush is now under a federal investigation by the Department of Justice for alleged misuse of federal funds. That's a big one, not gonna lie. That is a pretty serious investigation. But Now the allegations stem from the fact that Cory Bush has her husband on her security team. Now, Corey Bush, obviously one of the newer members of the squad, has been subjected to all kinds of threats 
mm, just like the I'm other members sure. of the squad. I'm it has been sure. horrific. There is no denying. So oh, she needed horrific. extra security. And she claims that her husband has expertise in that area and experience in that area. So she hired him as part of the security detail. Now, let me read you Corey Bush's statement, because obviously uh, we do know subpoenas did come down this week to the House Sergeant at Arms for documents related to this security detail. So here is how Corey Bush handled this once the story broke. She said, quote, I hold myself, my campaign, and my position to the highest levels of integrity. I also believe in transparency, which is why I can confirm that the Department of Justice is reviewing my campaign spending on security services. We are fully cooperating in this investigation, and I would like to take this opportunity to outline the facts and the truth. Uh, she said her husband had been retained as part of my security team to provide security services because he has had extensive experience in this area and is able to provide the necessary services at or below a fair market rate. I have not used any federal tax dollars for personal security services. Any reporting that I have used federal funds for personal security is simply false. I have complied with all applicable laws and house rules and will continue to prioritize the rules that govern us as elected officials. So, Here's several different scenarios here. First scenario is that everything Corey Bush is telling us is fair and accurate and true, in which case the investigation goes nowhere, nothing happens, right? Second one is that, okay, you hired your husband as security, the federal government through our you know system, we pay for part of your security. So yeah, the government is kind of paying your husband to act as your security detail. That's not illegal. If he is in fact providing those services and not, you know, sitting at home eating Cheetos, then that is a legitimate expenditure. So that's not illegal. That is not a crime. The optics of it at that point. So that of course the bottom line is, oh, there's nothing to this. There's no crime here. There's no crime. The optics are bad, right? I mean, they will even, defend anything. Even if you say you're paying in below the fair market rate, mm still the optics of it, it doesn't look good. It's not a crime, but it doesn't look good. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that, you know, if you are having your husband on the detail, which you say you are, but you're paying him through either personal funds or through campaign funds, also not illegal. So if what Corey Bush is saying is true, none of this looks illegal, but obviously somebody somewhere saw this and said, hey, wait a minute, this doesn't look right. So they're conducting an investigation. That's fair. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and say, this is bull crap. You know, they, they, some Republican is behind this. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. But if something looks fishy, go ahead and investigate. If there's nothing there, there's nothing there. And everybody moves on just fine. So I have no problem with this investigation. I'm not going to sweep it under the rug. If it, if it turns out Cori Bush did something illegal, Let's move on from her. Let's get her out, right? That's how we do. We're not going to be, you know, hyper-partisan saying that, no, because it's a Democrat, let's not punish them for doing bad things. I don't believe she did bad things. I believe she is very honest. And hopefully on the other side of this, it comes out that, hey, it was all overblown. The government, the DOJ made the mistake, not Cori Bush. We'll wait and see. And when whatever happens, happens, we'll be here to tell you about that too. And you'll defend her no matter what. 
Uh, let's see. Silky Johnson says, HB, if we're going to go with alligators on the border, we should go with African crocodiles. Those things are massive and brutal. I remember a documentary I saw as a kid, and they just ripped zebras in half like nothing. Fucked my head up. But what protection? <clears throat> was that a... Uh, was that Africa, Blood and Guts? Are you talking about an actual documentary or a, um, what would they call it? The, the uh, Grindhouse, uh, there was a name for those. The uh, What the hell? Did, those Mondo movies? Uh, Africa, Blood and Guts? I don't remember if there was alligators eating zebras. That was, uh, that was, uh, that was a hell of a thing. That was a hell of a thing. Africa is quite the place. And it's, uh, <clears throat> Bazinski says uh, the left is inconsistent if you can take a dick you can take a joke but apparently the left is all cocks and no memes the right is meme magic the left is cocks given the amount of homos and the left you'd think that jokes would slide in like dicks yeah they really just, uh, just uh, no humor at all they just have no humor and they can't even make jokes amazing Bazinski says daily reminder of the quote by Brazilian philosopher Olavia D. Carvalho. If the right does not arrest the left for the crimes they commit, the left will ar arrest the right for the things they didn't do. No amnesty for commies. Eat them all into the sun. Yeah, that's a great quote. If the right does not arrest the left for the crimes they commit, the left will arrest the right for the things they didn't do. That is literally what is transpiring in our country right now. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. They really, you know, they're, they, I guess they were really confident that their plan was going to work, and that's why they're, they're arresting us. But, uh, you know, it's possible it might not work. We'll see. Pazinski says, also, I've subbed on Subscribestar to help, out, uh, help you out, Mang. Thank you. I think I'm number 17 or 18. I appreciate that. I think the soft gentleman got yeeted off YouTube because that chat would meme hard and the left. I bet some fucking retarded lib got butt hurt at being parodied. Can't meme, fuckers. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think usually, I don't think they have the um, the detectors yet. I I think eventually they'll be able to detect uh, gamer words live, and they'll be able to automatically detect um, political sentiment that they don't like. Um, so usually it's uh, you get flagged by by a homosexual commie. And um, that's probably what happened, if I had to guess. It was under the, they said it was spam, scams, and deceptive practices, which is really fitting, quite frankly. Um, they're, they're basically claiming that the soft gentleman was being deceptive. So they didn't like, uh, possibly, you know, depending on who you ask. Some people think the soft gentleman is just a satirical character of the left. And uh, so, so apparently that's deceptive practices and that'll get you banned on YouTube. Amazing. Little did they know that uh, what they did, they just committed an act of homophobia. They committed a rank act of homophobia, a, a homosexual holocaust, if you will. That's, uh, that's really how, how mean of YouTube. Just uh, incredible. All right, let me just refresh here. I think we're good on entropy. A homosexual holocaust. Imagine such a thing. Smelly Weasel 23 says, Got locked out of my Twitter account for calling niggers niggers and faggots faggots. What a world we live in. Also, fuck the French. Yeah, it's really, um, it's just, uh, it's unfortunate. I, I do see there are some conservatives that are trying to bring back faggot. 
and and I salute them in their efforts. The Hodge twins are doing it. That uh, Chinese satire account, Wee Wee Woo Woo, or whatever, the one that pissed off Mark Cuban. Um, They're calling each other. Oh, not only... Actually, excuse me. I'm getting my epithets mixed up. I apologize. I apologize. We have two things happening. The Hodge twins in Wee Wee Woo Woo are trying to bring are trying to normalize nigga. Okay, so Wee Wee Woo Woo is this Chinese satire account that's pretty fucking hilarious that pissed off Mark Cuban. And uh, and they have this thing going back and forth where, uh, you know, she's the their honorary Chinese nigga. And so they're, they're calling each other niggas back and forth. I love this shit. This is, I love this shit. I love, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And then on top of that, you have conservatives trying to normalize faggot, a lot of them. And there's libertarians doing it, and, uh, and it's fantastic. So they're trying to, they're like, oh, we're, you know, we're normalizing faggot and retard. Faggot, retard. Fantastic. Now, the problem is, yeah, Twitter, you know, bans people for doing this, and that's unacceptable. So Twitter's got to stop. Hopefully Elon Musk is made aware of this revival of faggot, retard, and nigga. Uh, and so hopefully that happens. We'll see. But people need to be able to speak freely. And if you don't like those words, that's fine. That's, you're entitled to that. That's your decision. But people should be able to say them. This this whole thing. Because, you know, even if you were like a person that went along with some of the... It doesn't matter what it is. One of the initial things that were banned, whether it be an epithet or like a subject like the Holocaust, whatever. Now you can see what happens when you go along with that first one. They come for the next one, and then the next one, and now we're in a situation you can't even talk about basic biology without getting in trouble. That's no good. And, and, and you know, some of these people, they want to make it where it's a censorable offense to criticize pedophiles. So you can see how far they're going to take it. So there can be no Overton window, in my opinion. There can be no off-topic subject. And, um, you know, if you feel very strongly about something that's offensive, then, you know, you can use your account to talk about how you don't like the people doing whatever it is you don't like. That's all. But, uh, yeah, credit to the people trying to normalize all of the epithets. And uh, that's absolutely fantastic. And obviously, the people, and, and you can apply this to, like things that are true that might be harsh, or maybe they were delivered in a harsh way, but they turned out to be true. Um, you know, dissident right people that talked about things that now Charlie Kirk talks about, that now like it's almost like mainstream, like based immigration. No, oh, I don't, I don't want to go too far. Almost based immigration policy. Almost, we're getting there. At least on illegal immigration, I can, I can say, it seems like the conservative mainstream conservative opinion about illegal immigration is getting based like they are against all illegal immigration it seems it depends you know like there's that weird thing with like ben shapiro possibly donating to one of these uh, organizations uh, flooding the country but i don't know if it's I, I don't know if it was confirmed if it was the same ben shapiro and i think jeremy boring denied it so i i don't know but it does seem like there's at least in 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 word <clears throat> we'll see if action follows but in word there does seem to be a united front against illegal immigration so that's a step got to do the next step you know after that we'll see what happens that'll be harder but um but yeah there's a shift happening it's just that you, i think you should i think like the charlie kirks of the world 
anyone who contributed to the censorship of dissident right people like Charlie Kirk, now that you're repeating the exact same things that they said in, in like a you know more faggy and big and, and, and like small faced way, the way he does it, you should um, apologize to those people and you should advocate for their accounts to be restored. That should happen. But uh, yeah, it's not going to happen, but that should happen. But it's funny, you know, things that things that would have gotten Charlie Kirk, you know, gotten his panties in a bunch and uh, and caused him to be outraged. Oh, that's racist. Now he's just saying, you know, freely, which is good. I'm glad. I hope he, he continues to do that. By the way, I was very disappointed to see, unfortunately, Tudor Dixon. I think she's become a Democrat. Tudor Dixon went after Charlie Kirk today. And I don't care if she goes after Charlie Kirk, but the reasons that she went after him were so cringe. She was saying that Charlie Kirk was racist. She's like, oh, the things they're saying is so racist. What are they saying that's racist? Can you show me what, even if I subscribe to your concept of racism, which I don't anymore, but let's, you know, for the sake of argument, I can do it. Yeah, I've done it my whole life. I can get back into the, into the whole racism mentality. I can do that, no problem. Just like I could probably instantly swing right back into the whole Christianity thing in two seconds if I had to. <clears throat> I'm not saying I want to do that. I'm saying if I had to. Like, for the sake of order, if suddenly it was like, you know, you got to be a Christian in America, I'd be like, all right, well, there we go. We're going to try this and see what happens. But anyway, I'm not saying I want to do that. I'm just saying that, you know, I could live like that. I easily. I think I could easily live like that. Tudor Dixon was like, oh, what he's saying is racist. What is he saying he's ra that's racist? That illegals shouldn't break into the country? That, what what he said about black pilots? Do you understand what he's saying about black pilots? He's not saying fuck black people. He's not saying fuck all black pilots. He's saying that now, because leftists are so crazy with DEI, which gives people who don't qualify for it jobs like pilots, at least they're attempting to, that now when he sees a non-white person, because these non-whites are the only ones getting those types of jobs, although Asians probably... See, I don't know how Asians are on pilots. Uh, I know there's Asian pilots, but like, if they excel at being a pilot, then they're the enemy of the leftists in this regard. If they don't excel, then they're going to be given a job they don't qualify for. Usually, though, Asians will probably qualify, generally. So I don't know. Where are the Asians? When it, it's crazy they make it keep track of all this shit. But yeah, where are the Asians on the on the pyramid, on the oppression pyramid when it comes to pilots. How do leftists view Asian pilots? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, that's something that's interesting. I know when it comes to math and, and uh, 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 getting into schools, Asians are at the bottom with white people on the, on the pyramid. Um, when, it, when it's time to, to uh, uh, blame white people for black hate crimes, then the Asians are right at the top. Oh, stop Asian hate. So it really depends. But anyway, yeah. Uh, the point Charlie Kirk is making is that leftists have made it to the point where you, you wonder if the pilot, if it's a non-white person, if they were given that job because of DEI. That's a very reasonable thing because DEI is everywhere. And it's a crazy thing. It should be talked about. It should be criticized. And it should be pointed out that you're fucking up race relation, relations in the country when you force people to look at things through a racial lens. Because we're supposed to not think about that. Well, now you're forcing people to think about it. And so there you go. That's not racist. 
even if I'm subscribing to the concept of racism. So I don't know what Tudor Dixon's doing. That's unfortunate. She's got some big ones. Man, she's got she's still a smash, though. Still looking good. But man, I don't know what the hell you're doing. I mean, I don't even like Charlie Kirk, but go after him for a real reason. Go after him, you know, point out his hypocrisy. Well, this would be, she would never, she would say all oh, those people are racist, those dissident right people. But, you know, do something real. Anyway, whatever. It is what it is. She's a politician, so of course, you know, they usually disappoint. Yeah, Tudor Dixon, no good. I'm almost, I mean, frankly, what Tudor Dixon showed is that she would not have made a difference if she, if she won that governorship. She would have been like, uh, probably, she would have probably been like Larry Hogan. You know, is Larry Hogan the Maryland guy? The, he's like a Republican in name only or, or, or uh, DeWine. She probably would have been like a Mike DeWine. So not, not, a, not really a big uh, loss there, uh, apparently. Anyway, it is what it is. All right, very good. That's the end of the stream. Next stream. Okay, so next. Okay, so. Yeah, next stream is tomorrow, but it's going to be the new show. That'll be 7.30 Eastern. Uh, uh, it's going to be... So, um, some of it's pre-recorded, but but the end of the show is live. So, the end of the show tomorrow will be live. The segments, uh, a lot... Uh, let's see. Yeah, the segments are pre-recorded, um, but, but it will lead into then the live uh, at the end, and I'll read Super Chats and stuff. So, we'll see. It's a new format we're trying. We'll see just for a new show it's not replacing any of the stuff we already do so that's tomorrow next new stream is 6 30 eastern uh tuesday and uh and again the new show tomorrow off of youtube same subjects we'll be covering news and all that um but uh but just a different format on off nights and a, a shorter show so that's monday and wednesday uh, you can get an archive of this on uh, Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash hard news network or Podbean, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com, or you can go to Twitter at LiveHNN. Uh, also, thank you, everyone, that has uh, sent Super Chat, Streamlabs, and Breaking News, and also thank you to the people that have signed up for the uh, Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse uh, rebuilding. So I think we're at about 25 of 50, so I appreciate that. Uh, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. I am the Hard Bastard. Thank you for watching.